97.3. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Merry Christmas. Welcome to Christmas. Go on. Get on with it. Go, dear woman, honestly. She just wanders in. She's having one of those days. She's having one of those days where she's, she's been around. She's cleaning. I said, what are you doing in today? She went, I'm cleaning. So she's now taking the bag out. You all right? You happy? You're under, you're under here, so I can't... You can't go under here. You can't go... You can't hoover under here. There's no hoovering allowed today. It's Christmas Day. There's no hoovering on Christmas Day. She's going over... She's she put all the bags in. Just just bear with it, all right, just while she does this bit. <laughs> They're all mad round here, you know. Everybody's completely mad this morning. At least it's not snowing, so at least we managed to get here in one piece. And I hope you're all well at home. And don't forget, a little bit later on, we'll open up the phone lines. When I say a little bit later on, by the time we've taken police advice and protection on it, we might open up the phone lines. Probably around 8 o'clock, give you a chance to wake up properly this morning, OK? Because I know that Christmas morning, everybody... You're either going to be up really, really early, or you're going to be up really... really... You are right? You right now? Happy Christmas. Shit. <laughs> 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 oh, she's still here. She's not going. She's still... Is that... Yep. You're you taking... Know that every Christmas I work. Every Christmas? Yeah. I'm not at all surprised. Most Christmases I work. The worst Christmas, um. man. You know, you know, you know uh, my friend had to drop me here. I traffic on the road last night. Dreadful, isn't it? Yeah. Have a nice Christmas. Yeah, thank you. Have a nice... Oh, bless her. <laughs> it's like doing two programmes here. Some mornings you just think, it can't be real, can it, this place? It really can't. She was such a sweetie. Anyway, so listen, what we, what we thought we'd do this morning... Well, anyway, what, what have we not done? I know that Nick finished with Hark the Herald Angels, which I was singing along the descant to, because I do like the descant bit. We have an open with our piece of music, our piece of music that signifies to all and sundry who listen to LBC and to Steve Allen that Christmas is now well and truly here, and we celebrate it by playing one piece of music. <laughs> Jolly old St Nicholas, which kind of sees us into... That's I'm going home now. I've had enough. We've eaten mince pies, we've eaten sausage rolls, we've eaten chocolate, we've had a cup of tea, the cleaner's been in. What more do you want between now and ten? I know. You want a nice bit of conversation. We take all your texts and emails, 84850stevedlbc.co.uk, which is nice. And I hope that if you do get... A bit early for opening presents yet. I do have a particularly big present to open. And I know that yesterday, when we opened Paul Savory's present, which was ginormous... And we put it on the internet. When I got upstairs, 
uh, Aidan Clare said, you've got to have a look at these. Look at these audience figures. Just, just to really make you feel quite good this morning. And the graph went through the roof, which was great, because you all wanted to see what it looked like. I think secretly you were just sort of seeing what I looked like as well. Simon in Reading says, thank you for making mornings so much more enjoyable. And Barbara says, you're my first Prezi today. Just what I wanted. Have a wonderful day and may it, may it snow on you. Yeah, I don't mind it snowing as long as it's not snowing when I'm driving down the motorway. I think that'll be fine, actually. Anthony, Anthony uh, Davis sent me a Christmas card, which is quite nice. I like that. Nice writing. Actually, my writing's atrocious. My writing's absolutely appalling. Sometimes I look at people's... Ca- I can't read what they say. I really can't. I look at them and I... Then I put my glasses on, then I take them off again, and I'm still none the wiser. Later on, we'll talk to Roger Foss, and also we'll talk to Chris Lowry about the weather. Just in case you're, you're driving today and you want to know exactly... Uh, what the weather's going to be like. We'll do that a bit later on for you. Uh, and James O'Brien threatened to phone in yesterday. He said, shall I phone you on Christmas Day? I thought, oh. And uh, I thought, oh, I don't want a whole list of LBC presenters all phone you, because you know what it's like, because they'll, they'll be sort of stuffing turkey and things. And then, of course, I get a phone call from James Max going, oh, can I be on your show as well? And I said, oh, who is this? Who is this? Not speak English. Not speak... And put the phone down. It's so much easier that way. <laughs> Left him wondering. Uh, and uh, here's one uh, from Mark... To Amanda and Steve. Started this one already. Yes. Well, no, your name wasn't first. I just made you feel better by turning it around. It actually says Steve and Amanda. It says Merry Christmas from a loyal podcaster across the pond in Hanover, Virginia, in the good old US of A. We still have snow on the ground from the big storm last weekend, giving us our first white Christmas in years. He says, but while snow may be on the ground, the streets are clear, so we'll be off to visit family and friends, probably listening to your podcast as we travel. Thank you very much indeed. I wish you uh, a peaceful and a happy Christmas. That's all you can wish for anybody, isn't it, in this day and age? Peace, happiness and a bit of money in your purse, and that's it. Margaret says, happy uh, Christmas birthday to Alex. With lots of love from Philip and Margaret. First Christmas without our beloved mother, uh, Lula, who passed away only ten days ago. Not easy. First is not easy, second is not easy. I know, I've been there, so I know exactly what you're going through. It's, uh, It's terrible, actually. It's terrible, but you you will emerge the other side. You will, I promise you, you emerge the other side. It never gets easy, though. I don't care what anybody says about uh, losing people so so near to Christmas. Uh, Madeleine from Bexley, thank you for your card as well. And to lovely Noreen, she has Merry Christmas, Steve, John, and all the team today. Who have you got with you? Amanda, Johnny and Gary? We've got Amanda and Johnny. Well, we've sort of got Johnny in, in body, if not actually, you know, spiritually he's elsewhere. I think spiritually he's still under the duvet, bless his heart, because it was warm and cosy. And then you've got to get up, and then you've got to put clothes on, and then you've got to get in the car, and then you've got to drive down the road. And the trouble is, you're never the only one on the road, are you? Even Christmas morning, you're never the only one on the road. There's always somebody, I feel like I should wave to them. I thought I should go, hi! Like, if you're a member of the caravan club, every time you pass somebody else towing a caravan, you're supposed to flash your lights. I haven't got a caravan, so I just, I just wave to people. But there's nobody. There's nobody, is there? Nobody Leicester Square. It's de- deserted, isn't it? First time. Except a load of police running up the road because a nightclub was turning out. And, of course, being Christmas Day, there's always the proverbial Christmas Day fight, which is always a bit of fun. So just when, just when I walked up the road, there's all these police officers running past me. I thought they were after me, so I started running. And I'm running. Then they're chasing me. And then it became like a Keystone Cops thing. Ellie in Lewisham says, thank you very much for Ray Conniff. My dad was a big fan, so brings back many happy memories. And happy Christmas. Trolley Dolly Dave, off to work in a short while. Home on the 27th. But you'll be bringing them all the duty-free stuff, won't you, I should imagine. That's just a nice thing about travelling on... So you're working today, on Christmas Day. There's flights out on Christmas Day. It's good, isn't it? 84850, Jan says, I don't feel so lonely now we've got you on. There you go. And Sue and Mark, near Epping. Normally, we can only listen from 5 to 6.30, but four hours today. We will bump into you one day in Epping. 
You're so right, you will, actually. Uh, Joni says, Merry Christmas, Steve and Amanda. We've still got snow laying on the ground in Potter's Bar. And Tony says, Annie and Bradley are sitting on my bed, wondering whether to go and see if Father Christmas has been. Do you think they should have a look? I don't know. What do you reckon? I think they can have a sneaky peek. It's a bit early. It's a little bit early, but I think he might have delivered. So I think there's a very good chance that you could go and have a little look down by the tree. I think there might be something down there. Only guessing, of course, because I bumped into people yesterday and they were really looking, this man was really looking forward to, uh, to Christmas for his kids as well, because one of his children, I only discovered afterwards, had not been very well. But uh, he's now much, much better and was looking, I said, do you think Father Christmas will bring you some presents? Yes. And kids are so good. When you talk about Father Christmas and presents, they just love it. I think it's great. So happy Christmas to all the people I bumped into yesterday and, uh, and to Paul Cooper as well. I don't know if he's out of hospital or still in hospital. And Pat and Brian... And my Auntie Pat and my Auntie Gwenda. Oh, crikey, there's a list of as, mile, as, as long as there is. And Gil and Julie and the kids and uh, my Uncle Alan. Of course, everybody, really. Uh, thank you to uh, Mark from Birmingham. It says, Happy New Year to you and your hard-working team. That'll be them next door. Uh, and uh, another one here. This is from Margaret Finchley. So, Maggie and Terry in Stoke Newington, a happy Christmas. I've known Maggie for some years, but unbelievably only found out this week we're both avid fans of the show. That's good news, isn't it? Susan Young and family, and a very happy Christmas to Gladys Robinson. She's an avid listener. Happy Christmas, uh, Gladys. And uh, John Warrington sent me in something, but in fact, and he said, I think we should do that. I'll, I'll tell you when, uh, when he gets in a bit later on. I was going to send him an email back going, it's actually a scam on a scam on a scam. It's one of those... Lovely. Oh, how low today. And another big present from the producer. <sighs> It'll be her P45. It's uh, <laughs> only wrapped in a box. She said, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll take it home. I'll take it home. And, I'll, and she said, no, no, I've got to set it up. I'm thinking, what is it? I've got to set it up. I've got so much stuff to take home today, because I tell you, because now I've got the car in, I've got to take home a chair that arrived. These two chairs have arrived. So I've got a chair to take home. The producer's going to take the other one, which is good news for her. She doesn't know it yet, but she comes in bits. She'll have to try and assemble it. It's like a bar stool, but on a hydraulic so you go up and down. It's quite nice in black. It's very, you know, all, all the best houses have got them, Johnny. And uh, one day, all houses will be like mine. No, it would fit in your house. You could have it in the garage next to the dartboard and the bar. And uh, they've got a bar. <laughs> Don't ask. And so anyway, um, so I was saying. Oh, yeah, and I've got to take that home. I've got to take the Christmas crib that Paul Savory brought in. And now, the thing that we've got to assemble. And all this is going in the car. How am I going to get it all back to the car? I've got no idea. It sounds like a nightmare, doesn't it? Martin and family, that's Martin McMillan. His family have got the magic shop, as you know, just up by uh, Grays Inn Road. He says, thanks for mentioning the show this year. Hope to see you during 2010. And uh, happy Christmas to you and your family as well, Martin. And to everybody else. We've got loads of things to do on the programme, so send in your texts and emails. And a bit later on, about eight-ish, we will open up the phone lines. God help us. <laughs> Quarter past six. Season's greeting. Morning, team. 6.15, Christmas Day. I know you just want to stay in Parents are always dreading this day. You want to stay in bed, don't you? You want to stay in bed for the whole time. But you know that the kids are up because you can hear them. And they just want to go and have a look at presents at quarter past six in the morning. <laughs> Lock the dining room door. So much easier. Stephen Bridlington says Merry Christmas from both myself and Jill. And the same for everybody at LBC and all our listeners. Did you get the e-cards? I have got a load of e-cards, which I haven't actually, Steve, opened up yet. He said, but we have five inches of snow. Outside. Oh, lovely. Wish we had five inches of snow. Down in Essex, they had, uh, had a few inches over the, uh, over the week. But I think it's all, it's all but disappearing now. 
Uh, Merry Christmas, Steve, from the Lings in Hemel. And Liz in Orpington says, opening up presents with our son Harry, who's six. Merry Christmas to you and the team. Francis, season's greetings for another great year of listening. And here's to 2010. Here's to another contract. And uh, give yourself a pat on the back. Hope your dinner is nice. Enjoy the rest of the day. Bubbles drivers. Sweet, isn't it? That's quite nice. And uh, Steve, wish my sister Mary and husband Phil a happy Christmas, who will be listening, says Mandy in Maida Vale. Uh, and Sarah says, well, it's the day you've been waiting for for the past 11 months. Have a lovely Christmas. And somebody else being sarcastic says, shall I put the sprouts on now or is it too late? No, put them on now. They'll, they'll just be ready by about two o'clock this afternoon. And we don't want them too, uh, too, too interesting, do you? I think. And another one here. And uh, this is from Martin in Finchley. Uh, Sue and Mark in Docklands. Happy Christmas. That's from Amanda and... Jo- oh, my, sorry, love to Amanda and John. I thought it was Amanda and John Warrington. I thought, how strange. They're an item. <laughs> At long last. Uh, do the buses run today? Don't think so, Jean. I don't know what runs today, although you can get a flight from Heathrow. Because Dave's off, uh, and he's going to be on his, his aeroplane a little bit later run. There's no, no buses, no tubes, no nothing. So if you're going anywhere today, there's no what? No, no trains, no, no nothing at all. Just us on the radio. Just us. So unless you've got a car or a bicycle, you're going nowhere. But that's the whole idea of Christmas Day. You're supposed to say, it's only people like us who work. You know, but I, I wouldn't worry about it because we're here all day. And it's not just me. There's loads of people. Loads of people. Uh, happy Christmas to my Helena. She's up early this morning, but I mean, she, she does drink. So that's all I can say. <laughs> she's, I mean, she'll still be going from last night, I should imagine. And she says, I'm listening to the show. How exciting. She reads the blogs every day. She, oh, she avidly reads the blogs. She always goes, oh, so what are we talking about today? I said, well, you have to read my blog. That way, well, no, and then can you phone me and tell me what I wrote in my blog? Because I can't remember half the time. I'm hopeless. You write it down, you put it into the computer, and the computer sorts it out and puts it, you know, and does the spelling and all the rest of it. And then after the computer sorted it all out and posted it, then I can see what my blog is, because we've got a new system here for doing blogs. And, and I come up with invented, it was invented some years ago, and what you do is you sit in a little booth, and I, I say, well, today on the programme I did this and this. And it's like teach and spell, and what it does is it rearranges all the words. It's a bit like uh, Professor Stephen Hawking and his talking computer. It's a bit like that. I j- yes, I just read words in, and this strange creature, the other side, turns it into into speak, which is clever. Helen has just sent me another one going, you cheeky little person. <laughs> even on Christmas morning, you see. Even on Christmas morning. Steve, um... I love that carol. Haven't heard it for a long time. First Christmas on my own. Very weird. I'm going to have a bacon, lettuce and tomato sandwich. I bought myself a chocolate as a present, which I'm eating now. Actually, uh, Helena's got some chocolate as well. She wouldn't mind sharing with you. We bought her some the other day. It's a very nice box of chocolates. And I'll tell you what I brought into the studio, Helena, to show all the other people. The, um, the, the free chocolates that we got with it because we spent so much money. And they gave us a free box of chocolates, which is their winter selection, which is cinnamon praline. Something else, peanut praline and milk praline batons. Plus they've got mistletoe chocolates and bauble chocolates as well. It's quite nice, actually. We'll have one of those later, I think, with a, with a, with a cup of coffee or something. Stephen Amanda, Iris is having me for dinner today. I'm not sure if she's boiling or roasting. Happy Christmas from both, both of us. That's Brian in Hampton Hill and Iris in Teddington. Jane in Hawley. Thank you very much indeed. Happy Christmas to you as well. And um, June says, I love Tuesday with Alan. I'm just recovering from, from a... I shouldn't laugh, I'm sorry, it's not funny. From a painful knee operation. 
I don't know why that would be funny. I suppose everybody else's injuries, as long as they're not yours, are funny, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Katie in Winchmore Hill. I've been up for four, for an hour with my six-year-old opening lots of Lego Star Wars. Oh, Katie. Uh, actually, that's great, though, but the trouble is, I promise you, by 7.30, you're going to be wilting just a little bit. Anne in Richmond, actually, Richie's in Wandsworth today, says, thank you for the laughs. I'm just waiting for my peace to be shattered by the grandchildren. Oh, don't worry, it will happen. It will happen, because the kids lie there, and they, they, get, they go to bed early, don't they? Because we tell them to. We say, listen, if you go to bed early, Father Christmas will be here. But if, if you don't go to bed till late, you'll, 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 so you won't get Father Christmas. So they go to bed early, and consequently, they, they wake up early, because they're so excited. You remember what we were like? And, of course, this is my time of year. I mean, I am the person who loves Christmas more than anybody else. I just absolutely love it. I can't, I can't describe to you how fantastic Christmas is. I just wish we had time machines. And you could sort of step into it, push a button, and go back to a childhood Christmas where you remember all the... I mean, I remember it quite well. I mean, I'm not that doolally that I can't remember certain things. Well, anything before 1986 is a bit hopeless, I admit. But, I mean, after that, I'm quite good. And I remember... I can remember coming downstairs, because I remember we had this carpet, as most people did. Well, actually, to tell a lie, not most people did at all. And I remember opening the sitting room door and the tree was all lit up and we had really nice Christmas lights not like nowadays, I mean they're they're nice but they're not as good as they used to be when we all had sets of Pifco lights and the tree used to have this angel hair all over it which was stretched out, probably asbestos or something that wasn't any good for you and the light shone through it and it really looked very pretty and then you'd look at the presents underneath and in much later years, you then realise where, how they got there and things like that. But we used to love it. I'd sit down and we'd have, there'd be bowls of sweets on the side. Always bowls of quality street. It's not unsimilar to this studio. I mean, this morning, there's enough food upstairs. Nick Abbott apparently has a very generous listener, like all of us, uh, who sent in four boxes of food from Harrods. Four, and when I came in this morning, much to my deep embarrassment, there's a box of sausage rolls from Harrods. No, there's not. Not anymore. I ate a box of sausage rolls this morning. I, I didn't intend to eat the box. What I did was I was sorting stuff out from the cupboard. And every time I walked past the box eight, I uh, had one and then went to the cupboard and took something else out, which I had to... And, it's, and so I've eaten eight, uh, six, seven, whatever it is. It seems... seems they're only little, poof, tiny, hardly worth mentioning, honestly. Look, one, one bite, gone. About two inches long. And, uh, and they were very nice. And there's some pies up there from Harrods as well. Quite delicious. Doesn't actually keep you awake, Johnny, but it didn't half fill a gap. Didn't half fill a gap. I suddenly remember today, I thought, oh, well, when I get home, I'll go and get a bottle of water from M&S and a sandwich to take on the journey. I suddenly realised nobody's open. I'll have to go and get it from a garage, because garages will be open, because it's the only time that you go out and buy wood and stuff like that, isn't it, on Christmas Day. And you go, well, what should we buy? OK, let's buy some wood and a bunch of flowers. I don't know. I don't know why you buy wood. I always buy it because I think if they're selling it, I don't want to run out. You know, so if, if I've got it. Uh, very Merry Christmas. We're not celebrating here in Syria. We're picking up some of the Christmas spirit by listening to your show online. Of course. Well, we're very good at doing Christmas spirit, I think. Uh, living to, li- listening to you in Dallas, Texas, on the internet. Does anybody know what happened to Robbie Vincent? Uh, no. I've got no idea. I think he retired, actually. Helen has gone. Eight sausage rolls. Oh, they're only little ones. Honestly, tiny, tiny, little Harrods sausage rolls. You know, really small little... I mean, hardly made any difference at all to the fact that I'm probably going to keel over in about half an hour's time and just leave this mortal coil. Uh, Amanda, John and Alan. That's from Gary. Happy Christmas to you all. And, of course, Dawn. Celebrated birthday yesterday. Noreen, Jan and Ray. I shall be working late. 
I think it'd be nice if Dawn rings in. She may need some prompting as she's waiting for pigs to fly first. <laughs> Would love some shows in 2010, because we haven't done a, a live show for a little while. Even my accountant said to me yesterday, he said, you've got any shows planned? And, and I said, well, I haven't yet. I said, I need to speak to Uncle Rob about this. I think because we have some dates tentatively booked in that we haven't sort of, uh, we haven't gone any further with it yet. So I'll, I'll need to sort that out. That's my fault, I'm afraid. Howard in Enfield. Happy Christmas to Amanda. Or as he's put here, Amada. Amada. She is quite madder this morning. Also to Steve Allen. Bitter. Uh, and, oh, the aforementioned uh, Uncle Rob. Lying in bed with Kaz, waiting for Molly and Saskia to get up. And I wanted to wish you, Amanda, and Johnny a lovely Christmas. There you go. Yeah, they, they've all said happy Christmas. Well, I say they've all said. Amanda's struggled out with the words and Johnny's going, because he's like that. He's <laughs> and happy birthday as well. Happy birthday. They nearly said happy birthday. Who did? You did. Oh, right. They're not with it, I'm afraid, this morning, Rob, at all. It's a bit earlier for getting the present. I think between any time after quarter to seven to seven is the time for opening. Pre- Have you opened pre- any presents this morning, Johnny? You haven't. It's too early, isn't it? Is all the household asleep? Is your mum cooking dinner? Oh, that's right. You're having, you're having beef, aren't you? Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Very Essex. Ready by the time he gets home. <laughs> Same time as my sprouts will be ready when we get home. I can't. I'm, I hope we're having sprouts today. I haven't checked with my brother. But uh, it'd be quite nice, isn't it? Uh, 84850. And uh, Merry Christmas, Steve. Christmas has now officially started. Now that uh, we've had Jolly Old St Nicholas. I've been listening to LBC for two years. I started listening Christmas Day when you were telling us about the duvet incident. I haven't stopped listening to you in LBC since. There you go. That's Pam. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Abby and Pinner, wish husband David a happy Christmas to you as well. Anne in Richmond, thank you for waking me up in 2009. And Carol says, I've been given loads of presents from my new work colleagues. Can't wait for my boyfriend's present. Mm-hmm. Have you got any Caribbean Christmas carols? No, I haven't actually. Um, another one here. Thanks for all the joy and fun you bring. And that's from Kia in Northwood. Uh, another one here. Merry Christmas, Steve. Listen every day. Oh, it's June again. Obviously sent it in twice. And uh, up, says Alan, in the wilds of Northumberland. And I've just managed to tune in. Well, that's good. And Denise in Streatham. Hands, Denise. Lynn in Bushy. I'm off to Leicester to spend the day with, uh, with daughter Alison. And Merry Christmas to all the family. Great seeing them all last week. It's nice, isn't it? Fantastic. Fantastic. So, listen, more of these. We've got... We've got tons to get through, but I promise you this morning we're going to get through every single one of your texts and emails. Steve at lbc.co.uk. And, uh, and also, then we'll... I forget what time John Warrington's coming in. What time is John in? We think he's in about... Yeah, we think about seven this morning. He'll be up already. He'll, he'll be getting himself ready. He'll, he'll, no, he wasn't working last night. Sorry, I just have to have a quick slurp of water. You know what it's like when you get really thirsty? You get really, really thirsty and you think, oh, some nice cold waters. We've got loads of cold water. We've got tea, coffee, chocolates. We've got you. Later on, we'll find out from Chris Lowry what the weather's going to be like over the Christmas period. And uh, what else we got? Oh, Roger Foss will tell us, A, about some of the Christmas shows which you should be booking for, the last-minute update, and also after the death of Danny LaRue and the question that I asked, which was, whatever happened to Danny's costumes... Roger will have hot news on that, so all of that's a little bit late. About 9.15 this morning, I think. Uh, Jill abounds green. Oh, that's what Robbie Vincent does. Oh, right. Jan says, you're having cauliflower cheese. Uh, Jill, I don't know if we're having cauliflower. I do like cauliflower cheese. Uh, Kathy Lopperton, thank you. And, uh, and Joe says, we're on our way to Heathrow. Best day to fly. Off to Miami. 
Have a good day. Well, I hope the weather... I hear blizzards in Miami. I'm only just telling you that, you know, in advance. And we'll also be opening the... Big... Big... Oh, don't you... Oh, here we go. When she said to me, she said, it's, it's got to be assembled. I thought, oh, God, I hate the presents. I said, is it's not batteries, is it? Or something like that. Do we have to put batteries in it? Because I've had, had problems with things like this before. Anyway, uh, we'll do that. Plus, of course, we've got our How Low for today. This one is the one that finishes on the 4th of January. And it's a Samsung... 50-inch plasma TV and home cinema, and it can be yours. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. This auction ends, as I say, 6pm, 4th of January. All you have to do is text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So to bid £1.52, you write LBC 152 in a text, and send it to treble eight two one. Competition ends at 6pm on the 4th of January. You must be over 16. Entries are limited... And costs £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Fantastic entertainment system, and it can be yours for absolute pennies in the LBC How Low. Finishes, as I say, on the 4th of January. The only reason this one runs over the Christmas period is I'm assuming everybody's on holidays. So that's the time they're all back, and so then they can do the updates. So do have a go for it. A 50-inch plasma TV and a home cinema, all in the how low, which is very nice. OK, some more of your texts and emails coming up very shortly. And uh, also, the things you must remember. Please, God, you've remembered to defrost the turkey. It, that, that should have been out all night. If not, I think you might have to start sticking it in the bath of hot water or something like that to try and thaw it out in time. The one thing you can't do is cook frozen turkey. The one thing you've got to do when you're cooking it, here is the Steve Allen hard and fast rule. Make sure you've taken the giblets out and you'll know it's cooked because the juices will run clear. OK? So you don't want anything that looks particularly cloudy or anything. You're waiting till the juices run clear. OK? That's the Steve Allen. And apart from that, enjoy. If you're a, if you're a, um, a vegetarian, of course, hard luck. Christmas 3. Steve Allen. Morning, team. 28 minutes to 7 is the time. It's Christmas Day. It's lovely to have your company. I hope you're well. And if you've got kids in the house, you'll be going, we're not getting another half an hour. Daddy and I will just have another half an hour. And that's when you get sort of the extra half an hour, and that's when you can enjoy yourself. The only news story there is doing the rounds at the moment is, A, there is still travel chaos in certain parts of the country. B, another person described as disturbed, attacks the Pope in the Vatican. And uh, it was in St Peter's Basilica. He's walking down, and this woman leaps over the uh, the barrier and pushes him to the ground. Now, I always thought security was supposed to be uh, fairly fairly tight round the Pope. I mean, luckily he wasn't injured and he carried on. But uh, strangely enough, even more bizarre, a person who was filming the Pope and the procession coming down was right behind the woman who jumped over the barrier. So of course they got her straight away. As I say, another balmy one. There's quite a few out, I'm afraid. It must be the time of year, I suppose. Uh, Helena says, My goodness, I thought I'd tune into Delia Smith for a moment. Because I'm giving advice on how to cook the turkey. I cook... Actually, I cook turkey. I do turkey, right? I could cook... I can cook turkey and um, roast potatoes. And sprouts. OK. Oh, it's an oven meal. I know, it's a, it's a TV dinner, but I still cook it. still have to cook it, don't I? I have to put the oven on. All right, heat it up. Well, all right, heat it up, then. Heating up's just as good as cooking the blooming thing. Quite like doing turkey. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm very good, surprisingly. I could do anything Chinese. I can, I can, I can, I can so. I do prawn toast and... I do so make prawn toast. Yeah. I make prawn toast from scratch. I do that quite a lot, actually. OK, the recipe for prawn, prawn toast from scratch. Get one piece of toast and put a prawn on it. And there it is, prawn toast from scratch. 
That's it. <laughs> I can cook. I can cook loads of things, actually. I don't know why. I, 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 I've got a bread maker and I make my own bread. And it's crusty, so it comes out of the oven all smelling delicious and gorgeous. It's rubbish, isn't it? I can't cook anything. But then what's the... Listen, if, if it wasn't for people like me, you wouldn't have Marks and Spencers or Tesco. In fact, there is, a, there is an upsurge in ready meals now. Who wants to, co- who wants to stand in the kitchen, for, apart from my friend Helena, who cooks for days on end? Because you, you cook for hours. My mother used to cook, and then it would all be eaten in five minutes. And my mother would say, masticate, masticate. For goodness sake, Stephen, you're not... You know, you've got to do it a lot. Because you just shovel it in your mouth and swallow straight away. And, of course, that's not good enough. You've got to keep it in your mouth and chew it. You're supposed to chew each piece of meat so many times. Well, frankly, I can... I cannot be bothered. So I eat fairly quickly. I'm not, I'm not a, a fast, fast eater. I'm not as fast as some people I know. But, but I, I do eat fairly quickly. I think it's going to evaporate, I'm afraid. Diane and Joan in Halifax... Say Merry Christmas to you, Steve and the team. Are the sprouts on yet? <laughs> oh, dear. Me and my sprouts. I can't help it, I'm afraid. Heidi says, The children woke us at 3.30 this morning. Your show's keeping me going while I cook a full English for the family. We could eat a full English now, couldn't we? We just got chocolates and uh, stuff like Not the best thing to do. Not the best thing to have, either. And uh, 84850, steve at uk. Everything's extra today. Everything's extra. If you, if you travel anywhere, it's extra. So, in other words, if you take a black cab, there's four quid on it, but minicabs are double, or private hire vehicle, whatever they call them now. And uh, another one here. This is Sandy, says, uh, one of your Oop North listeners. Just like to thank you for being there most mornings. What do you mean most mornings? Every morning. Every morning. Norman in Bushy? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, first Christmas without my children, Steve. I don't know who this is from. So it's LBC and the hamsters and the guinea pigs for company. I could never bear the smell of guinea pigs. I'm sorry. I was more hamsters, I'm afraid. Uh, Val, happy Christmas to you as well. Uh, This one just says, uh, love the show, Steve. Wish you and the team a very merry Christmas. And uh, I'm trying to find names, actually, on some of these. Oh, here we go. Sheila and Raymond in Cockfosters. Yet another wonderful year of hilarity. Thank you very much indeed. Probably likewise, I should imagine. Uh, Denise in Haynaught, you brighten my day. Please do this time every day. Oh, Lord, I couldn't do this time every day. I think I'd be absolutely exhausted. <laughs> absolutely exhausted. It's all right, actually, doing it for a couple of... And we've got it all next week, as you know. thought I'd warn you now, just in case you think, oh, wait a minute, perhaps he's just here for Christmas Day. No, 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 no. All next week. All next week. And another one here. This is from uh, Bridie. Please wish my mum... Kathy Nolan in Islington, a very happy Christmas. Off to my brothers for Christmas dinner. Happy Christmas, peaceful New Year for you and the team. Exactly. Uh, Dave and Jackie in Slough, good morning. Thank you. And I've set my alarm for you. Just managed to get Charlie's bike in from the garage. Fell over Jack the Lurcher on the way in. So hello to Mum Phyllis, who I know is in bed listening. And thank you for making us smile. It's nice, isn't it? I quite like that idea. Uh, Please wish my wife a Merry Christmas. She has to work a 12-hour shift today. Tell her I love her, says Stu. And Noel says, uh, love your show every day. So happy Christmas to everybody at LBC. Richard in Walthamstow, uh, will you wish my mum Angela in Sunderland a very merry Christmas. Jilla Bounds-Green, thank you. And um, can you say hello to my mum May in Hemel? She's my rock and I love it a bit. There you go, you see. So that's just uh, a few of your texts and emails which are coming in. Uh, Another one here. Uh, and this is from, uh, who's this from? Sandra in Biggin Hill. Looking forward to the, to the sprouts too. 
You light up my life. You really do. Have a very happy time with your brother and family today. I'm looking forward to that, actually. And then tomorrow, we're all off horse racing. We're all off horse racing. And there's going to be about... Wait a minute. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten... Eleven of us going horse racing. Now, so I'm hoping, actually, later on today, Alex can come up with some tips for Kempton for tomorrow, and then I can, I can see how I do. So if you can... No, I'm not going to gamble all my money away. I'm only going to do a pound, pound each way or something, because I'm not a gambler, Johnny, as you know. I'm not one of these people who sits there with sunglasses in the wee small hours of the morning, you know, trying to work out if your next card's an ace or a ten or a queen, and then pretending it's something different so that people put more money on. Then you go, OK, uh, I'll double and see you, you know, outside. <laughs> I've never played poker, actually. We should call it it's Poker 21s. Oh, that's blackjack, is it? What, which, is, is, is poker the one where you have to pretend you've got a flush or a, a run or something like that? Is that the one I see on the television where there's a lot of people wearing dark glasses? Why do they wear dark glasses? It's not sunny. I could understand when I wear dark glasses because, A, I'm a celebrity. Secondly, I've got mild glaucoma. And thirdly, my eyes are very sensitive. But why do they wear it on the television? Well, what's the purpose? Because it's cool. They look silly. Some of these glasses don't even suit them. They have, they, you sort of go in the casino and they sort of wrench you glasses. Very funny. So I've, I've never played poker, but around here there's a, practically a poker school going on. But I've never done it. I think I'd be probably quite good at it, because I'm, I'm quite good at... Yeah, I should go to a poker... Not really, no, I don't think so. Because <laughs> you just do it for buttons, don't you? You're not really out playing properly, you know. I want to play... You know, when I go out, I go to the casinos. <laughs> uh, another one here. Merry Christmas to all at LBC from Dee and Andrea. Andrea and New Malden. Off out walking the dogs. It's good, you see. I think that's good. Daphne in Wallington. P.S. The last text, re hamsters. Oh, right. And one here, actually, Mike, says, I just got back from Midnight Mass at St Augustine's Queensgate and have to go up for the Christmas morning service at 10 because Sue, who rings the bells, has gone to Tasmania. So I'm on the ropes. Fantastic. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well done. 84850, steve at We weave them all in on the programme. If they're sent in, they get read out. Uh, Jay, loved it to hear you on Christmas Day. Agnes, Dad, John... Sister Marie and daughter Charlotte, very happy Christmas. Love them all, says Gillian in Ricelip, and also happy Christmas to all the gang at LBC. Paul in Aylesford is working a 12-hour shift today. Good money, but missing out on the family Christmas meal. Also, it's the grandson's first Christmas and would love to be there. They don't bother on the first Christmas. Kids are, kids are only interesting at Christmas when they get to about four. Because up until then, if ours were anything to go by, they just rip paper off and then they go, all oh, right, there's something inside it. But the paper's the more interesting bit. It always is, I promise you. Uh, Yvonne in Dulwich says you forgot to season the turkey. I don't, well, you see, oh, I always get a butterball. I don't know why we get a butterball, for some reason. My friend Mike's just bought, um, I think he bought a Norfolk bronze. I used to worry about the flesh being a different colour. He said, no, 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 it's just the, the make of it. But it came from, I think, Watford or something peculiar. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Julia says, you're good elf as Santa would say. Thank you very much, Indy. It's quite nice. All indigestion and, uh, and hiccups now. So all of them will weave in, and then, oh, blimey, just a few here. And then what we'll do, a little bit later on, we'll open up the phone lines, about eight-ish, I think. So just one or two of your texts and emails that we can get through this one. Because I know there's loads of you sitting there, bored, thinking, oh, don't like Christmas, don't like Christmas. Not very good. Um, wait a minute. Uh <laughs> Uh, Iris, thank you for that one. It says, do come to the Churchill Theatre Bromley. It'll be lovely. Uh, won't be long. Just cleaning up footprints and I've spilt sherry on my carpet, says John. Oh, you know what that means. That means Father Christmas has visited. Father Christmas has visited John Warrington. I wonder what he brought him. 
I wonder what he brought him. Can't be as good as my present from Paul Savory. <laughs> Which was very entertaining. I haven't seen a Matt Anders yet, no. I'm not allowed to shake it. Cause she, no, don't, don't shake it, don't shake it, she's going. Uh, Kate and Howard. Kate, is that Kate Day? Not my Kate Davis, surely. In Leek. Says, I know you love all things Christmassy, so here is the UK turkey website. And some great turkey ringtones. He says, no, I'm not a turkey grower. I've just heard about the site, and I'm sad enough to go online and have a look. There you go, Kate and Howard. That's all right. We don't mind that. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Happy Christmas from sunny Cyprus, Irene and Pat. We listen every morning. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, Claire and the hard-working team. (laughs) Right. If you could see them now... If you could see what they have to do. They've got to sit there and, at the moment, Johnny's into about the third hand of poker. You know, Amanda's still trying to debate whether she puts the dark glasses on, because every time she puts them on, she falls asleep. You know, she's she's opened the sherry. (laughs) Hey, opened the sherry this morning. That's what John Warrington will be like when he gets in here. Loads of places to park. Uh, Suzette says, I want to say Merry Christmas to the, the, uh, the team of carers. Excuse me, that come every day to do personal care to my husband. And thanks to them for their support. Where would we be without carers? I always remember that um, that Christmas, uh, Noel's Christmas presents, where they had carers. And it was a lad who was a carer. Little lad. And, and you think, they do so much. They do so much. And, and we give them nothing in return. So we remember carers, not just professional carers, but families who, who care as well. Uh, apparently there are Christmas chocolates in the usual place. I love it when Michael writes that, because I always think, I wonder where the usual place is. Is it a little nook and cranny we've got to find out and sort of and go and get Christmas chop? I don't. Well, I'm just being difficult. It's where my chopper chops are. That's not my chopper chops from yesterday. That's my chopper chops from the day before. My chopper chops from yesterday, uh, otherwise known as sucky sucky, are in the cupboard. <laughs> and that's where they're staying at the moment. Uh, on the subject of Christmas... Merry Christmas, says Joanne from Washington, D.C. Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, from Steve. I'm, I have to open this a bit later, actually. Can I, Merry, it's a click-on Christmas card. So sometimes we, I, I can't open things up in the studio, and other times I can. Uh, wait a minute, this is a... Is this a Jackie Lawson card? I'm trying to see. Oh, that's pretty. We always like pictures that animate. I'm always impressed by computers. And this is uh, like a snow scene which is very nice, and there's a post box, and there's a snowball, which is being pushed by some oversized mice. If they came in the house, could probably mug you. And then there's a bigger snowball being pushed. In fact, so there's now the three snowballs. It's a cat and a dog, and we've got three snowballs. Click on the largest snowball. Actually, these are very similar to Jackie, and the dog then knocks his snowball into uh, the other ones. These snowballs are pretty heavy. Help by dragging the snowballs into place. Well, what what place? What do they mean by dragging them into place? Oh, wait a minute. Is that there? Oh, no, wait a minute. There. You're making a snowman, aren't you? I think, yeah, I'm making a snow... Almost. Ah! I've I've been able to do this myself. Put some finishing touches. Click the snowman, and you click on the snowman, and along comes some mice, and they dress the snowman for you. These are animated Christmas cards. Oh, do I have to dress it? Oh, right. Okay. Oh, all of a sudden, it's got... No, no, the, the, the mice dress it. Look at them next. Do you know, they're as happy as Larry with these animated cards. And the Christmas cards this year have been absolutely fantastic. So thank you very much indeed to all the people who sent Christmas cards and Christmas messages and bottles of alcohol. Always appreciated. Always nice, and we always share them. Um, because that's what we do round here. We're sort of good. And now I'm assuming 
Yeah, they're all singing, and now the snowman has come to life, and the snowman's singing as well. That's cool, isn't it? And then all the trees light up with all... And hopefully it's going to snow any minute. Uh, no, it's not. Just going to say, oh, here comes the snow. There you go. And it is what's commonly known, ladies and gentlemen, as a perfect Christmas. Because I'd love it if it snowed today. I know many of you wouldn't, but thank you very much indeed for that one, Steve. It's really lovely. Very, very nice indeed. We like that a lot. Any animated cards that come my way, I'm very, very happy. David East Dulwich, thank you. I, uh, I knew that as well. OK, quarter to seven. When Christmas is... See 97.3. That's so sad. That's so sad. Especially when he said, be nice to yourself. I'm always nice to myself. I don't do it any other way. <laughs> Andrew Pierce there. You watch. He'll be on the phone to me later on. I can't believe you've just said that. <laughs> It'd be terrible. I'd like, like a coffee. Do you think the coffee machine's working? Oh, the machine's not working. Right. You'll probably bump into the cleaner doing a round somewhere. While you're away, I'll shake the present a few more times. Oh, see, don't break the present. Don't break the bar humbug, the spirit of Christmas round here. Uh, Stephen says, Steve Allen and Ray Conniff to welcome me from my slumber. And Amanda roasting on an open fire. That's the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> says, thanks once again for inspiring me and all your help this year. That's from Steve the locksmith. Actually, we, we have to thank you, and I have to thank you. I know it sounds incredibly naff, but uh, for all the... The downloads of the podcast, once again, for the umpteenth year, we are top of the podcast. We are the most podcasted programme, mainly by lawyers, just to find out what we've been saying. But we are absolutely top of this. We're so, so pleased. So thank you very much indeed. I hope it doesn't stop uh, next year. And, of course, the more you podcast, the better chance there is of a contract. And uh, I don't like to impress on you at this time of year how important it is. But believe you me, it's fairly important. Fairly important. Uh, Norman... On the old Kemp Road, he says, very happy Christmas. At your suggestion, I'm putting the sprouts on now. Do you think they'll be ready when my friends arrive for dinner at 2pm? Oh, yes, just about. Sprouts are very slow, Johnny. They, they take a long time, sprouts. You need to... Sometimes, if you leave them on for a week, that just about sees them through properly. Johnny, who doesn't cook, I'm afraid. His mother cooks. He reheats. He's... He put it this way. All his is, bing bong, pizza delivery... That's him. He doesn't do anything else. He would probably eat... He'd be the one who eats the junk food out. OK, free, free, free Donna, mate. Yeah, OK, and we'll have all, all the stuff on it. And then they'll have, they'll have pizzas. They eat pizzas. I bet, I bet if we went through your trash can, it'd be full of tins of beans and, and pizza. <laughs> pizza boxes from all over the place. And garlic bread and bottles of Coca-Cola and stuff like that. That'd be your trash can, wouldn't it? There wouldn't be anything interesting in there at all. It would all be the same stuff, I bet you. Just got a rough... And yet he's as thin as a rake. Me, I hardly eat anything. And just, it just piles on. It's just ridiculous. Uh, B from Chelsea Waterside. I love sprouts too. It's good. I've started a sprout revolution, you know. It's not intentional, I promise you. Uh, listening in Portugal. And that's uh, Toby. Uh, wish my mum a very happy Christmas. There you go. That's sorted that one out. You're not the only one at work. I've been over to my bakery in Ham. Got things all tidy so I can have a few days off. Says John. Uh, roads very quiet, totally sold out, which makes John a happy boy now. Now in the office at home doing paperwork and VAT returns. Pathetic, eh, on Christmas morning. My accountant phoned me yesterday, Christmas Eve, just to let me know how much my, my tax bill is in January. I started drinking just after that, I have to tell you. <laughs> and then I phoned my bank manager and I told her. And she said, oh, well, that doesn't seem too bad. 
I thought, oh, good. Glad you don't think so. And, uh, and then my accountant said, about time you changed your car. He said, there are tax advantages to changing your car this year. So, well, exactly. So I said, oh, he said, if, if, you, if you change the car, there are good tax advantages for next year. So this could be the year I, uh, I, I change. <laughs> Norman and Sheila, happy Christmas to you as well. Uh, we're having 16 people to lunch, plus four dogs and two-week-old baby Ethan. There is room for, you, room for you as well at Lynx Avenue, Gideon Park. It's where my, uh, let's go. I know Lynx Avenue very well. In fact, if I remember correctly, my Auntie Ivy used to live at 69 Lynx Avenue, which was, I mean, not having been there for so many years. Behind her was the golf course, and I always remember, I thought it was the saddest thing ever that somebody would ever do that. But um, she had two, two children, uh, my cousins, Stephen and Martin. Martin died tragically when he was very young. Uh, he had cancer. And she went to the funeral. When she came back, they'd been robbed. Somebody had stolen all her jewellery. When they went, they'd gone out, they'd climbed in over the back from the golf course and they'd stolen her, her jewellery. And the worst thing was, she kept it in the icebox. Because that's where a lot of people keep jewellery. And I think she'd kept it in the icebox and that's the first place that they looked. My advice is don't keep it in the icebox, wear it. Isn't that awful that somebody would do something like that when you're, when you're at a, I mean, admittedly, they're not to know that you're at a funeral, but it just kind of sort of makes it, makes it awful, I think. 84850-steve-at-lbc.co.uk Why'd you give your turkey a bath? You always wash turkeys. I think you're all supposed to, actually, but dry them and pat them off as well and then rub garlic in and all sorts of things. Uh, another one here. This is uh, from Suzette. says, uh, I'm so excited, I forgot to send you a note that I forgot to say. I've been up for an hour. I even did a few minutes of exercise with your Christmas carol. Uh, we have farina pie, turkey, ham, cheesy pasta with Brussels sprouts and all the other trimmings. Oh, Brussels sprouts. I spoke to a friend of mine the other day about Brussels sprouts and they were going, I cannot understand for the life of me how you can enjoy Brussels sprouts. I said, I don't know. I just like Brussels sprouts. I'm not even bothered if they're with chestnuts. Although, strangely, the other day, Waitrose in Twickenham ran out of Brussels sprouts. And yet, uh, round at Paul Cooper's his fruit and veg shop, they had loads. I've got 20 sacks of Brussels sprouts. So no excuse when they open up again tomorrow for not going in to go and get Brussels sprouts. Sandra, Lou, Charlie and Jessica, uh, happy Christmas. Thank you very much indeed for the wishes. Very nice indeed. And uh, Sally says, you cheer me up every day, which is good. Happy Christmas to you and your team, especially Alan Dodgen. Mad as a brush, of course. And uh, happy Christmas to Anthony Parkin and his mother in the far northeast of England. His mum's been in hospital. Lots of love from Sally in London. That's nice, isn't it? That's what we do. We think about other people today. Uh, please say happy Christmas to my wife, Mandy. We moved to Emsworth on the coast, but Mandy listens to you every day. Thanks to Internet Radio, says Brian. You've given her years and years of pleasure, a record I can't even match. Don't start that one. Not this morning. <laughs> I get into trouble. Uh, Peter in Whitstable. Morning, Peter. Happy Christmas to you as well and your family. And Pauline is off to Southampton uh, with Charlotte and Callum. Everybody's going to Southampton today, which is quite good, isn't it? It's the place to go to, I think. And you're like a cosy, warm blanket, says Helen. We've got 16 members of family coming for dinner today, so please tell my husband Phil to get up. Hope to see you at the Beck. Again, so that is a lot of roast potatoes. Oh, by the way, the Heathrow Express is working today. So season's greetings to all my colleagues who started running the trains at 5.10 this morning. There's a lot of people for lunch. 16. I don't think we're going to be as many as six. As I say, only 11 for, uh, for the racing tomorrow. Mm. I have to 
have this slurp of water. I've started, you know, I've started drinking a lot of water. It's very good. They keep telling me it's good for me. I said, well, I'm drinking enough of the blooming stuff. I'm supposed to drink two litres a day, I think. Wendy and Chris at Chatham in Kent. Happy Christmas to Amanda, Steve and the team. I think that included you, Johnny, as well. You're in on that one. It's OK. It's OK. Uh, Steve, tell Jan not to feel lonely. I'm thinking of her here in Hornchurch, says Maureen. I'm off to West Mercia to spend the day with my dear friend Jeannie. Could you please be on air for another hour while I'm driving there? She'll be listening. Tell her I'll be on my way at ten. <laughs> yeah, I'll, ju- I'll just do five hours if that's OK with everybody. Can you imagine? If, God, you, even I'd be bored with myself after five hours. Oh, no, probably not, actually. Uh, Pauline says, uh, it's been a difficult year, but you've always managed to cheer me up. It's all that matters, isn't it? That's all that matters. Uh, and Martin says, how many sherries do I need to finish off before my cards animate? About a bottle, I think, will work. Cherry the benchmark, I think. Greetings from Norfolk, from Ken. And he says, I heard the other day that you have a listener in Norwich who hears you via the internet. Well, you've got at least another one. I think many more. I think we've got people all over the country. We know we've got people abroad, but certainly all over the country. Cathy is enjoying a cafe creme that is preparing the turkey. Says, at least you make me smile every morning. See? That's what we like to do. If you're a new listener to the programme, you're probably wondering how balmy we are here. Well, we're quite balmy on Christmas Day, but we do make people smile, which is good, isn't it? Uh, Steve, from Sarah and Jane in East Acton. Your memories of your childhood Christmas sound as wonderful as ours. It's wonderful that you recall them, so please wish our wonderful brother Vincent and sister-in-law Anne and our lovely nieces Emily and Rosie a very Merry Christmas. Can't wait to see them later. Anne, have you got the sprouts on next? Uh, sorry, on yet. She says... Uh, an extra special hello to our Auntie Enid in Shepherd's Bush. And my Auntie Enid as well, who I think Matron awoke her this morning quite early. What? I'll just listen to Auntie Enid. Oh, listen to Auntie Oh, right. No, so Ma- Matron woke her early this morning. Um, because regular as clockwork, my Auntie Enid goes to the toilet at seven o'clock. Regular, every day, seven o'clock. Unfortunately, she doesn't get up till eight. <laughs> But so there you go. So what we have to do now, we try and wake her up in plenty of time. And matron matron wheels her down to the toilet and uh, the rest, as I say, is history. But they'll have, I'm sure there'll be fun in the home today. They'll sort of get her out of bed. They'll prop her up in the chair. She'll be given a Christmas cracker, funny hat to wear. And uh, she's the only person I know who has her Christmas lunch liquidised everything. (laughs) She's got no idea what turkey and potatoes actually look like. Because for the past five years, it's all come in like a soup. But uh, apparently quite pleasant. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind trying that myself one day. Uh, please say hi to Martin and Diane in Israel. Big fans of yours from their internet radio. We had a wonderful time with them earlier this week, celebrating Bev's 60th birthday, and that's from Bev and Steve from Cannons Park and the Acorn Tennis Club. Sounds a bit funny, doesn't it? The Acorn Tennis Club. I quite like the sound of that, actually. Steve, I've listened every day for the past 11 years. Good grief. How is this possible? And Lindsay says, she's in Barnet, please wish Marilyn a Merry Christmas, hopefully meeting later to walk the dogs and enjoy a hot toddy, which is Drambuey, apple juice and hot water. Oh, that sounds quite nice. Apple juice, Drambuey and hot water. Could even manage that in Essex, Johnny. That's, that's quite a good... You, you could do... Um, it's a bit classy. I know, well, you could knock out the Drambuey and put in Guinness or something, or bitter, and try it on that one. But uh, I do love all these spiced wines and stuff like that. And Mike says a very happy Christmas to you, Amanda, and I think it's a Johnny as well. Which is nice, isn't it? When people... He says thank you very much indeed. Very grateful. OK. 84850, uh, We'll be opening the Christmas present later. John Warrington will be joining us, if we can sober him up in time. And we'll all have a, a chocolate and a cup of... God, is that coffee? Good grief, woman, I'll tell you. 
I think in future we'll just let you make the tea. She makes coffee like it's of a mud pie, but slightly thinner consistency. I'm not being bitter or twisted or anything like that. Just generally Steve Allen. With meningitis and... Morning, team. Merry Christmas. Christmas Day, LBC 97.3, which is lovely. Driving home from working a night shift. Merry Christmas to my wife and five-month-old boy, says Jay from Kent. Another one here. I got a jar of cranberry sauce about seven weeks ago. And Sue says, I've searched all the cupboards and I can't find it. Do people have cranberry sauce now? Oh, we don't have cranberries. Who was it the other day was telling us about um, bread sauce? Somebody was doing bread sauce, and I don't do bread sauce. We've had it on the table before. It's like, I cannot stand parsnips. I can't... And people go, oh, honeyed parsnips. I'm going, oh, yuck, yuck, yuck. As if they're they're trying to make something bland, even blander, as far as I'm... Oh, horrible. So we don't do that. I just do Brussels sprouts. Given the choice, I could quite happily go... Wait, my brother will be listening, going, blast, we never got cauliflower cheese. Because I do like cauliflower cheese... Yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll have parsnips. <laughs> Something stupid that I don't like. Oh, we've got parsnips and swede, and I hate swede. All I like is little roast potatoes, crispy. You know, I've said to him, this is where, this is where you go to get all this stuff. You don't make anything. We just The idea is to have a stress-free Christmas. Because guaranteed, at some point today, if you're in a family, somebody will have an argument. There'll be an argument over something. You know, it'll be, look, come, Mum, come out of the kitchen. Now, I've just finished this off, and your mum emerges from the kitchen with bright red face because she's had a small sherry while nobody's been looking. My mother, I'll tell you, at Christmas time was, I mean, it was, it was, it was funny, but at the time we didn't think it was that funny because my mother used to do a sherry trifle. She'd do Christmas pudding, but also make a sherry trifle. And strangely enough, I was talking to John, who helps out Paul Cooper, and he was telling me, because he'd been out to get some milk, that his wife was making a trifle, I think, for his son and daughter. And my mum used to make a sherry trifle, but she'd quite load it with the sherry. It was We didn't have that much alcohol in our house. We had two decanters on the sideboard, which I've still got, and I think they had sherry, and I've got brandy in them now. But she used to make a sherry trifle, so she'd put this biscuity type thing in the bottom I can't remember what it was and she'd pour the sherry on which would soak through and then you'd get all these other things on top and then she'd put the the jelly and the custard and everything else but she'd have a little sip of sherry as she was doing it so consequently you could always tell when she'd had the drink because my mother didn't drink she wasn't like some people, I mean, she really didn't drink very often. She'd have bright red cheeks because she'd been slaving over the stove and it was quite hot. And then she'd start laughing. So or you, we'd be in the sitting room watching something on the television. And all of a sudden you'd go in the kitchen and my mother would be leaning over the sideboard. And she'd be going... <laughs> and, the, and at one point she sank to her knees in front of the cooker. I thought she thought it was an altar or something. And she's trying to get the thing and trying to base the... Th- and it was just the funniest ever. She was just... She just wasn't very good on drink, I'm afraid. So it was probably just as well the good Lord took her ahead of her time. Because uh, Christmas time was becoming very stressful. And we used to say, come out of the kitchen. Come out of the kitchen, Mum. Because it's just... You know, it's ridiculous. Because, you know, once somebody's in the kitchen, it's their domain. They don't want anybody else to go in there. And so we stayed out there. But it's not really complete Christmas, is it? Unless the whole family are there. So when eventually she came out, she wasn't, wasn't good for anything at all, I'm afraid. Uh, Steve, wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Extend season's, season's greetings to all members of the... Uh, is it Rushy and O'Brien family scattered around London? From Bernie and Mum, Finchley Road. 
There you go. Wendy and Raynham, just off to Brentwood to get the horse done. So glad you'll be with me for the journey. Me too. And uh, looking forward to Sprouts later, says Gary in Wemberley, as is Rudy in Bracknell. Loves them with kippers. Oh, God. I couldn't eat kippers. I'm ever so sorry. I really couldn't. But Gary says, wish mum and dad, Veronica and John, festive cheer. Looking forward to my sprouts later. Uh, Matthew, Mark and Kim in Belgravia. You keep us laughing and giggling and generally keep us all going throughout the year, which is good news. I like that. He says, as long as somebody says that, that goes down a bomb with my boss. Let me tell you, he's, he's happy as Larry. Absolutely happy as Larry. Chrissy, good morning. Julia in Croydon. And uh, says, I'm just about to leave to go to work. We'll be having a turkey dinner when I get back. Bought it yesterday for what I thought was a bargain of £6.99 until I got it home and realised that was per kilo and it had, in fact, cost me £23. Eating turkey for the next week, says Julia, to make sure I get my money's worth, as there's only me to eat it. It's a lot of turkey, isn't it, really? £23, not too bad for a turkey. My friend Michael, I think he's cooking for eight. His turkey was 70 quid. Janice in Leeds. So I love your naughtiness. <laughs> I quite like my naughtiness as well, thank you. Uh, 84850. Steve, uh, a bit later, it's a white Christmas and it's going to be heavier. Did you know they're saying now, aren't they, about the fact it could be a, a white Christmas? It was raining when I came in. I have a horrible feeling that this might turn to sleet later on. I don't know why. We'll find out when we talk to Chris Lack, because he knows about these things. I mean, I don't know anything about the weather at all, apart from people used to write into me and say, you know, when are you going to tell us about the weather? I said, well, look out the window. It's like that. Okay, it'll look like that. Uh, Graham Cole. So thank you for your card. Great support you've been to the Grand Order of Water Rats. Your being at the ball was the highlight for me. Thank you for being guest of honour. You were wonderful. Have a great Christmas and a successful 2010. Hope we meet up again soon. I will be listening. So that's Graham and Cherry and the family. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas, guys. And we'll catch up again in the new year. And to all at the Barmy Arms in Richmond, and that's Alec and Hilary, Sophie and Ian... I hope you have uh, a really, really nice Christmas. I'm sorry I didn't pop down yesterday, but I pointed out to Alec, because I was talking to Tony, whose girlfriend is pregnant. It's all very complicated, this. And then Michael had come back from getting a pizza, and then Alec came over. He was with Sophie and Ian, and they'd been to get a few last-minute things. He said, pop down to the Barmy Arms for a drink. It'll be one of your uh, five a day. <laughs> and, um, and so I said, yeah. And then I said, I can't. I really can't. I said, I'll try. I'll try. And I ended up not going down, because I, I promise you, I wouldn't have been here this morning. I would, have been, uh, I would have been in a dreadful state. So, Alec, Hillary, Sophie and Ian, hope you have a lovely Christmas today. I bet already Hillary is up, tree will be there, presents wrapped, they'll have a nice family Christmas, which they don't get very much, and all the people who are publicans and licensees, you don't get a lot, I'm afraid, when you're in the licensing trade. In fact, I think they're open this morning. I think probably till lunchtime, something like that. Happy Christmas to you and the team from Simon. Love the show for years. That's the McLeod family from sunny Bognor Regis. Here we go. Is it Cara, Maria... Name and Simon. You watch, I'm going to get... Is that how you pronounce those? I'm not... That's name... Is that name? Neem? Name? Uh, Nima. Nima, is it? And what's that one? Cara? We think Cara. So the producer's had a drink. OK, I don't want to say anything. I'm not going to sort of make a big deal about it, but she's had a sherry. OK? So I'm not saying anything else, but frankly, another half an hour she'll be under the table. <laughs> Father Christmas didn't drink the sherry. Does anybody do that? Does anybody do that? Jason in Ascot says, I wonder if there are enough tax advantages in your purchasing a new Bentley Mulsanne or Rolls-Royce Ghost to afford the list price. <laughs> he said, spending the day with a turkey and elderly parents, missing sis and niece in Denver. Jason, you have a nice day. I know you will. 
Everybody have a nice day. I hope you all have nice days. I don't wish I don't wish ill on anybody. I hope Jordan has a thoroughly miserable Christmas. I hope Kerry Katona chokes, and I don't. Oh, so I mentioned her the other day. I had to mention her the other day. I thought it was quite funny actually because uh, earlier on they they were saying, oh, can can somebody bring the papers down to the studio? And uh, we had to point out that it's Christmas Day, and strangely, we've never ever had papers on Christmas Day. We'll have papers tomorrow, but you don't get papers on Christmas Day. It's the one day of the year. Where they, where they leave you alone. But I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening. I always check, every time I wake up in the morning, I check the news just to find if anybody's passed away. If anybody, you know, because you need to, it's this time of year, we're all prone to going, aren't we, I suppose. Uh, Christmas wishes to daughter Claire. This is from Mike in Epsom. Her partner, Pete, and grandson Christopher, who's invited me to Christmas dinner, and says, I watched a brilliant Ray Davis documentary after your comments. Uh, part one on Sky Arts One last night, part two next Thursday. Must get one of your friends to record a copy for you. Well worth it. The unplugged versions of the great hits. It's on the album. He does unplugged versions on the album. And he was doing an unplugged thing the other day. I can't remember what it was, Mike, but it was, it was really, really good, actually. Um, here we go. From, uh, from India, Prafal Patel. Actually, I must mention to all at, uh, at Goods the Chemist who now dispense me every month. Thank you very much, Steve, and a very happy Christmas there to all of you. And, uh, and to young Steve, this is from John in, uh, in Wargrave, a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. To you, John Robinson, as well. And to, I was going to say to everybody who knows me, but over the years it's turned into quite a force to be reckoned with. It's turned into uh, quite an impressive little, uh, little gathering every time we do get together, either in the theatres or, or where it ha- wherever it happens to be. We will, we will sort some new ones out for next year, I promise you, for all those people. Uh, Mike Porter says, uh, wishing you and all the team special thoughts on this day. Been up for hours cooking lunch, but how long, Steve, does sprouts take? I generally do about four hours, you know, I mean, but apparently most people tell me that 20 minutes is about normal. 20 minutes to half an hour. I, li- I mean, I like them like that. See, I like them a little bit soft. Some people like them al dente, which is, which is sort of foreign for slightly hard. Uh, it doesn't do it for me, that. I like them a little bit different. <laughs> I'm such a sad person. I'm so sorry. Uh, Steve, thank you for the fantastic shows, says Patsy. Throughout the year, you make me laugh, even though times have not been easy. That's why a lot of people listen to LBC. I'll tell you what, you listen to LBC for various reasons. A, because you absolutely love it. Or B, because you've been through something. My mother, I've told you before, that after my dad died, she listened to LBC overnight because it was the thing that kept her going. Because she didn't want to be by herself at night. And so if she heard people talking, that was okay. It made her feel as though they were in the room. And I know people who've got radios on in every room in the house. And they'll, they'll be listening to this programme now. And they'll be saying, because what they do is they say, I take you from room to room with me, which is quite good. Um, Excellent. Another one here. Uh, this is from uh, Brenda. says, I was listening to you whilst taking my tablets, getting ready for today, and, and laughing you, especially about Auntie Enid. Have a great uh, Christmas with your family. Keep eating the sprouts. I eat them raw, says Brenda. Oh, crikey, we're not sure about raw. Oh, the producer eats them raw. Well, that explains everything now, doesn't it? I eat raw sprouts. <laughs> Say no more. Uh, Roy says, Merry Christmas. Your say-it-as-it-is attitude has brought many a smile and has helped see me through another year. You see, I get loads of these. I get absolutely loads of them every day. Uh, John has uh, Merry Christmas, sprouts trimmed, parsnips and carrots peeled, time for a glass of champagne. How lovely. Well, we haven't got any champagne. Well, we have got champagne, but there's no way I'm drinking it because we've all got to drive. I can't, I can't. Oh, no, you haven't got to drive. How are you getting home, then? 
Oh, oh cab. Oh, posh. Oh, blimey. See no end to the, the deep pockets of the company. You can never sleep in the back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fallen family in Manchester. Says, not been one of our best 12 months. Finishing off with me nearly breaking my neck on black ice the other day whilst out shopping. Off to my niece Sam's for lunch. One of the actresses from Shameless, so say hello to her. She's a big fan. She's doing a sit-down for 20. For 20. Everybody's doing big meals, aren't they, today? We could do a break. But uh, it says here, by the way, your colleague Mr Max is going to give us his perfect way of doing sprouts after the carol concert. <laughs> I'm so thrilled. Quarter past seven. An office to expand into... Thank you very much indeed. Don't forget the Carol concert after this programme at ten o'clock this Christmas Day morning. Come on. I should imagine by now most of you are up. If you've got children, you've had no choice. You'll all be up. Mum will be in the kitchen in a dressing gown. Who wants toast? Anyone? No, they're too busy ripping the paper off the presents. (laughs) Oh, look, look, I've got this. The sitting room will look like the Somme. But the adults will all be sitting around with a nice cup of tea and a piece of toast going, what time is it? It's 18 minutes past seven, for God's sake. (laughs) Is there no rest from this? Uh, Brenda says, I heard you mention the cleaner being in today. I hope not. Surely LBC would let the cleaners of all people off today. I'm sure you could all manage for one day. Certainly not. Certainly not. She likes coming in here. She's all by herself. She's spending Christmas by herself. And uh, so she loves coming in here to see us. She absolutely loves us. All the cleaners are in today, and so they should be. And no extra money, and they'll go home, and they're not allowed to wear their gloves either. That's the way we treat them round here. Keep them, keep them mean. Mean and keen. Brussels sprouts, carrots and broccoli are my main veg. I could eat Brussels all year, says Brenda. Is that my Brenda from Twickenham, or is that another? Because I keep bumping into my Brenda in Twickenham. Uh, Pat Russell, a sender's... Uh, she says, I'm now on my own as my dear black Labrador companion was put to sleep last week because she was very old, couldn't get up on her own. However, we are awaiting another Labrador friend from Labrador Rescue. That's nice, isn't it? There you go. Which is lovely. And they are, look, doggy, doggy, which is nice. Actually, I, for some reason, I see, I see Johnny with, with a dog. I don't know why. Oh, that, I know. I just sort of see that kind of thing. It's just, you know, oh, they get old doggies, that's the trouble. They never, they never go as long as you want them to, do they? You always want them to go forever and ever and ever. Our hamster went for quite a long while, a bit longer than even we anticipated. Uh, Richard and Sarah uh, would take this opportunity, Steve, to wish you, Amanda, and anybody else who counts a happy Christmas and to thank you for all of the entertainment over the past year, which always gets us out of bed with a smile. We've been invited to have a sit-down. Is there any other way? Christmas morning breakfast with our neighbours. Oh, that's when they come knocking on the door, isn't it? Hello, hello. Oh, God, it's the neighbours. Hello. We thought, we'd, we thought we'd like to come round and spend Christmas morning with you over your breakfast table. Think again. Think again. We've all got diphtheria. We've got terribly infectious diseases. Achoo! <coughs> you know, and then it gets rid of them quickly. Always works on the bus. I see no reason why it wouldn't work with neighbours, I think. Uh, 84850, uk. And uh, Sarah in Bexley says, moved out two months ago and you've kept me going during the transition. Karen says, I wish they could tonic you in a bottle. <laughs> Makes me sound like an alcoholic beverage, I think. Uh, I'm waiting for Pete to get home from his night out and his night shift so the kids can open their stockings and the fun can start, says Zoe, near Reading. Uh, Peter Gibson, Merry Christmas, say hello and I love it to my wife Christine, who's in bed. While I work in the office, waiting the arrival of our Australian grandchildren who are over here. Then we're all going to Bluebeckers at Hampton Court for dinner. Do you mean dinner or lunch? There is a difference, young man, as you well know. Scott in Watford says, I agree with you regarding Fatty Katona and the plastic bimbo. 
<laughs> oh, they've been on my hit list for years now. On my hit list for years. I made four sherry trifles, says Ruth in Enfield. One for my daughter, one for my mum-in-law, two for me and hubby. <laughs> Going to daughters. First Christmas in the new flat and first time in 29 years. I haven't cooked Christmas dinner. Yippee! The very idea that you don't have to cook Christmas dinner. Steve says, can you tell us how to cook a turkey? Now, shove it in the oven and turn the oven on. <laughs> as far as I get. Or failing that, my hard and fast rule is don't stay at home. Go to somebody else's. Steve, did I hear correctly? Seven pounds a kilo? What? For turkey? Well, a friend of mine paid 70 quid for his turkey. And I forget how big that is. It feeds eight. And he paid 70 pounds for it. It's a Norfolk bronze. It's the best you can get. It's, you know, I don't know what that means. It's just a, You just say to somebody, that's a Norfolk bronze. I mean, I, don't, I didn't want one of those Asda turkeys that came from Brazil. I didn't want one of those. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, a turkey should be grown here. Not sort of, not grown in Brazil, I'm afraid. Well, I think it should be grown here, don't you? On a... Well, there are turkey trees. Have you not seen them outside? There are trees, and they started with little turkeys, and they get bigger and bigger. I said the other day, though, do you think turkeys know that they're being fattened up for Christmas? I mean, do you think they know? And somebody said, no, turkeys are a bit stupid. I thought, oh, I don't know. I love it when they escape. I quite like that, actually. Um, one here, also offering to uh, teach me how to, to cook a turkey. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, Mr S... Wishing you and the LBC team Merry Christmas. All to my friends, also the friends who went on the cruise from your Trojan label fan. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, Dan and Rory. Eamon, Dan and Rory. And Jean says, I'm off to work now. See you all later. Mwah. Thank you. And uh, your mother's story reminded me, says Heather, of my late mother, who every Christmas, after a bit of drink, would insist on reciting Shakespearean speeches she'd learnt at school. You had to let her do it. If you stopped, she'd just start again like a loop tape. <laughs> Anita in Putney says, I've just woken up and there's no presents from Santa Claus. I must be on the naughty list, like you. No, I've got a present. If you go to the LBC website, you can see yesterday's present from Paul Savory, which is good. And uh, we've got this, if I shake it really hard here, shake the present and then bang the table with it and then sort of see how well it survives. Um, another one here, this is from Jane. He says, you might remember I texted yesterday to say my sister Hattie had gone into labour. Well, she's still at it and hasn't even got to the stage of hospital. Could you wish her and husband Gavin a fantastic Christmas and tell Gavin that if they can't make it here today, I'll save him a sprout and a pig in a blanket if he's very lucky, says Jane. For God's sake, come on, get on with it, woman. There's people waiting in hospital for this. Oh, dear. Uh, Alison in Greenford is off to some place in Somerset for Christmas lunch, taking blinis and caviar as a treat. Can't eat caviar. I can't eat... Ca- don't ask me why. I just can't eat caviar. It was given to me some years ago, and I was never, never particularly good, I'm afraid, with it. I just went, oh, it's fish eggs. I can't do that. Don't forget this morning, special treat for you. I say special treat because we don't do it uh, but once a year, and that's quite enough when we open up the phone lines for an hour. More fool us, I think. Yeah, just an hour, I think, this morning. Actually, I've decided, actually, I might do it. I might do between 8.30 and 9.30... Yes, because we've got to do Roger Foss at 8.15, haven't we? And then we've got to do Chris Lowry after the news at 9. So I think... Eight... No, you're right. So i tell you what we'll do. We'll open them up. No, that's all right. I'll tell you what we do. If, if we do two bursts of the phone line, two bursts, one now and one tomorrow, <laughs> when I'm not here. <laughs> yes, I think perhaps just half an hour. Perhaps 15 minutes on the phones. We don't really need to open them. I'm not really sure we need to do an hour. I mean, that's, you know, it's, I don't think we need to do it. Not in the contract. Um, I'm not sure whether... No, I don't want to do it now. I don't want to do it. Change my mind. I've done it. I'm, I've my, I'm feeling sick. Feeling sick. I can't do it. Happy Christmas, Steve. Been listening to LBC on and off since day one. 
in the 70s. As for sprouts, I love them blitz for about 40 minutes and I cover them with salt. Ugh, yuck, yuck, yuck. Keep up the verbosity, loquaciousness and acerbic wit. There we go. That's a big word today. We might weave that into the, uh, into the blog. I might write loquaciousness and verbosity, or not, depending on how I feel about how long I do on the phones. That determines, really, you know, whether or not we weave these words in. David is not far from Lynx Avenue, which is down there in, in Gidea Park. <laughs> so thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Jackie. Uh, I haven't actually, I can't open that one up because I need to open up in another window. Don't ask me how it goes. Manny and Bo says, what's your sugar levels today? Off the top of the scale at the moment. Off the, I've had all my tablets for today. I've done all my tablets. I've just sort of brought extra insulin just in case. My Christine is 65 today and I would love you to wish her a happy birthday for me. So many happy birthdays, Christine. 65. Just a number, isn't it? Just a number. Makes no difference. Listen, I mean, I mean, round it. We're all roughly the same age. All the people who work for LBC, shut it. We're all roughly, you know, sort of early thirties to sort of late thirties, and yeah, give or take about fifty years, says Johnny, <laughs> whose present is just going down the drain. And um, you know, because we're all roughly the same. Well, mentally, we're all that same age. Mentally, is it true? Says Bill. Alan Dodgen is at the moment curled up in his sleeping bag in the doorway of Poundland, ready to be one of the first in when the sales start. He's there already. He's clutching his two pounds. And I can tell you what he's after as well. He's after those rather interesting-looking Father Christmases that look like they were made in another country where they've never seen Father Christmas before and look a bit scary. They've got loads of those. Actually, all these decorations are here are from Poundland. Or the 99p shops. All the same kind of thing, isn't it? Uh, do you still want a copy of Noel's Christmas present? Say, Linda and Jim in Bracknell. I have a copy. Yes, please. I'd love one. Uh, I was going to ask my friend Helena, but she, she's too busy recording tons of other stuff today. Loads of things she's going to re- be recording. And, and the thing that I find disappointing is that all of the, um, all the Christmas windows have gone. Apart from in Fortnum and Mason's, where they've still got all their Christmas windows, which are really nice. But all the other ones have gone because it's sale time. And that's what you think about, apparently. Because I never understand why people walk out the supermarkets with tons and tons of food. I brought loads of food. My brother's having a, a buffet tomorrow. So I said, well, don't, don't worry, I'll get you all the buffet food. And I bought him six bottles of wine. And then I opened up the boot of the car. I've got another six bottles of wine in there. The blooming stuff's multiplying. It's like rabbits in the boot of the car. You open up the boot of the car. Oh, look, more wine. Which is great, because I was going to give Johnny champagne for Christmas, but he's from Essex and it's wasted. He wouldn't know. Listen, you could get a car, you know, you could get some Fanta or something like that, shake it up, give a fizz and call him it's champagne. He doesn't know the difference. He'd be quite happy with it. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Steve, is it true you've been asked to be the official mediator between that Jordan woman and Peter Andre? No. I mean, I mean, it would be nice. I'd actually say to them, OK, Peter, your five minutes of fame is over, sweet pea. OK, it's finished. It was very nice. You went in the jungle, very sweet, and uh, she was desperately lonely, which she still is, and so she'd go out with anybody. Then she turns nasty, which is what we've all seen in every other relationship that the old bag's ever had. Uh, sorry, I've oh, got to be nice. It's Christmas Day. I wish her the best. I wish... I'm being nice. OK. No, I can't. I'm really sorry. I can't. Anyway... So Peter Andre then sort of appears, and he then thinks he's a pop star because some crackpot song. He, he turns up on Channel 4's big on-the-beach thing and all the rest of it. Falls off the stage. I laugh like a drain. Usual sort of thing happens. He obviously thinks he wears more makeup than she does. More ma- He came in this building. He was caked in it. Now, I'm not saying that that's an indication, but it's a little bit puffy, isn't it, to start caking yourself in makeup. It is, absolutely. It's a- oh, listen, straight men do not go around in makeup. Johnny does not walk in here. 
How much makeup has he got? He he's got a little bit of mascara. That's not the same. Oh, I watched. I watched the other night. I watched Come Dine with Me, and they had a woman on there. It must have been a repeat. They had two blokes. One, of course, who knew all about the food, and this woman, who I think ran a pub. She hated everybody. She couldn't. Stri- she kept saying, "You know, I don't want to be like offensive, like." But and then she was. And she was absolutely ghastly. And she said, I didn't, you know, I never liked you. She was talking to this other woman. She said, because you're a bit sort of, you know, dipsy. But it's like, you know, because I don't want to be offensive. And then she was offensive to her. All the way through, she was absolutely horrible. And I thought, if I'd been sitting at the table, because they all sat there like dumb people, I'd have said, listen, darling, we know that you're a bit thick and ugly. You know, and if you were running a pub, which you are, I wouldn't be drinking in it because you'd be attracting the wrong sort of people. She was so horrible, this woman. Every, every She found criticism with everything. Really, really vile. Really vile and horrible. So Peter Andre, then his last single, nips into the charts at 50, and then promptly the following week, drops out again. Now, this is not an indication of somebody who's got a career in the pop business. He's on this morning, but the only reason they put him on this morning, not because he's got any experience, is because he was making lots of newspaper coverage. As a reporter, he's feeble and inept. There's no two ways about it. He's about as interesting as watching Brussels sprouts growing. Okay, and that's it. So I predict next year we might actually see the back of him, which will be quite, because we've seen enough on the front. So we might as well see the back of him, and he'll disappear again. Because it's just, you know, he's only famous, only famous, remember, because he married that old drag queen. That's the only reason. He's not famous for anything else. He certainly was never, that's why he had to go in the jungle. His career had finished. Finished completely. Merry Christmas from Caroline and Gordon in Betchworth, just up the woods now. Love and and hugs for 2010, which is good news. Please wish Caroline's mum, Barbara, a great day. And they say Merry Christmas, Steve, Amanda and all the team. So, Gordon and Caroline, thank you very much indeed. Better tell everybody now, it's 8.30. Christmas, L3, Steve Allen. Morning, team. So don't forget, you can go to the LBC website. There's lots of lovely pictures of snow, which you've sent in. And, uh, and there's also the Steve Allen Christmas present from yesterday, which I think nearly achieved record amounts of hits in a very, very short space of time. Uh, then there's the podcasting. Then there's all the snow we've had recently. And uh, then we'll find out a little bit later on from Chris Lowry what the weather's going to be like over Christmas, should you be out there uh, actually having to drive to go and see people. And a lot of you will, because it's Christmas. So what you'll do is you'll have Christmas prezzies at home, and then you'll all pile into the car and pootle off down the motorway somewhere. Don't, don't, don't speed. Because, A, you don't want to ruin your Christmas or failing that somebody else's Christmas or a whole lot of other people's Christmas. Linda in Brentwood says, have a wonderful time. Love to you, Michael, John W., Chris Lowry, Ray from Barkingside, Mark and his mum and all the rest of the gang. We meet up with at the Queen's Theatre each time that you are there. Thanks to Jan for sneaking in Mark from Brentwood Theatre this year. Made his day. Don't get too heavy on the chockies. Speak soon. I won't be get- Actually, we do have chockies in here. And this is, this is from a, a company called Hotel Chocolat. And they're a cocoa grower and chocolatier. And they look quite nice, actually. But uh, these are from cocoa communities in Ghana and St Lucia. And it's, it's, quite, it's a free box of chocolates, actually, because we, we bought a load of chocolate. And they said, if you spend a little bit more, you get a free box of chocolates. So, of course, we spent a little bit more and we got a free box of chocolates. So we haven't... Um, we haven't actually yet got, got round to eating them yet. We might have one a little bit later on, depending on how we feel. Uh, another one here. It's a strange enough says, Happy Birthday, Jesus, which, of course, it isn't. But, I mean, it's very sweet to try and think that. It was July, I'm afraid. That's what the Christian calendar says. Uh, just out of bed, says Maria, with severe cramp, that you're making me giggle in pain. <laughs> it's the only thing to do, isn't it? Oh, it hurts. Ow. Oh, God. 
Uh, Connie says, I wish you a happy Christmas and happy new year. This week, this year, health-wise, up and down, but I have enjoyed listening to your acidic, razor-sharp wit throughout the year. As a family, we're treating mum to a Christmas meal at a restaurant. Yes, all Chris and Sharon and the kids and Sheila and Mike and Kevin, they're all going down the road for their Christmas lunch. Because it saves having to, to cook. Nobody wants to cook at Christmas. They really, Unless you really are one of these people who thrives in the kitchen. You really, really don't, you know, you don't want to be in the kitchen. You just want to go down, have a drink. Luckily, the place that they're, they're going to, they booked it a while ago. They'll all go down. I think there were two sittings for lunch and it's sold out because everybody goes to this pub for lunch. Very famous pub in Northweald. And they're going down there, they'll have their Christmas lunch, and then they just walk back again. So that's nice, isn't it? Uh, Chris says, thank you for all my uh, giggles. Uh, dinner, according to my dictionary, is whatever time you eat your main meal of the day. I don't think it is. I think dinner is evening, and lunch is lunchtime. Yeah, a bit, but this, this person that says dinner is at whatever time you eat your main meal. Well, you see, I think, see, dinner is always evening. I think lunch is lunch. I don't think if you said to somebody, I'm just going out for my dinner, that would be lunchtime. You'd be saying, I'm just going out for my lunch. You wouldn't be having your dinner at lunchtime. Yeah. And Amanda's northern friend, for that read, anybody, uh, apparently says sort of dinner, dinner is lunch, is lunch. Because they were quite gruff up north, you know. Oh, oh, oh dinner is lunch. Tea, tea is dinner. Oh, for goodness sake. I'm going for my tea now. Yeah, if, if somebody says you're going for your dinner, you think that's lunch? No, no, dinner is evening. Tea is what you have before dinner. Tea is what children have, and that's a cup of tea and a cake and a sandwich, and then you have your main meal, which is dinner. Don't start me now. Let me start me on Christmas Day. <laughs> well, you see, I can't, listen, I'm not allowed to be rude about northern people. I get letters from them written in crayon. They always write it. Some of them write in, they go, you southern Jessies. It's generally sent by carrier pigeon. <laughs> uh, 8 for 850, Steve at LBC. Apparently, Annie says, must put you right about Brussels sprouts. Five minutes cooking time, max. Well, you hardly even... Du- that's blanched, isn't it? Blanched, I think. Uh, Sarah, good morning. Uh, Linda, via Chroma. Have a great day. Thank you for being there every morning. I, c- I know, it's, it's under contract, though, I think. I've tried to do it elsewhere, and they won't have it. They won't have it at all. I'm spending the day giving a hand at the local hospice... Says Kelly. Very happy and inspiring day. So it should be. Um, uh, and Robin Bournemouth. I wish I knew the answer to that one. I have no idea what the answer is. And I won't even mention it. Uh, John and Joan in Epping. Morning to you. Uh, Steve, I'll be over for drinks and nibbles at one o'clock. Watch the Queen's speech whilst eating our traditional lunch with a bottle of Fleury and Puli Fumé. I didn't hear what you were doing, says John and Joan. Oh, quite nice, isn't it? But there you go. Uh, wishing you and uh, Emma Johnson a healthy new year from Jackie, Jace, Meyer and Junior. Who's this having here? Smoked salmon, brown bread from Paul's in Maribone High Street. We share half a bottle of champagne with our breakfast. Oh, this is uh, Joan and John in Epping, isn't it? How nice. We're also going to get up and have coffee from our Italian... Is it Gaggia machine or Gaggia or something like that? That's proper coffee, isn't it, I think? Which is good. Uh, Abby says, I'm a member of the Hotel Chocolat Tasting Club. Every few weeks we get new chocs to try, and they are delicious. Which is good. Robin Ladbrook-Grove says, I absolutely love your shows. Thank you. And, um, and Rob says, it sounds like another radio station is doing its show from a car that's going up and down my road here in Greenford. Thank God for you and LBC. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Brian says, did you get a Christmas card from Jordan? Uh, I didn't actually, but I can imagine how tacky it was. I mean, if she had a Christmas card. She never sends them to anybody because she's so bitter. She doesn't, literally nobody. Nobody at all. If she did, it'd be a... 
No, but I don't... I certainly haven't seen her in any of the newspapers with a Jordan Christmas card. Never, ever, ever, ever have I ever seen a Jordan Christmas card, which makes me think that mainly because all the columnists absolutely loathe her to pieces, that she wouldn't send them a Christmas card, and yet she goes on TV shows and says, well, they're always saying this in the paper. I think she sends... I think she sent Richard Desmond a card this year. Ever since she defected from OK! magazine, Richard multi-multi-millionaire who owns uh, Express and OK! magazine, and I don't think we'll ever forgive her for going to uh, Hello! magazine. Although, to be honest with you, I felt quite sorry for Hello! magazine, having to pander to the wishes of that old has-been. There you go. That's just me being caring. Uh, Opening my presents with you on. Could not be better. Happy Christmas, Steve, uh, from Andy in Essex. P.S. I like Fanta. There you go. What'd I tell you, see? It's the Essex drink. I'll have a Fanta. That's what they do, they're going to pubs. You don't find Essex boys going to pubs going, uh, we'll have uh, two pints of mile, two pints of bitter. Okay. We'll all have Fanta. Four Fantas, all for all the boys here. They've had, they're big Jessies down in Essex, all the boys. And they like to give the impression they're all hard. They spend more... T- I've, I've, I've crossed the road the other day, and there's a bloke who got off a bus, and he's got slightly emo-type hair, which is a bit sort of... I call it a bit bit fill, and it's a bit sort of all over the place. But he looked in, in Coffee Republic's window, because they, they've done a runner in Twickenham. They've disappeared, they've closed up shop and run. And he's doing his hair in the window. No, it's not a mirror, it's, and he's just sort of... And I'm, I wanted to tap him on the shoulder and go, still looks naff. But I thought, no, don't, don't say that, because it's probably ruining his... And he's teasing it into shape. But he was about 25, and he's sort of doing all this business. I wanted to stand next to him and copy and sort of start doing my hair, and going, see, looks stupid, doesn't it? <laughs> People do that. You know, boys have got far far more wussy about, you know, doing their hair and making sure their clothes are right. And, oh, blimey. Loads more of your texts and emails coming. We've lost John Warrington. Somewhere between where he lives and here, he's disappeared off the face of the radar. Might have to send out Santa Claus to go and uh, find him. Uh, you've changed our life, says Jeremy. Discovered you two years ago. Even my 12-year-old daughter phones Clive Bull. Good grief. Good grief. We're going to open up the phone lines a little bit later on this morning for you to wish uh, season's greetings to somebody. Uh, Love the show. You're one of my favourite presenters, says Brenda. Not my Brenda, another Brenda. Uh, Along with Ken Livingstone, Clive, Christo and both Nicks. Is that the Abbott and the Ferrari type? There we go. He's off for Christmas. Happy Christmas to... um, to you, Alan, John, Darren and Paul. We wake up to you every morning and have converted all our family and friends. And that's Tricia and... Don, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Erica says, Happy Crimble. It's my first Christmas without my mum. She decided she wanted to spend her Christmas with him up there. And the first Christmas day without my boys. Youngest spending it in Mexico with his girlfriend. But, uh, but the eldest coming tomorrow, I shall put on my sparkly clothes, with a bit of black of course, and spend the day with my sister and her family in sunny stains. We're then going to be all silly and send some balloons up to my mum. We love Sparrots too. Can't understand these weird people who don't. Sparrot people are the best. Thank you, Erica. So, balloons up to your mum, who'll be sitting up there watching. Actually, I made my friend Helena laugh the other day, because she lost her mum. I said, do you imagine your mum's watching? She said, yeah, but I hope not all the time. <laughs> you imagine you do that, don't you? I don't know, well, if, if you've been in that position where you're sort of, you know, doing something, you know. And also you think, oh, if my mum's watching, you think, oh, God, I hope not. Oh, I hope not. How dreadful would that be? Uh, Merry Christmas from Frank and Alexis to my friend Trevor, who is in his travel lodge on Epsom Downs. He completed on the sale of his house on December the 23rd because his first-time buyers wanted him before Christmas, and now he completes on the 4th of January. So he's spending Christmas all alone in a travel lodge on Epsom Downs. (laughs) At least you've sold. At least you've sold. That's good news. 
My friend Trevor is driving to Welsh Wales today. He's up there. He'll be. He drives a lot of celebrities around and stuff like that. And he's he's off up to Welsh Wales. He said to me, "Some guy." I said, "Well, just be careful when you're driving, because it's it can be mad out there. Absolutely mad on the roads." We've been listening for over thirty years, Steve. Hope you realise how much you're adored. I do. Please say happy Christmas to Jean and George Collins, who sometimes meet you out shopping in Twickenham. And who love you very much too. Have a great time with the family, Steve. Love you, Carmel and Steve Collins. So we've got Jean and George, Carmel and Steve. Got the entire family. Thank you to uh, Elizabeth and Ken for the uh, e-card as well. Very much appreciated. And uh, Geoffrey says, I've listened to you for many years during my uh, heart attack and bypass operations. And I believe... I may have been in hospital having my angiogram when you were in. That was a few years ago. I have an angiogram every two years. Oh, crikey. I don't think I want one every two years. Because I told you Paul Cooper's had his stents put in, my fruit and veg boy, and he's back in hospital again. I don't know if they've let him out for Christmas. And uh, we'll, we'll wait and find out. No doubt Patty's mum will, uh, will tell me about that a little bit later on. Uh, we've got some more Christmas greetings coming up. And we'll be shaking the Christmas present. We found Warrington. We found him. God in heaven, honestly, it's sad, isn't it? Christmas Day, and he wanders in, you know, Christmas Day at the workhouse, and here he is. Oh, oh, present. Oh, everybody's got presents, everybody's happy, and oh, hello. Oh, God, they're doing snogs now. Oh, crikey, I hate that bit. The producer tried to do it to me the other day. I ran round the desk, I'm having nothing to do with that at all. She went, let me give you a hug. I went, I'd rather you didn't. I'm immediately trying to find the number of HR as quick as possible. Don't do snogs, do we, at work? Not the cut. Well, as far as I know, we don't do snogs at work. Uh, Teresa and Dave say we're in bed listening to you now instead of opening our presents. But you know, when you get to a certain age, there aren't that many presents. You can open them in two minutes, can't you? Open them in two minutes, and then you go, Well, I wish we'd save that. So my advice is save them till after the programme, and then you've stretched them out to lunchtime a little bit. Because I don't know how many presents you all get. I shall probably end up with, I don't know, probably over the whole of Christmas. 10, 15 presents. That'll be it. That's, you know, just, just sort of normal things. Just, you know, people buy me normal presents. Well, I think they do, actually. Uh, what's this? Another coffee? Yes. Oh, there you go. Lovely. Thank you. Oh, two cups. Not, not, not as strong next time, maybe. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm bouncing about on the ceiling at the moment. <laughs> just a fraction less coffee. Yeah. I know. Uh, Merry Christmas from uh, John and Lindy Fleetwood to the team and Amanda. Thank you, LBC, for a wonderful year. Thought you might be amused by Mr One Ear, the squirrel who comes into the lounge to take nuts from a basket. Oh, bless. How lovely. The trouble, a friend of mine hates grey squirrels. I used to go and feed them. I used to go and give them um, custard creams. And uh, now we don't give them custard cream because somebody said it's bad for them. But, of course, I want, I want the uh, red squirrels to come back. Oh, there you go. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, this is from uh, Luigi. Can you send a message to your listeners that a well-prepared table is of equal importance to good food? Children should be allowed to lay the table and compete against one another on folding the napkins. That way it keeps them away from the kitchen, which is good. I agree, actually. I mean, we used to lay the table. Mum would say, can you, your brother, go and lay the table? So from an early age, you learnt to put out the knives and the forks and the spoons, because if you're having a starter... There'd be a different spoon. Some people don't, don't have different spoons. They'd use the same spoon. And, um, and then be little knives and forks, you know, coming in from the outside. You eat in, out, as far as I remember. Is it in, out? In, out, out, in. Either way, whatever it is, you just eat the blooming food. And you're supposed to eat soup. You're not supposed to eat the soup towards you, are you? You're supposed to eat away. So the spoon goes up. There's so many things. My mother used to do um, 
What does she do? Grapefruit for a starter. Normally grapefruit for a starter. And she'd cut it. So when you actually went into it, it was already cut. The segments were already cut out. She's got a grapefruit knife, which I've got now. And, but I haven't had grapefruit since. And she would cut it and then sprinkle a bit of sugar, put it under the grill and stick a cherry in the middle. You're really asking for it today, aren't you? Yeah, quite, quite fancy. Quite, quite nice. And, um, but it was all cut out so you could do it, which was good. Uh, quick break, and then, oh, my goddaughter has uh, sent a message. Look at this. So early in the morning, Charlotte. Season's greetings. You are. Sorry. Uh, so, John Warrington. Come, right, come to you in a minute. Let me just do this first, because the entire family are now. Love the tinsel. Yeah, the tinsel's good, isn't Love it? Love it. I know. Beautiful. I'll put that up. I put that up. We didn't have any festivity before. Very nice. Charlotte says, Merry Christmas, Uncle Steve. We're all sitting... Oh, I've lost the blooming thing now. We're all sitting on the sofa, uh, listening to you. Uh, have a nice day. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Love you lots. So, you can open your presents now. Of course, the good news is, Charlotte and Nathan and Danielle and Chris and Sharon and Mike and Sheila and Kevin... That uh, I get to see you tomorrow. So you have to wait till tomorrow for your presents. I bet so, they didn't get what I got this morning. What did you get? Reindeer poo. Reindeer poo. Well, you know what it's like. We were in Lapland and we yeah. saw reindeer poo. Yeah. All in my front garden. No. It's shocking. I've had to clean all that up this morning. A letter of apology He's... from himself. Yeah. A broken Waterford crystal glass. His man was obviously too drunk when he came down. He'd been had drunk. far too much sherry. Yeah. And uh, big mud patches on my. Pale cream carpet. Oh, Lord. Shocking. So and there I am in the morning, scrubbing away. Not a single solitary present. Obviously so drunk, he forgot to leave anything. John is the same. It's appalling. Got up this morning, no presents under the, the traditional tree in the house, which takes up most of the sitting room. And it's a nice tree, but no, no presents there yet, because he had to leave very early. Gets in here and, uh, and moans. It's, well, it is a, you can moan if you don't get I bet lots of people yeah. don't get what they really want. You give out little hints, don't you? I bet the Jones family are getting what they want at the moment, especially Charlotte and everybody else <laughs> down there. I bet they are. I bet they're sitting there surrounded by... Pre- I know what present <clears> opening <throat> is like down there. I bet it's amazing, isn't yeah. it? No matter what Sharon says to me on the phone. <laughs> every Now, we can offer you a chocolate. A chocolate? Chocolate, yeah. These are, these are chocolates. Uh, I went down to uh, Brighton the other day. Yes, so I believe. Yes, what a lovely journey that yes, was. Yes, I believe you forgot your map and your yes. tom And Dover's yeah. very nice at it's this time of the year. It's lovely at this time of year. Do you know, I could have collected <laughs> asylum seekers like there was no tomorrow, <laughs> but I chose not to. How did you... How did that happen? Oh, God. Come on, now. Well, because the fog on the motorway was so bad... You couldn't see the signs? Couldn't see the sign. And you have tom-tom land? Yeah, but I, I had the tom-tom in the boot, because I don't... Because I know where I'm going all the time. Obviously I'm quite not. intelligent. <laughs> and and I... I I don't need to find out where Helena lives. I've been there enough times. And I just... As I was driving, I'm thinking... I was, I was singing, actually. Right. I was well, singing Christmas carols. Not Jolly Old St Nicholas. No, I, was, I did Jolly Old St Nicholas, but I was doing a lot of Christmas carols and sort of humming along to myself. And as I'm going along, and this fog is closing in and the mist, I remember thinking, I'm sure at some point I should have done a left and then swung over to the right. But what? And then I kept seeing this sign, Ashford, and then it said there was something... Hang on. You saw the sign for Ashford? Yeah. Then you should have said, I've no, gone didn't, wrong. No, it didn't twig. It didn't twig on the, on the Ashford sign. Did you think you were going to Paris? I don't know where I thought I was going. <laughs> I kept thinking, oh, perhaps there'll be another sign for Gatwick in a moment. And so I drove a bit further, and I'm thinking... Then there was a sign for Shakespeare... Uh, not Shakespeare, Church, where Churchill lived. Oh, yes. Down at wherever Clifton it is. Clifton or... No, not Clifton. It's... Oh, ch- I can't remember. Anyway, I did a documentary. I'm thinking, blimey, I've come along. Perhaps, perhaps I go right in a minute, or left in a minute. What road were you on? I've no idea. The M20? I could have been on anything. Wrong road. Yeah. 
I should have been on the... M23. Yes, but I wasn't. So then when I turned around <laughs> and came... Then it just got from bad to worse. I mean, the whole thing... In the end, you know, I'm going cross-country in the Bentley. So you're... Not you, enjoying it at all. You were expected for lunch and arrived for tea. 20 to 2 I got there. Tea time? 20 to 2. We did go out for lunch. You did? Yeah, we went out for lunch. Scala? No, no. No? No, we went to the other one. The other one. God, well, it's called now. <laughs> I've got a mental blockage. But anyway, we always go there. You do? Yeah. And it was good? Yeah, that was fine, yeah. And did so, she look fabulous? Sorry? Did she look fabulous? No, certainly not. Oh, oh I bet she God, did. God, no, rough as anything. Rough as anything. But uh, we, we had to go to the bank first, and then we had to do some things. Because they, I've got... The bank have sent me one of these new machines. Machine? Because I'm doing online banking. Right. And it's a machine that protects your card, so it's a little... Like a little electronic thing. You put your card in, and it generates mm. a number. OK. That number you can put into your computer, mm. and it means that it's secure. And do you have to do it every, use that machine every no, time? No, once you program it. In theory, you shouldn't, but it might ask you to generate some more numbers, and it, it's got a list of all the numbers, so it would know. So, in other words, if you, if you had my card, if you stole my card, mm. and it then asked you, can you give me the credit card number, you could put it into another machine. It wouldn't generate the numbers... Oh. That my card generates. So this is for when, also when you're doing for secure, you know, and buying things online. Yes, but what we also use it <clears> for is because I pay two things every month. One is my visa bill, mm. and I normally write a check out, and the other is my first direct account, and I write a check out. With this one, we input the details onto my account, and we just do a, we just push a button, and it transfers however much you want over immediately to the accounts. Yes. So I said to her the other day, I didn't know how much the balance was on my visa card. She said, oh, I'll tell you. She went, da, da, da. Right, there's this, how much you want to pay off that? So we paid that off. Very clever. It is clever. I think we've got something at work when we want to do f uh, foreign transactions. Yeah. In other words, we want to send, you know, £200 to Venezuela. Not that you'd want to. I was going to say, why would you want to send £200 <laughs> to Venezuela? But if someone had booked a hotel in Venezuela and we were paying ahead, we would oh, have right. to transfer that money. And Joanne's got this funny little thing and she keys in all sorts of numbers to it. Yeah. And then it goes to our bank and it goes to Venezuela. See, I wanted to buy something in China a short while ago. Really? And it was from a magic company over there. And they had some interesting things that I wanted to... Oh, Helena's back again. So anyway, um, and I wanted to do... Um, uh, send some money to China, but it got too complicated because China. they wanted a bank charge. Real you know, cops. Have you noticed this? Have you noticed Goodness this? Goodness me. We noticed. Yes. <laughs> They're you wonderful. Noticed? I mean, practically, why do you just come in and rest your breasts on the table? You know? <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a. Did Santa Claus call twice this morning? It, it gets worse and worse. I mean, every day we so get So did he. This. Every day. <clears throat> Goodness, it's almost she, harassment, it's isn't it? Al I mean, I've, I've been in contact with HR to have a look <laughs> at the rules of what's supposed to be going on on this programme. <laughs> and the more she comes in here and she, the skirts are getting shorter by the day. <laughs> and then, and now we're using one of those Wonder Bra things, which and, quite clearly was an old Christmas present from some years ago, which she's resurrected. <laughs> and notice the, <laughs> the jewellery strategically placed to catch your eye. Is it, well, I mean, do you know, I felt like saying to her, could you put a scarf on or something like that? Or perhaps, perhaps a, a, a woolen jumper? to cover yourself up. It's a little, you know, we're working here in an environment. It's a work environment. It is a work it environment. It isn't some sort of, you know, I mean, I'm expecting any minute now the lights to dim, change to coloured lights and a pole to appear. It's got that bad. Well, so this is of, Christmas Day. We have got the poles. Exactly, <laughs> but I've not let her anywhere near them. So anyway, so then I, I sort of, so, so we, we did all this thing on the, uh, on the transferring. Yeah. And it's, it's quite good. It's, uh, the restaurant was Havana. Oh, Havana, she yes. She said, by the way, I did look fabulous. <clears throat> of she, course, of course, was fabulous. three sheets to the wind. She had two two cocktails and half a bottle of wine. In fact, I think Helen and I went to Havana. Yes. When I went down yes. there. We had drinks there. She knows all the straight waiters in there. Really? Yes. You mean there are some? No. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I joke. 
<coughs> she says it's so lovely to hear Waldorf and Statler t- again together. <laughs> Who does she mean? Exactly. Who's Waldorf? Isn't he a salad? No. It's those people at the Muppet Show. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, so, tell me, what's going on? <laughs> In the box. Would you like a chocolate? Because we got these. I bought her some chocolates, because she needs feeding up, as you know, she's borderline anorexic. Yeah, and uh, so I got her some chocolates. chocolates. So these oh, are... love. We got those free. Oh, we like those. That was free. They were like Christmas puddings yeah. and... And balls for the... Are they bells? They're actually praline, I think, or... Praline. Are they? Yeah. Well, they look very, very smart. She they? apparently can... Open, I bought her a box of chocolate and she said she could only manage two. Who said that? That's what Helena said. Oh, really? Most Why? unusual. I don't know. Two a second. Well, that's what I thought. She said, no, I just had two a night because they're fairly strong chocolates. <laughs> She's off a trolley sometimes. She, she obviously hasn't had your whiskey meat she hasn't, No, she hasn't. She's never been fortunate enough for... I wish it would snow. I'm looking at pictures on Sky and it's snowing. There's no have, snow. Have you had one? Pass in the box, put one in my Pass in the box, man. Well, I, I would have tried one as well. I mean, what's I your sugar levels? Sorry? What's your sugar levels? Yeah, I've got to be a bit careful today. It's only 755. Gonna... That's what I'm worried about. We're going to open the phone lines up later. I know we are. She thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I've already spoken to BT. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on the top of the BT Tower, I came down the Euston Road in my mm. car, and the top of the BT Tower, which is silhouetted against the morning oh, sun rising, nice. and it's got a beautiful band going around it in blue, like neon, Merry Christmas, uh, you know. Do you know they had lights running up and down it one year? So beautiful. You know they're going to open it again? I know they are. I they, can't they've wait. S- they've said they're going to open it for the, re- the restaurant. The reason the restaurant closed was, A, because of the uh, the problem. Also, the food wasn't that good. No, it was the IRA bombing that yeah. closed it, wasn't it? Because it, they didn't think it was safe. Mm. But it should be open now. It's absolutely be lovely I up think there. So. Mm. But keep it as it is, because there was a film about it. One of uh-huh. those uh, films. And they took you inside and had the original menu and it was all, all sort of like 70s. Beautifully done out. Yeah. So don't change I it. I can never be sure about getting in a restaurant that moves. I don't know, moving. You don't notice no. it moving. Yeah. I might have been one, actually one once in Cota Canabalu. <laughs> Look what she's written. Poor soul, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Language, Timothy. I don't think you spell it like that at all, Helena. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was um, in, in a revolving restaurant in Cota Canabalu, which is in Borneo, by the way. On the top of was the it tower. intentionally revolving, or...? <laughs> it was, but it was moving very fast. And the waiters could... Each course took about 27 minutes to arrive. No. Because they could never find you. Because the kitchen bit, of course, was stationary. And, and they used to past. come out, and suddenly... I was at table six. Table six is now on the other side of the building. And they were oh. running round all the time trying... It was moving far too fast. Oh, I like that idea. It was quite interesting. Mm. And there's also one at the top of the uh, Stratosphere Tower. Yes, I've seen that in one. In Vegas. That's the one with the... Um, the roller coaster ride that hangs off the top of it. How fab? Oh, it's not fab at all. When you get up there, there's no way you're going on that machine. See, have you been up there? Johnny's been up there. You've been up there, Johnny. Yeah, he's Essex, of course. Yeah, he didn't actually go on the <laughs> didn't go on the ride though, did you? No, no, scaredy cats. You should have come on the ride with <clears throat> with with us when we went to um, Winter Wonderland at Hyde Park, the sixty metre tower. Oh, well, that what? drops you. Oh, I couldn't go on that. I did that with Giles. We loved that. And what about the one that you did in South End? Oh, that one. What was that Rage called? or something? I mean, that was, that was South... Oh, my God. Now, that's Johnny's neck of the woods. Yeah, but only... only South the, the Essex boys go down. You can also spot the Essex boys, because they're always the ones with tins of Fanta and their shirts off, slung round their waist, looking at all the birds. <laughs> Hello, darling, right? Want a swig of my Fanta? I thought you, you were going to say they were on Vespers. Sorry? On Vespers with crew cuts what, and stay-pressed trousers. <laughs> stay-pressed trousers. How old are you? Go Not that 37, according right. to you, this morning. We have to take a short break for the, for the news. Uh, very quickly, just some more of your... I've got some racing tips which have come in. Uh, this is for uh, for me for tomorrow from Alex. 
He says, we're hoping to go on Sundays, our horse should be running, but I hope you have fun on Saturday. He says, uh, here's some help for you so you can make your guests think you know what you're doing. So he's put down all the... I'm not going to say it now because my family are listening, Alex. And, um, oh, right, there's some good ones here. So I'm, I'm going to do some money on these. Can you print that off? Can we print that off, Amanda? So I can take it with me when we go racing. Is that Alex? Yeah. Merry Christmas, Alex. He met you, of course. Yes, I've met, met Alex. You. Sorry, ten. Oh, ten, ten. Oh, God, quick, quick, quick. Got to take a short break. Christmas Day on LBC. It's Steve Allen. I make no further apologies, apart from reminding you it's 97.3. When Christmas is over... Steve Allen. Morning, team. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Christmas Day on LBC 97.3. Tis lovely to be here. It's lovely to be anywhere. John and I were just explaining about wrapping Christmas presents. He's wrapped... Mine, I haven't wrapped his for the no, simple haven't. reason that you know, you know what mine will be. I love that, yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Yes, that's Alan beautiful. Dodgen got it valued, really. Alan, what did he go in and say, How much is this going to have my money he said, back? He said, <laughs> Now, this is, ladies and gentlemen, for those who here yesterday, this was the chocolate Fortnum and Mason Father Christmas. Johnny's got one, but he's got the snowman which I couldn't get the sticker off, so I've had to rub it out, hoping he won't see the price sticker on it. And so Alan said to me, he said, how much is that? I thought, you, so don't, you don't ask how much Christmas presents are. So, next thing, he's on the internet trying to, f- <laughs> trying to find out how much I'd paid for it. That's it. And that's when he found out, he went, you paid that much? I went, yes. He went, I said, well, how much do you think it was? He said, about a pound. A pound? I said it's a, a chocolate... From Fortnum That's what I said to him. They didn't even know that denomination of currency. Absolutely. It, it, everything starts at ten. <laughs> ten, <laughs> and minimum. And goes up. Doesn't I think go... it's too beautiful to eat. Isn't that bizarre? But after a couple of glasses of sherry, You'll his head it. may go. Absolutely. It's he lovely. said to me, he said, and it's hollow, I expect it to be solid. Oh, no, you wouldn't eat it if it was solid. Absolutely. Break all your teeth. Very bizarre. I should point out that now is the moment we all dread once a year. The Steve Allen opening... I know. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, thank you. Lisa, someone to share my bed later. Really? Yeah, that's the only thing. It's lovely. If I'd known that was going to be Teddy's fate, I'd have given you something different. <laughs> <laughs> Poor soul. He thinks he's going home for a nice family. Without realising. Anyway, uh, you, we open up the phone lines. Okay. Really? Yes, I know. Is this wise? Probably not. Do we 0845... <laughs> Six zero six zero nine seven three. So, if you want to wish Merry Christmas to somebody, now is the chance to do it. Oh eight four five six zero six zero nine seven three. Okay, I take my life in my hands this Christmas day. It's not going to be two way family favourites. I have no idea. (laughs) I think it might be. I mean, mean, there is no. I mean, I'm prolonging the uh, the agony as long as as long as possible. Because we're doing it between 8 and 8.30. Then at 8.30 we're going to talk to Roger. Yeah. And then from 9 to 9.30 we'll do calls and then we'll talk to Chris Lowry at 9.30. And I've got some Christmas trivia for you. Oh, lovely. you're the Christmas expert and I expect you to know the answers to all of my questions. OK, right. 84850, steve at or 08... I'm not stalling. <laughs> he is or stalling. O, I've forgotten the number now. 08456060973. Because I'm the only programme that doesn't do calls. The only, and I'll tell you why, the reason we don't do them... Is because we've only got two hours in the morning. And you've got texts and emails. And I've got texts and emails to do, and we don't have enough time to get through to everything. So if I, if I, because I have learned to. Oh, somebody's paying for this call, are they? Really? Oh, good. So it's 0845 6060973. And that is the weakest excuse I've ever heard. It's not bad, is it? <laughs> it's terrible. Morning, Blanche. <laughs> Morning, Steve. I know you hate this. All I want to do is wish you and your family and everyone there the best because. You're brilliant, and I love you. Thank you very okay. much indeed. Thanks, Blanche. Have a nice Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
Well, that wasn't too painful, that was, was easy, it? Wasn't do you think it? they're all going to be like that? How much did you put in their Christmas cards? Pound. <laughs> as much as that? Yeah, much as that. Well, I said, if you can all go and stand in a phone box and put a pound in, we'll see if we can get a pound's worth. Is it a pound for every compliment? It's, uh, well, uh, well, actually, I'd rather they weren't compliments. I wish they'd phone up and say, I wish you Merry Christmas and get off the air. Yes. That's what you want. Th- that'd be a funny one. Or failing that, hello, stay with Jordan. You know, that'd be quite a nice one, wouldn't it? But I don't think she's learned how to dial, so, uh, so we'll have to go to Woolwich instead. Frank! Good morning, sir. Happy Christmas to you and John. Bless you. Thank you. And to you. Um, I've just finished a 12-hour night shift on a lifeboat in central London. God, you must be loaded. (laughs) What? You must be loaded. What, volunteer lifeboat? Oh, volunteer. Oh, dear. Oh, That's 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 very good. On a lifeboat in London? Are you serious? On the Thames, of course. Of course, yes. Seriously, we're the busiest lifeboat in the country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You haven't Um, had any, any nasty ones this morning, have you? Right, no, we had one last night where we got a call that a woman might be threatening to jump, and yeah. it turned out to be a, a complete kind of non-event. Oh, but, uh, yeah, we've had a busy year. Um, I'd like to wish the crew a uh, happy new year, oh, happy Christmas, happy new year. And I can I just say, uh, Steve, you're talking about Amanda displaying her wares, which is not the image I needed after a 12-hour night shift. <laughs> Believe you me, it's not the image I need when I start work either. <laughs> Frank, thank you very much indeed for that. Wish you a very happy Christmas and Merry all the Christmas. Uh, all the lifeboat crew as well. They do a good job. Paul Soldy comes off a twelve-hour <laughs> shift. The worst thing that they have to do is they do get uh, people who who throw themselves in, and they have to pick up the pieces. And, and of course, expression. A couple of weeks ago, there was the man, wasn't there? there was oh. on, we talked about it actually. He was on from a, like nine o'clock in the morning and finally jumped yeah. at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yes, I know. Well, they have to be sort of standing by waiting, and is he going to jump or not? Quite worrying, really. Not nice, is it? Not nice. And then he gets Amanda's wares first thing. In I the know, morning. I know, and that that image on Christmas morning, exactly. Of two Christmas puddings. How exciting! <laughs> this is Can a soulful program, obviously. This is very soulful. And it reminds me, we must get Blamange out this year. I quite like Blamange actually. <laughs> Not Angel Delight then. <laughs> no, we did Angel Delight one I like morning. Angel Delight. That was very funny. Very funny. In fact, actually, Amanda's just typed up. We we love Blamange. There you are. She's mm. written that there. I should meant to say we love Blamange. We love Blamange. <laughs> Blanche. <laughs> Anne. Anne is next. Morning, Anne. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> How lovely to talk to you. I I've know. been listening to you for 30 years, ever since you were eight. It's, I was, thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, I'm not able to text or anything in the normal way because I'm, um, I'm actually blind. But um, I just wanted to wish everybody there a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. And also, Steve, to tell you that I've got carpet in my bathroom too. Good Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I got pilloried by one person who said, carpet in your bathroom? How horrible. I love carpet in the We're bathroom. We're exclusive, Steve. That's Absolute. what it is. Absolutely. How long have you been blind, Anne? Um, about eight years now. Right. So, d- was, was it a gradual thing? Um, reasonably. Yeah. Um, King's College Hospital, bless them, did everything they possibly could to yeah. save me, but it didn't matter. You know, it didn't work, and you get used to anything, you know. Sure. Do you have a dog, or...? No, no, no. wow. No, can, I don't, but, Can you um, see, see anything at all, Anne? No, nothing at all, nothing. John. Nothing at But all. she can remember what things yes, look like. Yes, of course. So if you describe a tree, yes. you, you can get oh, a picture yes, in your yes. mind. I'm very fortunate there, because... I have seen things. It's not like someone that was born blind, yes. you know, mm. that um, doesn't know anything. And I do remember what you look like, Steve, but of yes. course, you know, for you, Well, put it this way, thir- 30 years ago, Anne, yes, stunningly yes. gorgeous and attractive and haven't changed. Of course you haven't, Steve. <laughs> Just... I tell you one advantage, though, in losing your sight. Is? I mean, I was 65 a couple of weeks ago, and the one advantage is that you don't have to face yourself in the mirror every yes, morning. Yes, I know. You look <laughs> gorgeous no matter what day it is. Absolutely. Good. <laughs> Have a lovely Christmas, Anne. You too, Steve. God bless. Take care. Merry Christmas. 
very interesting, actually. The only reason I asked Anne about her blindness is for the simple reason that I remember an interview with a lady once... Uh, that I did years ago, and she'd been blind since birth. And she said the one problem is when people say to you, oh, the sky's a lovely colour today. She said, I don't, I don't know what they're talking no. about. And somebody says, and they go, it's blue. And, she, and they go, blue. And they go, yeah, like, like, you know, like blue the sea. And she goes, I don't know what blue looks like. I've I got used, no idea. I used to have a, a client called Mrs Lane, who in fact featured on a television programme, and she was lovely. Mm. And she'd been blind since birth. And she used to come on every year, and she booked two holidays, mainly in the UK, and she would travel up to Scotland and spend a week on a lock or something like that. Yeah. And, she, and I, I said to her once, I said, what is, you know, if you're going to do that, what, what, what do you get from it? Because you can't, if you can't see anything, she said, you can feel. Yes. And she said, it's all about smells and yes. taste and everything else. And she said, y- you get to know that it's a completely different environment. That That's why they in. have these special gardens now for, for, for sightless people, and they can, but they're specifically designed so you can either smell or touch, yeah. things like that. You, d- you do have to think about it. Just down the road from uh, when I go home for, through, through Chiswick, mm-hmm. there is a, um, uh, a house there where they train blind people to go out. Mm. I think it's terribly clever. You try doing it yourself, lady. It's not that yeah, easy, I not promise easy. you. Justine? Oh, hello. I spoke to you last Christmas about Goth Square. Oh, yeah. But I want to ask how Anita Harris is. She's fabulous. She, she used to live down my road here in Barnes. Oh, right. And I knew she'd had financial problems, you mm. know, and... Um, no, she's fine. I saw her at the Water Rats Ball yes, just I heard a short while tell- ago. Susan Spence, you and, know. Yeah, and yes. she looked so well and very happy, her and Mike. I think good. a lot of their uh, their problems were over-exaggerated in the oh, papers. Oh, right. Oh, good. But they, they did lose some money. It, it has to yes. be said that, you yes. know, people have money now, and they mm-hmm. put it into a programme, and the programme didn't take off, so that no, they, they lost. No, no. But uh, no, she's fine. Yes, that's great. And Andy Bowen used to live down our road from status quo. Oh, know, right. Andy Parfit, isn't it? Um, no, no, not... no, Andy Bowen. Oh, right. Yes, um... Um, and, and Nick Parfit it is, I think. But I, I Rick, passed yeah. him um, down by my shops uh, recently and just had a little chat with him. Oh, right. And Joss and Rosemary Ackland used to live down the road as well. You, mind you, you're in an area. Of course, also living oh, around the corner from you in Barnes yes. was that lovely lady from Bread, Jean Boat. Oh, oh yes, yes. yes and her I've lovely seen husband. Her about. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Um, and Lawrence Delalia's mother and uh, sister lived here. She, the da- um, daughter, was uh, drowned on the Marchioness disaster. Oh, 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 yes, you're right, actually. I remember that. It's, it's a very, very famous area. I, li- I like Barnes quite a lot, actually. I like Castle now as well, which leads down. You go down uh, Castle now. Down to the river? Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. Helena, no, you can't. Okay. <laughs> and and um, Chiswick Mall is also stunning. Yes, that's quite nice. But Barnes is very difficult to get through to. Yes. You know, the oh, it's a nightmare for traffic. Absolutely, but gorgeous houses. Strangely enough, I was in Paul Cooper's the other day, the fruit and veg shop, and I was chatting, mm. having a cup of tea, doing, you know, chat, 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 and all the rest of it. And this guy comes in, and I look at him, and I go, and, and, and I thought, he looked familiar. He looked very familiar. Tall imposing, and a lot of the staff knew him. They went, all right, John, all right. Went, yes, have this and all the rest of it. And, and he buys some fruit and veg, and he goes out. And I said to, to Mandy and to Vic, I said, who was that guy, John? He said, oh, he's, um, he's in the music business. And I went, that's John Anderson from Yes. Because, and the only reason I remember it being John, John Anderson used to have long hair, mm. very long hair. And I looked at the face and I kept thinking, you look so familiar. Mm. And I suddenly realised that years and years ago, he recorded the LBC Big Song. 
LBC had a song written for it by Mike Batt called Whatever You Believe. If you've got a copy, you're one of the very few people who has. And it went, whatever you believe, da-da-da-da. And it was a great song. And John sang it in Battersea Park right. with Mike Batt and we had a choir and everything else. And it was called the LBC Big Song. Did it do I, well? No, no. I used to have a copy of it, but I've lost it. It was just really for LBC. Mm. But the moment I looked in it, I thought, I know who you are now. You're famous. And, and the was... girls in the shop went, what, more famous than you? And I went, no, not more famous than me, no, but he's very famous. <laughs> he could be on In Conversation. All they knew was he was, he was in the recording. Mm. He had something to do with recording. I said, well, that's why, because he's in the music business. Just shows you, despite your ripe old age of 38... I know. Your memory is still intact. My memory is very, very intact. Uh, 84850, LBC.co.uk. <laughs> Helena now pleading, desperate, and offering money to try and get on the programme. Really? Not happen. I don't think yes, so. Yes, I don't think so. I... It's 08456060973. Welcome to DFS. Morning, team. Merry Christmas. Nice to have your company. It's Christmas Day on LB. I don't need to remind you, but in case you're suffering with a hangover from last night, or you've left the heating on and you're sort of feeling a bit exhausted, and, uh, and we're opening up for, only for another few more minutes. So, uh, <laughs> That's then so we'll, mean. Then we'll do it a bit later on. Well, the, I, I work on the assumption that if you give people everything at the same time... Too much too soon. Too much too soon mm, wears me exactly. out. I've got to say good morning to my Auntie Rose oh. and Les, who are probably listening. They're big fans of yours. Right. They live in Egham. Oh, right. Very oh, I like Egham. They're very poor. Best thing to house. do, go, go to the top of the hill in Egham, mm. up, uh, because just down from Egham is Runnymede, but go to the yes. top of the hill, and they've got the big college up there. It's stunning. It's is like it? a gothic mansion. Amazing. Called. Oh, it's fantastic. You'd love it. I bet I'm going to go there next time. Jackie. Hi, Steve. Hello. just wanted to say how wonderful you are. I mean, everyone's telling you that, but I'm going to be sick must now. I'm going to be sick. And <laughs> how addictive you are. I, I just can't stop listening to you in the mornings, and you're oh. wonderful. Thank you so much for opening up the lines. Just <laughs> so I've got the opportunity. And I um, just wish you and your staff, you know, all the people behind the, the scenes, thank, you know, wish them a happy Christmas, lovely new year, all for my family as well. And just, that's all I wanted to say, really. Oh, lovely. Thank you, Jackie, very much indeed. I was waiting for the but. Oh, at the so was I. <laughs> I was dying for the but. Yes, you were dying for the but, weren't <laughs> Please you? Please say something negative. Yes, exactly. Yes, please. It's because, it, I mean, it doesn't sound too good if everybody comes on and says nice things. It's very sweet. Thank you very much indeed. But uh, it's a bit embarrassing, and especially for the, for the, for the crew, you know, at the, at the crew. The crew? The crew. My... My posse, <laughs> your staff, my, my staff, <laughs> because you know they don't they don't have a, a lot of fun at Christmas time because they have to work here for most of the day, yes. and and nobody really appreciates them. And I'd like to say on behalf of everybody listening, you boring pair of <laughs> toothums, that uh, we wish you a merry Christmas. I think they're already quite merry. They are quite, quite merry. You can tell when on. she goes merry because she lurches a bit on the chair. <laughs> she moves. She keeps waving the champagne. So far, she's shaken that champagne three times now. When you come to open it, the ceiling will be down. <laughs> She'll be like a you. racing car driver. She will be. Uh, right, so we can, we can take a few more calls. We've got a, a couple more. of... Sorry? Go on, then. We've got a few free lines on 0845 I don't believe you've got a free line there. I don't believe I've got a free line <laughs> anyway, but I'm, I'm just checking. So if we say hello to Les... Yes. Morning, Les. Hello. Morning. Good morning, Steve. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and John. Thank you. What, morning, Merry Christmas. What a Christmas present. At last, I get to speak to the great Steve Allen. Oh, no, oh don't I listen. Please. Stop it. I'm Stop overwhelmed. It. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> it's me, me too. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> uh, the reason I'm phoning in, Steve, is to wish my uh, lovely daughter happy birthday today. Oh, right. How old? Uh, 28. Tw 
not far off me. No, <laughs> no, not far at all. Not far at all. Well, she's ten years younger than you. Are you seeing her later, or...? Oh, yeah, she's coming round uh, with my grandson and a partner for dinner. Right. And uh, I've got a special Christmas present for her. Uh, to make uh, the day even more special than it is. Excellent. I'm taking her at the end of the month to Mauritius on holiday. Oh, wow. Nice. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Nice holiday. Nice holiday. That's a special treat. That's a really a nice treat. treat. It is indeed, yeah. yeah. Oh, very good. Oh, good. Well, I hope you... So, just just the two of you today, or three, four, five? Uh, no, there's my wife, my son, my daughter, my grandson and a partner. Oh, I'm my just, Lord. I'm just in the middle of preparing the uh, homemade stuffing for the turkey. I always worry when people... I always worry when people say, the homemade stuffing. <laughs> I always think, what, when you say homemade, you made everything yes. from scratch? Yes. Oh, right. What's actually in it? Um, uh, lemon rind, oh. chopped garlic, butter... Uh, Pachita ham, chopped oh, obviously, nice. and um, uh, fresh thyme, right. and then mixed mixed together, and then I put it underneath the skin of the turkey, not oh, inside no. the oh, turkey. Oh right, I know. Ooh. So you can push it in. Mm. Yes, yes. That must take some <laughs> Feeling time. somewhat queasy, Les, at the moment. <laughs> and then the fresh lemon inside the turkey, oh, so it doesn't get so dry. Oh, oh right, a whole lemon, half a, a cut lemon. Yes, yes, a couple oh. of cut lemons inside the turkey, really? and then. Oh, yeah, and then that stops the, the bird from getting so dry. It's dead, Les. It doesn't make any <laughs> difference to it. <laughs> <laughs> and do you baste it? Do you baste it every half an hour? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. And, As well, and, and, then, and then towards the end, put streaky bacon over the top. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice. Lovely. We like streaky bacon. Yes. Yes. I like my sausages wrapped in bacon. So, so what time are you coming round? <laughs> well, sadly, I'm, I'm, I'm otherwise engaged elsewhere. <laughs> but John has nothing to do for the rest of his life. <laughs> well, my mum and dad would be very pleased to hear that. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be thrilled to come round for something to eat. I'll be round just the... after ten. More than welcome, John. More than there welcome. It will be at four o'clock. Lovely. Oh, do, uh, four, you see, why do people eat so late on Christmas oh, Day? Oh, civilised, four o'clock. Is that's it? perfect. Half a street till four o'clock. I'm expecting to eat today at twelve o'clock, and if it's not ready for twelve, now my brother's gone into a panic, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> you can't oh, eat far too early. I'm hungry at that time. That's breakfast. Is like it? Breakfast. Salmon. What time are you all bread. up, Les, this morning, then? Oh, I was up very early, about six o'clock. Um, you've got to wait till four? Yeah. No, no, I obviously have breakfast, That's and, and, and right. you've, you've got a starter before then. Oh. Well, what well. time are you having the starter? <laughs> oh, about 45 minutes before. Yeah, you see. You eat the starter and you've got to make that last 45 minutes before you get the turkey. Well, it, 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 it's quite filling. It's, uh, it's, once again, it's like a homemade tomato soup. Oh, right. What's so like we, a gallon of it or something? Bread. Loads of yeah, bread. Hot crusty bread. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that'd be lovely. H- half a gallon. Half a gallon of soup. And and for dessert, we're having... Oh, traditional Christmas pudding. Yeah. Do you know, we always have it. We never eat it. We never eat the Christmas pudding, because you're so full up and it's so rich. You're supposed to have a gap, Steve. You're not supposed to eat Well, he's having 45 minutes it's... between his starter and the turkey. Well, and there'll be another 45 minutes before you have the Christmas pudding. Oh, right. That's right, yeah. And you set light to it with a bit of brandy. Yes, you absolutely. Do. Set it alight. Gorgeous. My auntie Enid did it with paraffin one year. That was an interesting <laughs> time. <laughs> she just thought you had to light the thing. The holly went up, everything. It was just a nightmare. Now she doesn't need to have her eyebrows She trimmed. doesn't, exactly. She's got no eyebrows. Let's have a great Christmas. You too, Steve. Merry you Christmas. Too, John. Take care. Nice Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I love it. Bexley Heath. I've got stomachache now, all this talk about food. And lemons to stop the bird drying out. What about putting the stuffing under the skin? What a fiesta. But that's quite normal. My mother used to sometimes do that, so you you can get your hand between... Oh, sounds horrible, doesn't it? Sounds like a facelift. Yes, between the flesh, you just lift... Yes, you pull the skin up, 
and then you push it in and, and oh, Too much information. Just too much information. Just buy a packet of Paxone, push it inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you say, I think it dries out inside. It if does. If you put it under the skin, it keeps it moist. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I've always been a big advocate of that. Uh, Mark? Morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Now, I'm trying Mark. to now visualise what Mark looks like. Yes? You do. I'm on Rose, I'm on Rose Gallery. It's Mark the Bailiff. Oh, of course oh, you bailiff. are. Oh, it's Mark the Bailiff. <laughs> oh, Mark, do I know to, exactly what you look like. I'm just trying to think if I paid all my bills. <laughs> Lock your daughters up, double the doors. No, He's... everybody's everybody's safe today. I, legally, I can remove, but the, 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 the clients won't let me today. Not surprised. In. <laughs> you do it tomorrow, do you? No, no, no. I wish no. I could, be honest, because everybody'd be in. Yes, you, well, you're right, actually. Every time, there's no point in sort of going around if they're not going to be in, because he, he gets more pleasure <laughs> if they're in. But actually, he could stand at the door, watch them open the present, a lovely plasma television comes out, and he goes, I'll yeah, have that, true, that, oh, and no, that. They'll go, they'll go around and grab their receipts, that's what they do. <laughs> it's lovely. He loves it. He's the only person I've ever met who loves his job. When are you going to come out working with me, Steve? Well, I tell you, if, if I could get up that time of the morning, Mark, I'd be fine. Well, I know, I'll tell you what I'll do. I might come out and meet you one day after work, and I'll take you home and give you a lift home. Oh, lovely. That sounds handy. That'll be exciting for the neighbours. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. What was he going home in? A pickup truck. <laughs> no, 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 it's a van. Come on. Is it a van? Is it a van? Yeah, and yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. is in the back of the van, Mark? Uh, clamps. Yeah, clamps. How many do you carry? Uh, I carry about two, because normally you've got people with like about hundreds of clamps in the back of their vans. Yeah. Normally we knock on doors and we like to speak to the people. Yeah. You know, instead of camping, we come out in the morning doing their pieces and trying to drive off, like the one the other day, trying to drive off down the road with a clamp on his car. Yes, yes. What a perk. And then, uh, but um, at the end of the day, what we man? just like to knock on people's doors and just have a chat with yeah. them. And, you know, you know, so, so today, more, you're, you're going to be a nice person. Well, today, I'm, I'm, I've got up to about six o'clock this morning. I bought my partner a little netbook. Um, oh, I'm nice. I'm trying to set it up oh. in a moment. The kid's Good. a bit noisy in there with the kids, and I'm going to go and meet my son. Because well, yesterday I went to a shop and uh, well, I was supposed to pick up a laptop. I'm not going to mention it, the, the name of the uh, shop, but they never had it. Oh no, no, no. So anyway, it's, it's a sorry about the sorry about the uh, inconvenience, and he's uh, give me another laptop. And it's hundred quid more. He said have it the same price. For oh, touch. <laughs> nice. Well, so you've t- you got the laptop though? Yeah, I got the laptop in the end, but they didn't have the one I wanted. But the one they they give me was a hundred pound more, and they said have it for the same price. Sorry right. about the inconvenience. That's what we like. That's see, what we like. Who, Mark, yeah. who is going to argue with you? No. Uh, well, well <laughs> <laughs> quite a few people. <laughs> no, no, this this is very true, Steve. I said I've been onto my mate on a famous radio station, and I said he's, he said let me know what's happening. He said hold on a minute, I'll sort we out for you now. <laughs> <laughs> Good lad. Fantastic. Mark, listen, I've got to go because there's a, there's a story coming in, and I wish you a happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, guys. Look Merry Christmas. Look the whole world. All right, God bless. Take care. Uh, the only reason I'm losing Mark is, is not for, to use Nick Farry's expression, I'm trying to get more calls in, but there's news coming in of a fire oh, right. in a hotel in Piccadilly. Uh, there's 65 fighters on the scene. If you're around that area, can you give us a ring? on 0845 or send us a text message or an email with your phone number on it so we can have a chat. They reckon 65 fighters are up there, so it's... I don't know which hotel it no. is. At Pic- I'm trying to think of the hotels at Piccadilly. But, well, I'm trying to think of which hotels there are at Piccadilly. <coughs> I cut the only hotel... The famous one. Was the famous one. Was was the famous one off the... Off which I thought was refurbed. Yeah, I thought that was all being... That's, well, that's all, be, that's all scaffolded, so we'll need to find out which... Oh, oh it's the, the Athenaeum! Athenaeum. That's oh, a that's really that's up at. Uh, I tell you who knows the owner of the Athenaeum. <clears throat> Biggins knows the. I've done a gig at the Athenaeum. The Athenaeum that's is the in one Piccadilly. that's got. Well, it's not. It's up towards next to the Hard Rock. The Athenaeum. It's, it's, it, but that's Piccadilly. Yes, it's yes, Green it's Park green... End. That's the one that's got the garden growing up the wall outside. Yes, that's the, the Athenaeum. That's then... where it is. So that's just as you come up from the. Uh, 
With your underpass. Zeros, it's, it's so you come up end. the underpass from Knightsbridge, and it's the first one you hit on the left-hand side. That's mm. the Athenaeum. Oh, I know where that is. So if anybody round there, give us a ring on 08456060973, or failing that, uh, send us a text or an email, we'll give you a buzz back. OK? Um... Because that's quite... It's, it's not a huge hotel, the Athenaeum. But it's quite nice. A, it's quite a small hotel. one, but they've only just refurbed. Yeah, and also, you remember, people will be staying in there, so they will be evacuated. Over Christmas, yeah. And uh, they'll probably out. be getting ready for their, their <clears throat> Christmas lunches yeah. today. Uh, Jeff, we were talking about um, lunch <clears throat> at midday, tea late afternoon and dinner mm. in the evening. Yeah. Where do school dinners fit in? <laughs> at lunchtime. It's interesting, that, isn't yeah. it? School dinners, and I, I, you know what it is. I'll tell you what, as well, a lot of uh, my, the girls that work for me, they don't, some of the schools don't do school dinners anymore. Yeah. You have to give them a packed lunch. Whereas we, I loved going to yeah, school dinners. Yeah, we liked school dinners. You? you never knew what you were going to get. No. Well, it was normally chocolate pudding oh. and custard. Chocolate custard. Brenda says, Nick Conrad and Nick Abbott. Not Nick Ferrari. We're talking about the two Nicks. I couldn't remember. We've got so many Nicks on this station yeah. at the moment. Looking forward to the Carol concert after this Yes, program. me too, at ten o'clock. Do like a Carol uh, concert. Love to Nick and the family in Himes Park. Wishing Val a healthy 2010, says Joe. And happy Christmas from sunny Celebrina in Spain. Ah. It has at last stopped raining after six days, so now it's mopping up time. Yes, they've got they've had terrible rain. Dreadful rain, I know. We've had lots of snow, though. Yeah. I know you haven't, but the rest of us have. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it, I'm afraid. It will come. Happy Christmas, uh, to all at Winchmore Hill Cricket Club from yes. Sally and here's Catherine. Hi Catherine. Good morning Steve and how are you and all the fabulous presenters at LBC? Well most of them are still in bed <laughs> <laughs> but as far as I know they're surviving so far. How are you? Excellent. Good good good. Steve I'm quite well thank you very much. Good. And all the better for listening to LBC. Good. Keeps you going you over the festive no season. Idea, I um, what LBC means to people that are lonely. Mm. And thank you for your good morning a few weeks ago. It really bucked me up. Good, good. Am I now a member of your special team? I think you, I think you could be a member of my special oh, team. bless you, Steve. <laughs> bless you. You do know uh, how to butter him up in the I morning. I did send Alan Dodge in the card. Yes. I don't know whether he, he did got get it. it. He did get it, yes. Because I feel ever so sorry for the poor little lad. Oh, I know. Oh, really? Bless his heart. You're very nasty to him. I know. It's it's years of practice. It's years of practice. I'm generally quite nice to him, Catherine, but uh, sometimes he just brings it out in me. Oh, my goodness me. Never mind. Steve, may I just remember all the families who have lost loved ones yep. in Afghanistan... Iraq, or to illness, to all in hospital, to the homeless, and to all lonely people. God bless you. But last and not least, to the wonderful team at LBC. You're all fabulous. I take you from room to room, and I even take you to bed with me. And that is where we leave it. Catherine, <laughs> thank you very much indeed. Happy Christmas to you. And uh, and to all the people that Catherine uh, talked about, the hotel in Piccadilly, 130 rooms. So it's a it's a smallish hotel, but 260 people could be there. Oh, absolutely, and yes, more. yes. I know the hotel. As I say, I know the hotel very well mm. because Biggins took me into it some time ago. It's it's very nice. But they've now got this new garden growing on the outside, which I walked past the other day, strangely enough. So if you're in the area, 
this uh, fire. They've got firefighters up there, but mainly I think they'll be there. As I say, I don't know anything about the fire yet. There's nothing come through. Well, there could be people w- walking in the park now because it's, yeah. it's got light. On a... But because of its close proximity to the other buildings, it's next mm. to another hotel. Yes. Oh, there's several hotels all along yes. now. I've been to, not, you know, dews there and, and balls. There's, there's the Hard Rock. And the Piccadilly Hotel. Then there's a little Hotel. road. Then there's... Uh, it's sort of Boulder Shepherd's Market, doesn't it? Shepherd's um, Market's behind there. Yeah, Shepherd Market is behind there. Quite a way behind there. Yeah, but it is There'd behind there. There'd be, a, the be another, another few roads before you hit Shepherd Market. Mm. So it's a bit further down. Then there's a ballroom, and I can't remember the name of the hotel there. I think it's called the, the Piccadilly Hotel. Is it the Piccadilly? With a big ballroom. I've been to a couple of functions mm. in there. Interesting. OK, so if we want to know more about that, 84850, steve at uk or 08456060973. We'll take some more of your uh, calls, I think, after a little bit later on, after nine. Uh, We'll have a chat to Roger Foss in a moment with some hot news about uh, Danny LaRue's costumes. So that in a moment. Christmas 97.3. Steve Allen. certainly is. It's Christmas Day. We'll go back to your calls after nine. So if you call, you can register, as they say. And then we'll we'll try and get through as many as we can later on. Uh, We want to know more about that fire in the Athenaeum at Piccadilly. It's actually Green Park, just further up from there. In mm-hmm. fact, if you go a little bit further on, you hit the uh, Piccadilly underpass. And, uh, oh, no. Has he? <laughs> and we're going to call Roger Foss in a moment. Uh, so we'll talk to him. And, um, well, let me just say hello to some people. OK, you want to do some quick Yes, S- uh, Sylvia, who's a friend of Mark's, who works at Heaven With Me, and she is a big fan of yours. Gary Atchelham family, who sent me a message to, to you to say that to please don't say anything horrible about Danny Minogue over the festive period. Why? Because he gets very, very upset. He's so in love with, with Danny. Don't be cruel. Now say a Merry Christmas to him. I'm not. Who is he? <laughs> Gary. Gary Atchelham and his family. What does he do? He doesn't do anything. He comes to the club quite regularly. Oh, right. He always says, he's so cool about Danny. Gary. So cool about Danny. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I can't be nice. Now, the, lo- <laughs> the lovely Margaret and Sue Creed. Yeah. They're big, big fans of the station. Always send us a lovely Christmas card. Absolutely love Margaret and Sue. Helen and St Ives in Cambridgeshire, who makes me my Christmas cakes. I carry my next door neighbour who moans about the size of my letterbox. I can't think why. But she's doing some charity work today. All right. She does it every Christmas and she goes off and does something and then gets drunk later, I presume. Uh, Mark, Captain and his mum and Barry. Ricky D, who's a big thing. It's, not, it's like two-way it's family like, favourites. And I've got to say hello to Jan, Nick, Olivia and Charlie Chan, because they work for me. Right. And Joanne, Ellie, the boys, and Mr and Mrs Tablecloth, who will know exactly what that means. Good grit. I'm quite exhausted Stuart, by Haley that. Stuart, Hayley and Gizmo. Oh, it's more. Hayley and Gizmo are dogs. Right. <laughs> will they be listening? They will be listening. <laughs> and, and you know you sent... Oh, you got another one. Go on. No, 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 I've got loads more, but we can do oh, that right. later. Uh, you know you out. sent me this postal scam. Yes. It's not a postal scam. Isn't it? Is it a joke? It's, it's a joke. Oh, I just read it briefly. It's sold as a scam, so people get panicky about it. I'll mm. explain to you what it is very briefly. It's the, it's the one where people were saying that you get a card through your door saying that they're trying to deliver a thing, mm. and you call this number, and it's a number in Belize. Yes. Well, it was a, it was a scam to start with. It was never... Oh, right. It was never... It was just an internet thing that it was, started, it was, and now people post it and cut and paste and send to everybody. Oh, right. So I thought, I got, it got me. Yeah. Through me. Yeah. It's, it's never happened, so, so panic not. <laughs> panic you not. won't be put through to Belize. Uh, right, Roger Foss. Morning, Roger. Good morning. Merry Christmas Merry to you, Christmas Steve, to and you. John, and morning, to everybody Roger. there. Hi Merry there. Merry Christmas. Nice to see you. Listen, yes. Uh, what, we, what we thought we'd do this morning, we've got about, uh, about ten minutes, is do your last-minute Christmas show update. Oh, OK. Yeah. And, then, and then do, uh, do the Danny thing. Absolutely, yes, because that's, that's a bit of interesting news to, to the new year. Yes. <laughs> now, you saw Kira Knightley. 
Oh, I saw Kira Knightley. I, actually, it's interesting. Isn't it? Just before Christmas, when you think everything's winding down, suddenly lots of shows start opening in the West End. And, uh, of course, Kira Knightley opened in the Misanthrope, mm. uh, a Moliere play. And uh, I, I thought, oh, it's all going to be all that kind of period costume and everything. And, of course, it's all updated. But nevertheless, she, I thought, was really rather good. And I, I was really surprised when I saw the Daily Mail the next day saying that, oh, she looks fantastic, but she's got all the charisma of a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. I think goldfish have got quite a lot of charisma. <laughs> well, my, I've got goldfish in the pond, and they're quite quite charming, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, another another movie star making a West End debut, and uh, and I thought, really good, actually. I, I, I enjoyed it. They've updated it. They, you'd like it, because it's all about these kind of media-type people and celebrities uh, being sent up rotten in this, and, uh, and, and great fun. So that's a really good thing that just, just opened just before... Christmas, and the other one, of course, was Boy George opening in the West, and just round the corner from you at in the Leicester Square Theatre. Leicester Square Theatre, where, of course, we saw him in Taboo, didn't we, all those years back? Yes, I also those... saw. Um, um, we've seen other things. We've there, seen a few we? other things. We there. saw the, uh, the the Jim the, Bailey. Jim Bailey. Yeah. Yes, Jim Bailey. It's yes, a small venue, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is actually, and, uh, and and of course, I saw Bobby Crash doing Liberace there as mm. well oh, yes. this year, which was one of the highlights, wasn't it? <laughs> Highlight for him, yes. <laughs> I saw Side by Side by Sondheim there as well, recently. Yeah, it was right. revamped. Oh, yes, was it's actually... Because it, it's a great place for, uh, for, for for sort of concerts like this, really, that, that Boy George is doing. Though He comes on wearing these uh, cut-off trousers, all sparkly, mm. but they're cut off uh, above the ankle. And I, I had to sort of stand up, I was at the back, just to see if I could see the tag around his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> because he... He is tagged. Yes, he is. He can't go into he the Big Brother tagged. house. Yeah. He is, and he absolutely. Was sitting, I sat next to Boy George the other day for about 40 minutes uh, at uh, a tribute that Matt Lucas did for his yeah. uh, partner. Oh, yeah. Died. And, was uh, he wearing George the makeup? Was, he, he was wearing a little makeup. A little makeup. <laughs> Not as yeah, much cause... as some people I know. <laughs> well, you know, watching, because he really has got the most fantastic voice, you know, when you think about it. it, it mm. As he's got older, it, it's got, you close your eyes and you sort of think, oh, it's. It's not Boy George up there, it's some old blues singer from the 1950s, and then you open your eyes, and it is some old blues singer from the 2009. Mm. <laughs> he's just been turned down, of course, for, big, for Celebrity Big Brother, because yeah. they've said no, because he's actually tagged, so he it would just to... make a mockery of it. Yes, and also well, he has would to be really, at a certain time. Yes, exactly, yeah. that's why they said he couldn't yeah, you be can't done. Stay was, in was there. It, is it sold out, Roger? Well, no, they've actually uh, opened some extra dates. It runs till, uh, I think, January the 1st, and they've, uh, they've done an extra matinee, because... Uh, it's really doing well. Oh, and, of course, of course, I forgot all the uh, Culture Club fans all turn up, and I, mm. I realised time has flown by. They're, they're all in their 40s and 50s now. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, they'd be our age. Well, not, not it's, my age, it's but not really, age. It's, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, remember, this is more of a, a little kind of jam with George, really. It's, it's a bit like that, rather than a, than a place... Not like Alan Cumming, who was in the West End, who was brilliant, actually. He He did a... A show, and, and he wove it together with, with some stories and things. And, and, and George, unfortunately, doesn't do that. He doesn't do enough of that. And I he think somebody seems. should, yeah, somebody should get hold of him and say, now look, George, you want to do it this way and, and make it a bit more kind of entertaining. But uh, yeah. nevertheless, yeah, so that was a, a little pre Christmas treat. Lovely. They're quite popular, those um, sort of 
evenings with sort yeah, of things. I saw yeah. Elaine Stritch in New York yes, do one. Yes. And oh, she yeah, was well, sensational. That was, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Well, the news uh, for all those fans of Danny LaRue, and I did raise the question before, after, after Danny died, and, uh, and Barbara Windsor, I think, helped out with the funeral costs, because Danny didn't yeah. have uh, anything, I don't think. I think over the years, yeah. he'd, he'd lost a lot of money. He'd been, you know, fleeced by various people. Because he must have yeah. been our top entertainer at one time. And I did ask the question then, whatever happened to Danny's costumes? Mm. Where Absolutely. were they? Well, now we know. Well, we know because Annie Galbraith, of course, who was with him for many, many years and designed and made m- many of his costumes and gowns and all those wonderful plumes and things, uh, she has been storing these uh, costumes and... Uh, and, and they've decided, I knew they were going to do this, but I, I, I didn't know when, but I, I was told just before the Christmas break that they're actually going to auction them mm. at the Brick Lane Music Hall, which is actually not in Brick Lane, but it's in Silvertown, and uh, it's going to be on March the 12th. So apparently there'll be something like at least 60 or 80 of these amazing gowns with all of the glitter and the glamour of them yeah. uh, are, are up for auction. And, and they'll be putting them up online so that people can bid online from around the world for these wow. things if they want to, if they don't want to turn up. Yeah. And it all, apparently they said, well, it all ties in really with, uh, obviously, it, it will help to support her because she supported him all, in all those years. Yeah. And, and I think it's something he wanted to happen. And so uh, what they will be worth, goodness knows, and who will want to buy them, I don't know. Me. But uh, I imagine there could be <laughs> even museums. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they already have in the V&A. They've already got some of Dan's costumes. They're actually in the uh, theatre exhibition. Mm. Yeah, you can see one there. But, yeah. but these things are, these are creations, aren't they? They're not the sort of thing you wear down going pop down to the, to the supermarket wearing them. That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Roger, I've got to leave it there because I, I'm, I think people will be interested. What we'll do, we'll remind people nearer the time. It's the 12th of March. Yeah, we, uh, For yeah, all of we these will, Danny yeah. costumes. It should be very interesting. There will be a lot of interest. A lot of there people will be. will be very interested in seeing what they're like. They weigh a tonne, some of them. I might they buy weigh you a ton. birthday. There you go, buy me one for my birthday. Roger, have a fabulous <laughs> Christmas. And you, and John, and, and the team. And the team and as well. Team. Have a lovely day. Uh, bless your heart. Merry Thank you. Christmas. I'm sorry we got you out of your uh, your Christmas warm bath. But uh, back with the talcum powder. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, as Roger Foss. OK, update on this uh, fire. One person being treated for smoke inhalation. 130 rooms all been evacuated. And the road eastbound is closed. I'm assuming that's the road coming down into Piccadilly, mm. yeah, because the other one would be westbound going out, so you can go out, yeah. but you can't come in. Uh, Warren's down there. Morning, Warren. Morning, boys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Where is it? It's the Athenaeum, so I, I know where it is. Where, where are you? Well, actually, I've, I've just passed it now, obviously, because I couldn't stop. Mm. Um, there's, there's about seven to eight fire engines, uh, six ambulances. There are hoses going into the building. Um, I can't see any water. Obviously, you've got the Bronte down there. There are... But there's no smoke. I can't see any right. smoke mm. at all. It's all very quiet, very calm. Um, are the police down there? The police are there. There's only two. One, one each end, which is just basically blocking the road off. Um, but they're traffic. They're not local plod. They're just traffic police. Right. Lots of people outside? Been... No, nobody at all. It is, it is actually, to be quite honest with you, it's... It's very, it's, there's nobody at all. The only, there's not even any firemen. I mean, most of the firemen that are there are actually just standing in a group. Hmm. There, there's no rushing around, nothing, everything's very calm. 
There's there's nobody from the hotel out on the street whatsoever at all. It, it, there's not even people walking past the hotel. It's right. I'm trying to remember, actually, if there is a, a back part of the Athenaeum that they can send people out. If they thought the fire was at the front of the building, can they send them out the back? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, um, I'm not sure know. about that. I'll have to... It, there I'll... is a side street down it yes. where they've got the, the big Bronte. Yeah. The Bronte lift, you know, the one that goes up right up in yes. here. Mm. But even that's not... That's not up. That's placed down on the ground. Right. So, um, like I said, but there is hoses running into the building, but can't, there's, there's no smoke at all whatsoever. Excellent. Warren, thank you for that very much indeed. It's nice to sort of find out exactly what's going on. So at least you know where it is. So if you're coming into town through Knightsbridge, they're going to close off, well, that's been closed off already, the Piccadilly uh, underpass. Yep. And what they'll do, they'll send you around Hyde Park. Mm, so you can go to Winter down. Wonderland instead. And you'll come down uh, uh, the parade. What's that? The, the Horse Guards Parade, you'll end up. That's the next turning off. The roundabout. Yes, exactly. You can, yes, you'll either go round or you'll have to go round the next one to Victoria. I don't know if they close off the mall at Christmas Day. I don't know. She's not, there's nobody there. No, no, I know, but that's what I thought. But sometimes they do close it do off. Do they? Mm. Really? Mm. Can't think why. No, they I've... did it a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday morning. We were coming in and they've closed it for no reason. I they, thought, it's a bit bizarre. They normally do that if there's something going to go on, isn't there? Some kind of parade yeah, but I'm coming in at like 4.30 in the morning. It's What's happening can't... at 4.30? I did think I saw Her Majesty. Did you? I did think she was out there. She had curlers in and a little brush and she was <laughs> cleaning up. You know she's in Norfolk. <laughs> I know she's in Norfolk. We saw her on the train. Where the turkeys come <laughs> from. OK, quarter to nine. The home base sales. Steve Allen. It certainly is. It's uh, 13 minutes to nine. It's Steve Allen's Christmas Day show with all your uh, mentions. So, the, so after Danny LaRue's death, as I say... Um, We'll let you know nearer the time about the 12th of March for the auctioning of Danny's costumes, which, uh, which Annie had. We think between 60 and 80 will actually come up for auction. It'd be wonderful to get the brochure of that auction. Yes, I'd quite like to do some bidding online, because I don't know what they would fetch. <laughs> you see, that would be interesting. Well, Strangely enough, I've read something in the paper, completely off, off target, nothing else, but they were talking about Bing Crosby. Hmm. Do you know Bing Crosby was just over five foot tall? Really? That's what... That's short? Yes. That is sure. Yes, because somebody adjusted a microphone for him once and he said, I'm not seven foot, you know, just over five foot tall. It's a bit shorter than my mum. <laughs> so strangely enough, it was, it was a book that, uh, that Bryn Williams uh, gave me, mm. Bryn and Annie, about yeah. all the musicals in London and all the different people. Merry Christmas was... to Bryn and Annie, by yes, the way. Yes, Merry Christmas. They're in France, aren't they? They are. Yes. After the festive season. Very quickly, now let's whiz through because I've got hundreds to get through here. And uh, this is Faz and Justina in Ricelip, Marilyn in Islington. Uh, this is, um, I have to drive my daughter to church today. This is Mackenzie. Uh, I put the radio on and you're on, so that's given us a smile. Lee in Sidcup says, please wish my husband John, who's laying in bed drinking coffee, a Merry Christmas. I she was going to say drinking beer. Unbelievable, <laughs> the amount of people are drinking this time of the morning. Oh, we're drinking too. We are, yes, we've got a little Bucks Fizz. We are drinking. We're drinking champagne. It's a little it's tiny bucks. tiny. Fit. Yeah. The bottle has just about sorted out three people here, ladies and gentlemen. A, mind you, there's a bit more bucks than fizz. Oh, it's, are you complaining? There's no, a bit more bucks. I actually got loads of... You've got loads of I've got of loads fizz. of fizz, but yes, no bucks. plenty of bucks. Because she brought it in and it suddenly went, Bleh, diabetic, orange mm. juice. I'd have been up on the ceiling. <laughs> it's quite strong. Is it, is it quite strong? <laughs> yes, it is, actually. Because, you see, jo- John doesn't drink very much, ladies and gentlemen. I never drink. I don't spill <laughs> it. Happy holiday. <laughs> Happy holiday. Stop it. You'll make me giggle. <laughs> Lots of love from Lynn in the kiosk in Clacton. And wish children Kerry, Nicola, Amanda and Ben. I've converted them all to the programme. And season's greetings to Terry Seabrook. Jackie in Crowborough is feeding the horses. Um, mm. Another one here. This is... Uh, Please wish our Nana Doreen a very Merry Christmas. That's from Michelle, Chloe and baby Ella. 
Uh, wish Joy, Alan, Jessica and Emily and Harlow happy Christmas. That from, from Aunt Joyce. And, and uh, I love your programme. And said, I, was love, I would love to listen to you in bed, but I have to get up early. Uh, Lizbeth and the girls. And this is uh, Christmas Wishes. Uh, another one here. I heard Mike Allen the other night to, on a station based near the South Bank. Yes. I don't know what station that would be. What do you know? Yes. Is it us? <laughs> no. Oh, right, it's another one. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I don't know anything. Vivian Chelmsford. Uh, uh, she says, Yuletide blessings. Bit late joining you. Sorry, Turkey kept me up in the early hours. Love to everybody. Be with you tomorrow as well. And this is another one here. Hubby Bill doing the sprouts as I text. I'm doing soft row on toast. Oh, yes. That's Linda. That's Codsrow, isn't it? Oh, Codsrow. Lovely. Oh, how horrible. Very nice. Oh, no, Get that from you. the fish shop. No, no, Cod no. Codsrow no, in no, batter. No, no. Oh. Oh, lovely. Sure, enough already. Absolutely lovely. Darren in Essex, Merry Christmas to LBC. And uh, this one here from Faye. Uh, another one here from uh, Bridget and David from King Pole magazine. Happy Christmas to you and the Steve. Uh, you and the team. <laughs> This is the uh, Circus magazine. Oh, lovely. King Pole. I've got a couple of copies of. I must take out a subscription. And, uh, and Chris in Birmingham says, I've been listening to you every morning since I got a digital radio Christmas last year. We love digital radio. Also radios. taking it to visit the parents. I bet they're thrilled. By the way, Mum and Dad, we're just sitting down here and we're going to listen to this. Be fabulous to listen Me. to. Do you want some more happy? You're all over the building, you know. Sorry? Did I tell you you're all over Am the I building? over the building? It's a very unusual because you don't normally have that. Yeah. You're all over the building until you get to this corridor when, of course... Classic, Classic takeover, yeah. but everywhere else in the building, I tried to work it's out the how I can infiltrate Alan. their airwaves. Do you think so? Yeah, sure you could. My friend Nicola works on there sometimes, like quite a lot. I thought I could nip in when she's talking. Go morning. <laughs> <laughs> I could be on Classic <laughs> FM as really well. That really shake Classic FM. Now I've got a question for you, a very very quick question. This is a little bit of Christmas trivia. Okay. What shape were mince pies originally made? What shape? Yes. Square. Why would they be? Why? Why uh, would they be square? Because they Why made they them as a, as a long pie. It was a pie. It, was, it wasn't the mince meat that we have now. It was mince, wasn't it? Yes, actually, they were, it was not square. Thank you. Look at you. Well, I'm only guessing. Mr. 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 Christmas expert. How old do you think I am? <laughs> not 37, that's for <laughs> sure. It. <laughs> they were originally oval-shaped yeah. to represent the manger that Jesus slept in. And the topping represented... The, the clothes that people bought the child to wear. Oh, right. And they say that if you eat a mince pie, a mince pie, mm. on every day between Christmas and Twelfth Night, you will have happiness for the next 12 months. Oh. Isn't that lovely? What rubbish. So pass the mince pies. What rubbish. <laughs> pass the it's mince not, pies. Min, it's not rubbish about the oval. That, that's Yeah, fact. they were oval. They were oval. Okay. Can you wish Carol, Luke, Bo and Aaron a happy Christmas from Mark the Bailiff? Thank you. Even family, you're uh, a unique presenter. Yes. <laughs> I think that kind of sums it up. Don't think we need to answer or argue on that one at all. Come dine with me, the pub lady was South African. Oh, she was dreadful, actually. Are you sure it was that one? I'm not sure about that. And another lady was living in Dylan Thomas's house. I don't know. It didn't look like... It certainly wasn't Dylan Thomas's house and this other lady's. It must have been a different one. Dylan Thomas's house was in Wales, Yes, I know. It? I went there. We mm. went there. It's down on the coast, but it certainly wasn't this one. This was a modern house she was in. So there you go. Uh, and Joyce is spending Christmas in hospital. Oh. So 59th wedding anniversary tomorrow. Oh, dear. So there you go. We wish her better. Yes. Lot, and to all the people in hospital on this day. It's to all of you. Well, there won't be many of you. No, because they do send people yeah. home, don't so they? They try, try and get rid of you as quickly as possible. I know, but th- there are some people that can't go, and they have to stay. Yes. There you go. Uh, happy Christmas to the Helmsley family in Hayes, in Kent, from the rest of the family in Frozen Wales. 
And um, this one, Carol in Dreary Dagenham, daughter Sally in Raynham, and neighbour and friend Dolly at number ten. Why is it Dreary Dagenham? Have you been? Yes. <laughs> well, I drove. I rest it. my case. <laughs> I rest my case. Our Stacey, she was from Dagenham. Yeah, Stacey. That's Solomon. where she's going to end up. <laughs> oh, I'm she was very good, by the way. Mm. She a sensational voice. Mm. I mean, really, really, really she's going good. Going nowhere. She sang somewhere. Yeah, and just five other songs. And but people wish she'd also <laughs> sang it somewhere else. <laughs> That's not true. She and all those people f- in Dagenham are now. Just saying, listen, listen to that Steve Allen. Yeah. She was great. Yeah. <laughs> One of your own. Take her back. Keep her there. Val and Molly in Baldock. Merry Christmas from Stephen Harlington. Merry Christmas. You've got one? What? Oh, Mer- yes. More Merry Christmas. Yes, I have. I've got one for Lord and Lady Maygold of Kent. Terribly posh people that I know. And Glad and all the family. Because they'll be. <laughs> Glad's lovely. Oh, Glad. Glad's from Maidstone in yeah. Kent. But she comes up to stay with the Maygolds. Hmm. And um, to my mum and dad, of course. Oh, your mum and dad? Yeah, mum and dad. Oh, yeah. they better be up. I left it till nine o'clock because they're not early risers. Oh, quite clearly not. <laughs> really not. What time do they get up? Well, I should think they get up about ten to nine. Do they? And then the sherry will be open about three minutes to nine. <gasps> and then my dad will say, what time John coming up? Mum says, I haven't a clue. Oh. And then I'll arrive yeah. and presents will be opened. And then my dad will go to the pub and me and my mum will have another glass of sherry. It's just drinking in your family, <laughs> isn't it? We do have a problem, I think. Wow. And then they come back and... Um, and then we all have our Christmas dinner at three, about 3.15. Oh, I can't wait till 3.15. If I go oh. down to my brother's and he goes, uh, dinner or lunch, sorry, lunch, at about sort of two, three o'clock, I should be mm. falling on the floor. I should have to eat something before then. You will. Well, I, I have well, to eat will. something, You've been up yeah. for hours, though, yeah. haven't you? I've been up since two this morning. Yes, two o'clock. I got up at... Two uh, o'clock. About five o'clock. No, four o'clock. Really? Yeah. <gasps> then I went back to sleep. Do we open the present? Yes, let's, let's, let's we do a present. Open the present. Let's open the present. open the big present. Open the big present. Are you? Oh, she's coming in for it. I've no idea why. There's something about Have this. you put that sign on the door saying, please adjust your lock the, closing? Lock, lock the door. Lock the door quickly so she can't come in. Yes, lock the do door that. so she can't come in. Three, three and a half minutes. Three and a half Well, how long? Well, it's only a small present. Oh, look, it's a Christmas card with cats. And it's got... Don't read it out. Why? <laughs> oh, it's personal. Disty, will you go out with me? <laughs> you know, the usual kind of stuff I get from the producers. Hence the dress this morning. <laughs> and the uplift bra. I knew there was an ulterior motive. Open the present. She's so excited. Three hours. Hours. Oh, wow. I know what this is. I know what this is. Oh, absolutely. I haven't got it. No, no, no. But I looked at it the other day, but it was too expensive. Me, so I didn't buy it. It's a mains operated animated scene LED. It's got Father Christmas that flies. Oh, wonderful. Isn't that, fa- isn't that just the amazing. best? Isn't Can't that we the set best? It up? Yeah. Sorry? Can't we set it we up plug now? it in, yeah. Yeah, we can plug it in. You will plug it in. She's got to set the reindeer up. You know what reindeer radio. are like at this time of year? Reindeer, they start arguing, Donna and Blitzen, they went, I'm not flying, you flow yesterday, I'll fly tomorrow. And then they go and poo in your garden. That's right, well, they did in your garden, didn't they? Oh, here we go, look at this. She doesn't do... Oh, that... Oh. Oh, they're not life-size. Good job, Winston. I thought they were life-size reindeer. I was expecting <laughs> to see them whizzing around the top of the global radio building. They're busy. They're resting now. She's not having much look at this, look. It's pitiful to watch a woman trying to dismantle a box. Do you know about plugs, being <laughs> no, a woman? she doesn't understand. You watch, there'll be a bang and all the lights will go out, we'll be off air. Look, oh, it's look. lovely. Oh, is oh, it? The, the, the is that all right? Yeah, that's okay. Is that okay? Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, look at that. Well, that's look at very that. pretty. Oh, this is we so love exciting. It. This is so exciting. Right, put that down there. Is it going to play play music as well? Does it sing? Does it, no. does it sing? Like little ding, 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 She's ding. quite clearly done this before because she knows exactly to, how to... Yeah, I had to practice, didn't I? Oh, she's practiced. Oh, she's already practiced. You mean you've had it out of the box? I had to take it out. To check that it was all right. Somebody gave this to her last Christmas. That's why it's yes. been out there, but it's been sitting on a sideboard for the last year. <laughs> <laughs> check it for dust. 
course, where, where are we going to plug it in? There's loads of plugs, aren't plug. there? Yeah, but the trouble is there aren't loads of plugs. That's the on. trouble. I think they're underneath here, aren't they? Are they? Mm. Oh, she's not playing that game, is she? Down on the floor. Again. <laughs> We've done that you before. Know, there aren't plugs, aren't No, there's there? not. I'll find one. I'll do it during the news. Yes, we're, yeah, we'll have a look during the news, then you can share this with us, ladies and gentlemen. That's lovely. Oh, she's taking it away now. It's gone. <gasps> oh, right, OK. Oh, there's a yeah. plug there. Oh, great. We can watch oh, it from yeah. the end of the table. We have to take a break, though, as well. Do we have to take a break? Yes, we, we do. Because apparently, A, we're going to be talking to Chris Lowry. Chris Lowry. Part of the programme. Plus, we're going to be taking some more calls. Really? <laughs> oh, you're loving it. And we're going to have some more Christmas trivia. Oh, oh good. Some more Christmas lots trivia. Of, I lots like that. and lots and lots of. Uh, Your presents trivia. are beautifully wrapped. Mine? Very beautiful. Oh, I thought wrapped. red and gold this year. Really good. Yeah, really. Are they nice? Yes, really. The presents lovely. aren't. Well, I haven't opened the presents. No, they're, no, they're, they're very. Lovely. Where's she gone to? The there's one in there. She's that... only got to kneel down and she vanishes. That's the trouble. Oh. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's lovely. Can't we dim the lights? What about. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, look. that's. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, pretty. I oh, wish you could nice. see this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I wish you could see it. And the Father Christmas is going... Look, the reindeer's going round on oh, the top. Oh, look at that. And the little light. It's got... Oh, that's oh, lovely. Oh, it's stunning. Oh, I we really like that love a lot. It. That's lovely. Oh, thank you. Oh. Does it play music? Does it play music? Oh, right. Oh, it doesn't play music. Well, you can put, put we have to, I have to take a break, but now that I'm sitting in darkness, I can't see the clock. <laughs> I can't I have like no it idea. like this, don't yes. you? Yeah, well... Because the lights have... Put, put your hands up on the desk, glow. OK? Just leave them where I see them. <laughs> so, tell me. Steve Allen. Morning, team. Happy Christmas. Nice to be company. It's that time again, isn't it? It is that time, actually. <laughs> it's, that, it's that time that uh, we've got our, our Christmas sleigh whizzing round. Oh, I pretty, love it. Isn't it? It's, it's very pretty. lovely. Very, very festive. I like the way the Christmas tree goes round as well, and the children are all round singing it. Yes. It should sing something. Johnny came in and knelt down by it. Yes, I know, and I, I turned the lights out. Christmas crib. I dimmed the lights so he oh, could did see you? it in the dark. Oh, bless him. Yes, he was chuffed. Of course, I mean, stuff like that they only dream of in Essex. They don't have anything like that at all, don't they? He's, he's seen them in a catalogue, but Actually, he won't never get them. I thought every house in Essex looked like that, decorated outside. Don't they have the most famous in Great Britain? Do they? Well, they put all the stuff oh, outside. Right. I'd have that. If, if, I, if I could decorate my place, I would have lights like that outside. Yes, I Christmas. would too. It wouldn't work in my street. My mum's next door neighbour is unbelievable. Really? It looks like Blackpool's Illuminations. Oh, right. They've got huge <laughs> Santa Claus in the middle <laughs> of the thing. They've got Santa on the roof and all the stuff hanging down off the roof and right. all things in the hedge yes. all lit up at night. It looks absolutely wonderful. Yeah. The Athenaeum Hotel is next door to what was the Park Lane Hotel. Right. Which is where Annie and Bryn were married and indeed where oh. we held the wedding party for our daughter, Tracy and Paul. How wonderful. It's a beautiful yeah. hotel, the Park yeah. Lane Hotel. Mm. But, but obviously we haven't heard anything more about that fire, yeah? Have no, we? no, we're still waiting for updates. Mm. Hopefully we will get them. I've got to mention something, just very briefly, just before we go back to your, uh, calls. your calls. What's the number again? Sorry? The number? Uh, 08456060973. OK, now, uh, I must say hello to, uh, Bryn and Anne, who wish Anne's cousin Dillis, right. who lives in Chiswick, mm. all the very best for Christmas. And a happier and healthy new year. She's a rotten 2009. Ah. So love and prayers that uh, 2010 will be a lot happier for you. So that's lots of love from Anne and Bryn. Lovely. To Dillis. So there you go. In to Chiswick. Dillis in Chiswick. Merry Christmas. There you go, Dillis. So uh, <laughs> happy, happy Christmas. And I've got a quick quest quick bit of trivia for you before you take a call. Okay. A really quick one, yeah? Yep. What, how, did the, how did Christmas cards come about? Oh, Christmas cards came about... Because people wanted to send Christmas greetings, 
What? So they wrote Happy Christmas in a car. No. It wasn't Prince Albert, it wasn't was it? Prince was, Albert. No, he did the tree. No, he did, he, well, he, he did start the tree. Didn't it come it, from a couple in America? No. Was it a man? It was a man. A man who sent a Christmas card and it went backwards and forwards <clears> for years? <throat> no. Oh. Well, what was it then? <laughs> Don't care now. <laughs> yes, you do, because you like this, actually. The first cards were started in England mm. in 1843 by Sir Henry Cole. And um, it was him and a friend, John Horsley, oh, right. who designed a card because they wanted to the, the, the general public to make use of the new public post office, which had just started. And they designed the card themselves, and it was in three parts. The first part showed helping the poor and the back was helping the poor but in the middle there was a big fancy family with a big turkey on the desk you know with all the trimmings and all everything right. else and the first card sold for one shilling that was a lot of money which was a lot of money that's how much the days. producer spent on my christmas card a shilling a whole written shilling on the back 12 pence five pence it's got written there sorry five pence was a shilling, 12 pence 12 pence was a 12 shilling, was a shilling. Yeah. five pence Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, mm. five, 12 pennies winning a shilling. Yes. And, and, of course, that was when the Penny Black started, so it was a penny to send the card. Oh, right. So that was how it was created. So it was there you go. Uh, Sir Henry Cole and his friend, John Horsley. There we go. That's your Christmas trivia for today. Hello, oh. Dorothy. Hello, Steve. Hello, Dorothy. How are no, you? Hello. Do you remember me? Of course <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> of course I... Re how could I forget? Oh, dear. Honestly. Good Lord. How many years now? Oh, well, I don't know how long you've been with LBC, but I've, I've been listening for years and years and years. Yeah. Must be 20. I don't know how no, long No, I think it's more than 20. More than 20. Yeah, I've been I here 30 now. I, we had some lovely <coughs> shows in London, met yes. stars afterwards, yeah. and uh, I still see Ruthie Henshaw now and again, Good. thanks to LBC. Good. Yes, yeah, so I remember um, very well. But uh, anyway, I... I, I don't like the time of your show, but it doesn't matter. I'm awake at five every day, and I uh, love everything you do. And the other thing was, Steve, uh, you your parents were in, were in the Royal Air Force, and yes. so was I. And you often talk about places you were stationed, and I can recall similar things that you talked about, Hong Kong and yes, so forth. Yes, but, yes. Uh, um, I did get to Croydon, but I got a seat right in the back row oh, up in the gods. No. But oh. um, you were your on friend oxygen. was on too long that night. Who was? Your friend, your colleague who did the first part of the show. Oh, that O'Brien, that James <laughs> O'Brien. Oh, he <laughs> so, goes on. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I did meet up with you uh, very briefly at the boat show. Yes. You were presenting the boat show. Yes, but, I remember. Uh, I, um, I, I'm a very... Very, very loyal lis listener. I don't listen to anything else. It's on all the time, except now. <laughs> Good girl. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> but, what are you doing uh, for Christmas, you, Dorothy? You're, you're, you're great fun. And Thank you. I love, I love your chat. Oh, I think you're wonderful. Excellent. Well, listen, have a lovely, lovely Christmas. And, and you, and um, have a nice birthday in March. Thank you so much. Here's, uh, here's, here's to the next 20-plus years. Yes, I was at St George's Chapel last night at the carol service. Yes, yeah, lovely, isn't it? 750 people there. Wow. Oh, it's absolutely No, 750 wonderful. and one, Dorothy. And one little me. Little I was you. the last to go in because <laughs> I couldn't get a taxi to get me into town. But oh, uh, <laughs> the snow has gone from Windsor at last, but uh, we've had a lot of it. Yeah, just look after <laughs> yourself. Yeah, and you, you t behave yourself, Steve. Well, I shall do my best. That's yes. impossible, <laughs> Doris. Uh, lovely to speak to you, and happy Christmas. 
good times for you ahead, I hope. Hope so. Dorothy, Bye thank you now. for that. God bless. Bye. Dorothy. Oh, Dorothy used to come to all of our things. Do you think she likes you? I think a fraction, yes. Do you think she likes you a lot? I find it amazing, to be honest with you, that people have listened to a programme for for 20-plus years. I always find it, you know, if somebody said to me, have you ever listened to a radio programme for 20-plus years? I haven't. That's because you're making one. That's because I'm doing it, yes, yes, I suppose. That's, that's why. A bit bizarre. Sadly, uh, still, I say sadly, because our, our next caller right. is well-known to this programme. Really? She, she's well-known as somebody who drinks. <laughs> that's all okay. I'll say. And also, she's, we've gone all Christmassy <laughs> with spicy apple. Although, in the case of Julie P's good, spicy <laughs> sprout. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> I can't do Christmas again. I don't believe it. Merry Christmas, Steve. Merry Christmas. Keep... Have you started drinking already? Yes, that's why I've got Merry Christmas, John, and Merry Christmas, the lovely producer, Amanda. Merry Christmas, Merry Steve. Christmas, Julie. I called to say I've had a slug of that completely lethal Brussels sprout liqueur you gave me. Yes. And it acts like some weird drug. Whenever whenever I drink it, I call everybody Chris. Yes. <laughs> she can't remember things after after Poor a minute of, of, of imbibing this stuff. She's got no idea which planet she's on. And is it green? No. It's green. What it sort of green? green? It doesn't smell any... Well, it has a slight kind of aroma of Brussels sprouts, John, mm. and it's foul. Yeah. And it, it just knocks you sideways in one slug. <laughs> I just... I don't know why I did it, really. Ten past nine in the morning and she's gone all Christmassy. <laughs> I think it, it should be washed down by a large Baileys, actually, <laughs> on <laughs> ice. God, don't start her on that, she'll be sick. <laughs> and then a Harvest Bristol Cream Sherry, a small gin and tonic, and then a tip of champagne. No, I'm like, I'm like Steve. I actually just want to, to get some food down me as quickly as possible. <laughs> The idea that people go, oh, lunch will be ready at four. I mean, I, I could be dead by four. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Steve. Oh, yeah, no. absolutely. Two is about the latest I can cope with it. We're having it at two today. Yeah, I, mean, I think everybody, if you haven't slammed the turkey in now, uh-huh. you know, don't. let's go and eat somewhere else. You can't <laughs> have it at two, because the pub's shut at two. No, I don't you do don't go pub. to the pub on Christmas Day, oh, it's tradition. It is tradition, actually. A lot of people go to the pub on no. Christmas, on Christmas Day. Day. In fact, some people go there for lunch. <laughs> Yes. Don't they? Most of my family. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm going to get off the line because there's loads of other callers. Merry Christmas to you and to all the listeners. I hope they get everything they wish for in 2010 and more. Have a lovely Christmas, Julie. Same to you, Steve. Bye. And we've gone all Christmassy (laughs) with spiced apple. (laughs) She had some of this sprout. Sprout liqueur. Liqueur. And she sat here and she started forgetting who I was. We had the poor man who comes in to do the sport, and I can't remember who it was now. Was it, was it Russell Hargreaves? She thought his name was Chris. <laughs> so he said, <laughs> said, she said, who's Chris? And she said, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then the next thing, she calls me Chris. She called you Chris I, this morning. I know, I said, who's Chris? She said, I don't know. <laughs> she had a complete, complete balmy bonkers. I must I'm get afraid. some of that liquor. You must get some. But I was Julietta, she gets it in Belgium. <laughs> I'll definitely get some. We've all tried it. I was a bit it. concerned this morning about you talking about somebody who was eating, somebody said that they ate raw sprouts. Yes. Oh, she does. Who? Mini Amanda. producer. Mini me in there. <laughs> she eats raw sprouts. She's vegetarian. I know, but there's no excuse. She eats pine cones raw. for breakfast. Oh, but that would be good, good for yeah. you. Yeah, very strange. Raw sprouts. Yes. Oh. I do eat raw rhubarb, though. Raw rhubarb? Mm, I love it. I eat raw, raw potato. Oh, well, that's not Just too me bad. again. <laughs> so like anyway, so I, I did mention, I did do Dillis and Chiswick, didn't I? We did Dillis and Chiswick, yeah, from Anne and Bryn, yes. Yeah, yes, excellent. Excellent. Okay, right, let's go to, uh, let's go to, where are we going to next? Another call? Noreen. Oh, uh, Noreen! Noreen.
Morning. Morning. Happy Morning. Christmas to you all. Hello, Treasure. How are you? Morning, darling. Fine, thanks. I've been up since about quarter to five. Oh, my goodness, mate. How, how's the old man? Well, he just had three slices of toast. Oh, and... how lovely. Three? Yeah. How lovely. Yeah. What did he have on it? Uh, marmalade. Oh, oh my favourite. <laughs> I love marmalade. Oh, how nice. Was so... it thick cut marmalade? Um, I, I don't know. I let him do it, actually. I was listening to you and he was... I think it's... No, it's uh, shredless. Shredless. She yeah. leaves him by yeah, himself. He's, he's all right with marmalade. She yes. leaves him by himself. So he can do that himself. <laughs> he can he? just about do marmalade. He can, but all he can do, yeah. Bless his heart. Um, so what are you doing today, Noreen? Um, we're popping over to see some friends shortly, um, and then we're on our own today. Um, tomorrow we're going to my godson, his family, and then we've got friends coming over on Sunday, and they're staying. Um, they'll go home Monday. Right. Um, just listen to LBC. Well, I say listen to LBC. I will listen to H and... Um, Nick Abbott tonight. Good Lord. And have you, have you had any presents to open yet? No. We're going to do them later. We've just opened um, Brian's daughter's Karen's present because we're going to give her a call shortly. Right. We're going to do the rest later. Yep. Good. What time will you have your lunch? Two o'clock. See? Two. I told okay. you. That's the normal time. You're talking about having it at quarter to twelve. Well, I'd quite like to have it a <laughs> oh, bit earlier. you can't have it at quarter to twelve. Of course you can't. Yeah, but I've been up since two o'clock, <clears throat> Noreen. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Noreen's been up since five. Yeah, but I didn't go to bed till two. <gasps> So you've only had three hours sleep? Mm. This woman oh, stops dear. out very late. She'd be out carol singing, knocking on neighbours' doors. I was listening to Nick Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he had all this food delivered yesterday. Did he? I know. All the, did he talk about it on air? Um, yep. Oh. So, yep. Three boxes yeah. from Harrods. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh, yeah. goodness. Yeah. What's oh, that? that? Sounds right, like the smoke alarm. Oh, really? No, it's not. Right. Your turkey's not on fire, is it? No, no, that hasn't even gone on yet. No, no. Should, you're not put it in. You should, no. though, shouldn't you? Does it not go in now? If you're having lunch at two. Having it at two, put it in about ten. How big oh, right. is your turkey? Pardon? How big is it? In um, it's a crown. Oh, it's a crown, yes. Oh, that's right. oh they don't take so long, no. They no. do about an hour and a half, don't they? Yeah. 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 They take the day. Mm. Well, listen, I hope you have a lovely, yeah. lovely, lovely Christmas. And you. Can I just sort of wish everybody, all of you, all your team, all your presenters, and all the friends that I've made, and I've had a lot of support over the last year with mm. Brian's illness and everything from a lot of people, and I'd like to wish some of them um, a better year next year as well. I hope so for everybody. Yeah, for you as well. Okay. God bless, Noreen. Right, thank you. Bye. Love you. Bye. No, everybody's had some... We've had some rotten stories yeah. this year. We some have. Rotten, so we'll be glad to see 2009... Out of the wind. ...chucked go, off the go, back very go. quickly. Don't like it. Yeah. But uh, good luck to you and Brian. Bless it, three pieces of toast, honestly. Yeah, three? Could have eaten toast this morning. Mm. Instead, I've got a Father Christmas that wanders around the top of a rooftop. <laughs> He's very busy. <laughs> He's very busy might delivering be, presents. Might be getting dizzy after a while. <laughs> Surprise. 16 past nine. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Happy Christmas. Uh, uh, Julietta. She of the sprout fame. Oh, yes. Is adding the custard and cream to the trifle. Say happy Christmas, please, to Miriam in Orpington, who will probably be up by now to open presents with her son Tommy and hubby Stephen. Uh, Mim and I listen every morning as we get ready and travel to work in central London. I've especially enjoyed hearing John's reports from his travels. Oh. I look forward to more in 2010. There will be some more. Off Definitely. to Isleworth for Christmas lunch with brother, partner and my niece Rosa. I bet they have lunch Excellent. at three. <laughs> well, it will. They'd else. have to because from Orpington yeah. to Isleworth, that's quite a long distance. Orpington's yeah. uh, Lord and Lady Maygill's area, right. and that's quite a distance. Right. I mean, you'd go via Dover, which would be perfectly yes, of course, acceptable. I would be going via <laughs> Dover. Merry Christmas, John and Steve from Ritchie, 
who's sitting on the rug with a hot milky Nescafe, a chocolate orange, and listening to you while I open the presents. Is that our man in the world? It's our man of in the world. Of course it is. Only him. Good morning Only to him. you. A merry, merry Christmas. Yes, sir, I, I, I do apologise. I know we've only got 42 minutes of the programme remaining, <gasps> and it's gone through a little bit fast, and I've got so many texts and emails to get through. I'm just... I'm, please don't send in any more. I'm, much though I love you dearly, I don't have enough... Um, enough time to weave everything in, because we've got to talk to Ben now, who's yes. in uh, Clam, I think. Hello, oh. Ben. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Good morning. Merry Christmas. I've, I've been a fan of, of you for, well, listening to you for, me, me and my mum, for more than, uh, nearly, nearly 30 years, been a fan of yours. Heavens above, you only sound about 12. How is this I possible? <laughs> I'm, 30, I'm 35 now. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a, I'm a, a nurse. I, I work, um, uh, I get up really early in the morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, and you, Steve, listening to you in the morning is fantastic, having you every morning. Okay. I can always friend every day listening to you. Can, kind of sort of sets you up for the day, either makes it, you in a very bad mood or makes you happy. Well, it, one of the two, yeah. It yes, it's, one it's, extreme or the other extreme. We always sort of alternate, I think. Although, I think it'd be awful if everybody went to work happy, because otherwise you'd be yeah. too... It, it would be annoying for everybody around you. It's true, it's true, yeah. Especially, especially where, where uh, uh, I work. My Are you in a hospital, or...? Yeah, a kind of long-term hospital, yeah. Oh, right. Uh, I'm actually working from 12 to 8 this afternoon. Oh! Right? So what time are you having lunch? Uh, well, I have it there. Are they going to feed us? I'm, e I'm even taking my mum to work with me because she's going to be at home alone. So. Oh, so, oh, you can <laughs> take in your mum? I am, yeah, I am. I don't think John's doing anything later. You can take him as well. <laughs> Would you like me there? Could, could you yeah. pop John in? I could, <laughs> oh, yeah, I could administer the injections to anybody who needs one. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we oh, could no. do that. Any help? Yeah, all the help. Yeah. I believe you, me, Ben. You wouldn't trust him with a hypodermic. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. He sounds very trustworthy. I've, I've got a wonderful bedside manner. I'll have I you know. Yeah, actually, your voice is very calming, very it's, soothing. You see, and yeah, I you're, you don't have to look at him. I have to look at him. <laughs> and you know, I, I used to have a friend a long time ago. He used to work in a hospital, yeah. and yeah. we used to, I used to invite him to Christmas with me, and he would yeah. get invited. He said, "No, the best place oh. to go for Christmas lunch." Is the hospital absolutely? And he said it's absolutely wonderful, and mm. they do the, all the trimmings and everything else, and you get to be with the patient. It is a very, very wonderful time. Mm. To spend mm. it. Do you have a lot of people in hospital, Ben? Not normally, uh, is it? Not really. It's, 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 it's not long term. You have a sort of a, a, a steady, steady number of about two hundred and fifty uh, in the whole, whole hospital, right? And twenty-three on, on my ward, so it's quite not too bad. That's not too bad, is it? Yeah. And are they are, are they people who who wouldn't be going home normally? Well, people with uh, long-term, uh, they've had a car accident and head, right. head, any, kind of head, any kind of head injury that's mm. yes. paralysed. Because they normally try at Christmas, don't they, in hospitals, to, to send people home. Yeah, although so none of us, none of them are ever, ever, ever going to go home. That, that, that's the thing is, they're, they're there for their whole life now. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> oh it's real long-term. Yeah, it's, mm. it's a big hospital on the A3. You probably, everyone knows it, it's in uh, Putney. Right. The, uh, Royal Hospital for New Disabilities. It's a big, big place. It's not like, like, really. It, um, it, it used to be called Home for the Incurables. Oh, uh, yes, I know the Home for the Incurables. Yeah. Yes, but yes, they yes. Changed, they, they changed the name of it. You know, they, they, uh, to, to Royal Hospital for New Disability. It sounds a bit more mm. sexy. It, it does. You're right. Yeah. It, it does yeah. sound a bit, bit sexy, because yeah, the other yeah. one just sounded like, you know, Abandon Hope, All Ye Who Enter. Absolutely. <laughs> well, they were Victorian yeah. names, weren't yes. they, that yeah. they used to give them? Yes, oh, yes. I know there's lots of people to get on about. I must say, very, very quickly, I used to ring you years ago on the alphabet quiz. In a part oh, the alphabet quiz, yes. I remember that so long ago. Yes. I was a whole different person, but we had to, it was a good laugh. You were a different person then. Oh, I was. What called Bridget or something. <laughs> it was really fun. Ben, nice and to talk to you. Thank you. And you too, Steve. Have Bye. a happy, Steve. happy Christmas. Thank Merry Christmas. Much. God bless. It's always Bye. nice to know that people are working in hospitals, and especially when, when there are people in hospital who, uh, who won't be going home.
No. And, uh, and that's their, their lifeline. It's not much fun lying in bed all day. No. But really, take my word for it. But all the people that make the effort to go in and see them and do the Christmas lunch and make it a special day, they deserve a, a big round of applause yeah. for all the work that they do. Oh. And the people going to help the homeless and, yes. and give soup kitchens and preparing lunch, you know, giving up their time to go and yeah. you know, give back something to Very humbling, else. isn't it? Very, Very humbling. Uh, right, very quickly, one here. And uh, we're driving shortly to Brighton for a family meal, says Miriam. Not by Dover, I hope. <laughs> not gonna <laughs> live a couple that of down. weeks ago, we were in Leicester Square, and I'm sure we saw James Whale on a bench. He was dressed like a tramp, but rather expensively. He had coloured glasses on and was munching on a homemade packed lunch. He doesn't... He, it would be him, actually, yes. <laughs> he does sit on the bench and he does mumble a lot. He wasn't trying to make a wreath at the time, was he, for Steve Oh, well, I got the apologies about the wreath. Really? No wreath? Oh, no, no. The dog ate it. Oh, the dog yes. ate it, I ask you. I mean, and so and I got two walnuts. I think he gave it to Jenny Barnett, personally. Really? Yes. No, that wouldn't surprise me, actually. Don't you think? She probably saw it on the desk and went, oh, that's nice, I'll take that. And he was probably too embarrassed to say, I made it for Steve <laughs> Allen. Yes, Because does. nobody's going to argue with the barn. Let me tell you. Absolutely not. Nobody. Uh, Daniel. Hi, Steve. Danny, hello. late of Hell's Horrors. Oh, hello, Danny. <laughs> hello. Oh, my goodness me, honestly. Now, this listen, ma- I've, got, I've got to take you to task about, oh, this, about, yeah. about your age. Now, you know you were only three years older than me and I'm 28, so let's, have, let's put this all to one side for fine. I'm 31. No, yeah. he's not. He's 38, because he's one year older than me, and I'm 37. <laughs> so how can he be three years younger, <laughs> older than you, and if he's one year older than me, it makes me about 29 and a half. Well, then what are you complaining about, John? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, d- I don't get this at all, Danny. I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, I am as old as I feel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a very old joke there, as you know. Yes. And I dare do it. <laughs> No, and it's probably one of the, it's probably the ones I emailed you that you can't read it, out. I mean, listen, I get loads of email jokes, as you know, sent yeah. in, and three quarters of them are, are totally unrepeatable. <laughs> <laughs> totally unrepeatable. <laughs> so, what are you doing for Christmas, young man? Well, I'm off to uh, I'm off to see my my oldest and dearest friend Pete, Good. who who's, who's rec- whose record collection we always used to raid. Yes. For for your show. Yes. And then tomorrow with the nephews. And um, no, so just just really looking forward. And what to would it. you be wearing, Danny? Well, at the moment, I'm in my smoking jacket. Right. Oh, lovely. Um, I'd better put some trousers on, though. Yeah, I think that'd be quite good, what yes. Colour jack- <laughs> what colour is the smoking jacket? Well, it's, uh, it's a lovely dark emerald green. Oh, I love it. And is it quilted? Of course. Padded. Well, just on the lapel. Yes. And just are you smoking lapel. a cigarette? Or is it no, just a cigar? No, a cigar. Cigar Christmas cigars. He does cigars. Cigars. <laughs> yeah. I can smell He's the very smart. He's very, very like smart. Oh, He's here at my palatial, palatial palace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's very, very, very smart. Actually, talking of that, I, had, I went to order a new grey bowler hat. Could I get one in this country? No. No. Came from America. Well, of course. Isn't that and funny? Then, uh, you've got to go to America. Mm. And, there, and after I speak to you, I'm taking my mad cat for her walk. <laughs> Take the cat for a walk? She, 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 yeah, she thinks she's a dog. Yeah. Oh, right. She takes it for a walk. <laughs> yeah. On a lead? No, she won't go on the lead. She just wanders. Oh, listen, I look camp enough now. Yes, exactly. What's he doing? He's <laughs> taking the cat out. I had this great image there of a, a sort of the cat on a very, very nice gold chain with lots no. of diamonds. No, no, you with a cigar and a green smoking <laughs> jacket and, and no trousers wandering along the path. Well, <laughs> it's it's a strange image. John, John doesn't know how close to the truth is just come there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do know how close to the truth it is. <laughs> but I do have one more question. What time are you eating lunch? I have no idea. It's when Pete's cooked it, probably. No. Along, along, along as his old cat, who's, uh, who doesn't get ill. One Christmas, the cat became very ill, so we had to rush up to the, uh, oh, no. the vet. Oh. But it was, it was OK. It was, uh, she, she was OK. But the great thing is, he said, oh, we're never going to get the Christmas dinner cooked. I said, look, just turn the oven off, don't open it. 
by the time we come back, it'll be cooked. Yes. And it was, and that was four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, you and your four o'clock. Perfect time. <laughs> you and your four o'clock. <laughs> no, I don't want to eat a four o'clock. I'd, I'd like to eat about two, I think. Yeah, I think, I think two is just about my latest. I can't cope yeah. any later than two. Two, and then you just keep going and going yes. and going. Listen, have a, have a great Christmas, yeah, Danny. Yeah, you too, and everyone there, and to John. Lovely. Lovely. Thanks Very so nice much. To the cat. God bless. Take care. That's Danny. He used to come in when Gary Hales used to come in <laughs> overnight. And yeah. Gary, I wish you and uh, Sam a very happy Christmas. And Shirley and Chris Christodoulou. Oh, yes. They're driving up to see Shirley's mum, called Santa. <laughs> 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 Actually, I got a picture, Chris, of somebody who said that you were, they were going to be seeing you over Christmas. They sent me a picture of this enormous mansion. Really? And they said, and here is a picture of my house covered in snow. Was it Chris's house? I don't know. They just said they were going to see Chris and Shirley over Christmas. Ah. But the house looks sensational. Mm, we like that. Big so I, I, didn't, I didn't take any notice, actually. <laughs> so he's, he's driving at the moment. Take it easy. Uh, don't forget, this fire in Piccadilly uh, at the Athenaeum. Athenaeum We're looking for some updates if you're in the uh, Piccadilly area. It's up towards uh, the Piccadilly underpass, which mm-hmm. is closed eastbound, which is coming into Piccadilly Circus. So you'll have to go round either Victoria or take up and go back through, probably cut through... Shepherd Market, and you can pop out halfway through Piccadilly. Opposite Green Park, really. Yeah. A bit further up, a bit yes. further up. But to the edge of the park. The park yes. runs all the way up, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's just past the In-N-Out Club. You've got the In-N-Out Club, then you've got another big <laughs> building, then you've got the Park Lane Hotel, and then you've got this one. The Athenaeum. Okay. So, uh, so give, us, give us a tinkle. Give us a tinkle. Uh, very quickly, uh, one here. <coughs> I'm up north with, uh, with family in Hull, says Graham, the calendar man. So happy Christmas to you, John and Amanda. That's nice. John and Amanda, oh. John Andermander. <laughs> John Andermander. John Andermander. <laughs> and Merry and Christmas to you too. Andrew and Nathan and Mum, Shaw and Hornchurch veterans, were in the south of France and enjoying the countryside. About to start the lunch preparations. Oh, good. Somebody else is eating properly at two o'clock. Two o'clock. Well, okay. Two, two three or four. Two, three or four? Yeah, but, but I some cannot people, eat at four o'clock. I know people that have their Christmas lunch. But at dinner time, like at 7.30. Oh, lummy, I they, can't they, do they that. They you go to bed with a heavy tummy. Oh, yes, I think it's bad. Yes. In fact, you should traditionally go out for a nice walk after Christmas lunch. Whoa, you're mad. You're right, actually. No, before Christmas lunch. In the morning, you go yeah. for a brisk walk. You go, you go for a walk, then you go to the pub, you have a couple of sherbets, mm. then you come back, and then lunch should all be ready. And then you fall asleep. Then you go to sleep, and that's the best bit. The Christmas they nap. Go, Steve, are you asleep? And I go, no, no, <laughs> no. They go, yes, you were. My dad was the same. Yeah, just resting my eyes. Yeah, just resting my eyes. Just, just close my eyes. It's lovely, isn't it? Uh, Mike and Margie and Crawley, they've wished the team and everybody else a very happy Christmas and a very prosperous new year. And good wishes to Diana of Richmond, says Ellie in Staines, who you've met on several occasions. Certainly mm-hmm. have. I meet loads of people. Loads of people. Uh, Ray says, I've been trying to get through on the phone for ages, but sadly without success. Viv and I wish you and everybody at LBC a very Merry Christmas and a happy and prosperous new year. Ray's in Balham. Of course. And this is Marion, who's in Winchmore Hill, of course. Oh, love Winchmore Hill. Hi, Marion. Hello, Steve. Hello, Hello John. Morning, Marion. I'd like to wish you both and all the team a very happy, healthy and prosperous New Year. I listen to you every morning. Excellent. And I love you. I think you're wonderful. Well, do you know, what more can you say, Marion? I can't say anything else, can I, Steve? Bless you. Have I a... miss you on a Saturday. Oh, listen, I, there's only so many days of the week <laughs> <laughs> that I my know, little body will hold up, I'm afraid. But I do love you. Thank and you I'm very so much indeed. I've spoken to you. God bless. Well, listen, have a great Christmas. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. and a very happy new year. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And I'll bye give you bye. a wave. Bye as, bye. I'll give her a wave as I'm driving. Give her a wave by, as you go I'll go past. through Winchmore Hill to go Do to you? my mum and dad's today. Give yeah. Marion a wave in Winchmore Hill. I will. Hill. A big wave out for the car. Aren't people nice? Lovely. 
Helen are sending more abusive. Really? She, she, <laughs> she said, you find it amazing. I find it astonishing <laughs> that people have listened to you for this amount of time. Yeah. But, but she knows me. We've got time for a little more Christmas trivia? No. Quickie? No. Do you want the question first and we can do it after? Uh, sorry? The question for you to think about. Okay, the question. All right. The question is, where did the Christmas cracker come from? Oh, dear. Tom Smith's? It was invented by Tom Smith, wasn't You're it? You're right. Yes, that's the first Tom one you've Smith got right. Was the Christmas cracker king? Yeah, he was. Yes, and in fact, t- um, he was the one. That he actually had a, a sweet shop, and he wanted to. Um, he was sitting by the fire and listened to all the, the the sparks and the crackles from the fire one one night in December, and said, "Wouldn't it be wonderful if my sweets, when the packet was opened, that they cracked open?" Oh, right. And he created the very first Christmas cracker, but the largest Christmas cracker ever made was 181 foot lo- and 11 inches long, with a diameter of 11 foot 9, and oh. it was created in December 1998 in Sydney, Australia. Oh, right. And I have a feeling that the person who made that cracker is listening right now. You think on so? On Bondi Beach. Yes, on Bondi <laughs> Beach. How lovely. How lovely. It's very sweet. Uh, happy Christmas to Auntie Rowie and Cousin Annabelle, who are listening. And that's from Katie. Happy Christmas to the team. Tony at Westgate-on-Sea. I was a stagehand at Margate's, the Winter Gardens, and Danny LaRue came through Alan Blackburn Productions. Wonderful. So there you go. And Mavis and Jerry, a Merry Christmas. And that's from Hayley. Hello, this is your freezer. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's uh, Christmas Day on LBC. Uh, some more here, just very quickly, from Kerry of Epsom. Happy Christmas. Uh, from Pam in Wembley to Sister Rosie in Harleston. Uh, another one here, which is uh, poor old D says, Merry Christmas to you all, except possibly the guy who rang on my doorbell at 2am. Scored the life out of me. I couldn't get back to sleep. Love to June and all out there. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Lynn in... Uh, Dartford, mm-hmm. Lynn in Dartford, uh, apparently, says, uh, Merry Christmas, and sorry to all my family downstairs listening, as I'm ill in bed upstairs. Oh. And it's my birthday as well. Oh. That's not exactly good, is it? That's not exactly good. So, well, you know, hopefully you will be better very, very shortly. Yeah, happy and birthday, Merry Christmas, people and get well flu soon. everywhere. You could uh, send three cards, couldn't oh, you? at the moment, everybody's got flu and coughs and colds. Oh, it goes on forever as well, the sneezes. flu. OK, latest update on the, uh, the fire at the Athenaeum Hotel. Uh, joining us now on the line is Nick Myatt, who's the Incident Room Press Officer. Morning, Nick. Good morning. Just, just what you need on Christmas Day, isn't it? Well, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what exactly is it? We've, we've had people who've, who we've spoken to have been past there. Is, is it a fire under control? Or what is it? Oh, it's a fire definitely under control. I mean, we, we, we were called this morning at around about 7 o'clock, and uh, six, um, six fire engines, around about 30 firefighters, um, um, have arrived at the incident and dealt with it very effectively. Um, you know, within a few minutes, they've managed to knock the fire down. So the, I think the, the, the time... Uh, constraint with it has been the fact that we need to carry out like a, a systematic search of the uh, premises to make sure that everyone is accounted for, um, and that's that's really where we're at, at the moment. So that's why we're we're still sort of de- uh, detained at the incident. Right. What was the fire in one of the bedrooms, Nick? Um, the, the, the fire was um, located in the basement of the hotel, um, oh. and say because of the the crews getting in very quickly, they they tackled it. Um, within minutes, um, and managed to uh, com- sort of confirm to the room of o- origin. So, um, yeah, very, very good actions there by the crew. Excellent. Well, well done to the uh, 
to the boys and girls there for doing that this morning. So at the moment, everything's all right. It's under control. Yeah, everything's under control. I mean, there were there were five people that uh, sent into the ambulance service, um, but all of them um, were treated on scene and self-discharged. So, so there were, you know, there's no casualties, um, and hopefully everyone can go about their Christmas day now. Excellent. Well, listen, I, I hope that uh, the rest of your day is peaceful and uh, without event. And thank you for joining us. Nick Myatt, who's down at the uh, instrument. He's the press officer down there. So everything under control at the Athenaeum. And down it starts in the basement. basement. Start in the basement. Mm. That was a relief, because sometimes yes. you think, Christmas time, perhaps people think, oh, I'll have a cigarette in the room or whatever. Yeah. Sets off the fire alarms. So um, uh, my, my brother just sent me a text. Right. What's on lunch? Uh, well, <laughs> he didn't mention that. He said, happy Christmas. Everything organised here. But Jesse and Tash are still in bed. Quite right, too. Yeah, because they went out clubbing last night. They were watching Ooh. The Snowman at 2am after Jessica got back from clubbing. See you later, L-A-T-A. It's hopeless, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, if that turkey's not on... Just text him back. You know say, where it'll be going. What time is lunch? <laughs> what time is lunch being said? Yeah, what text time? him back. Yeah, what... Yeah. That's a point. Wait a minute. Yeah, so what time is lunch? OK. Well, actually, just to make sure that I'm going to get down there in one piece, mm-hmm. we better actually have a, have a quick word with... Uh, Somebody else who's giving up a bit of their Christmas day to join us, Chris Lowry, LBC's weather expert. Morning, Chris. Happy Christmas, Steve. Happy and you, Christmas. John. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have, have you had some eggnog or something already? No, not yet. No, I've been very good, actually. Nothing but a cup of tea. No, I, I've actually had a... I usually drink hot lemon juice in the morning just to get myself... <laughs> so oh, sorry. Bless you. I've got flu. <laughs> Nothing trivial, I hope. <laughs> so you've just had some, some hot lemon. Yeah, some hot lemon. Hot lemon. How mm. very... He's, he, he's How so cleansing. He, do you know, the best thing that you can ever give him is some nuts in the morning. <laughs> really? If you give him nuts, he's as happy as Larry. It's funny <laughs> Brazil's that could... preferably, please. Sorry? Brazil's preferably. Brazil he does. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite amazing. If you try and give him something, you know, healthy, like a cream cake or a donut, or he doesn't yeah. want to know. No. You mean unhealthy? Well, no, I think they're healthy. He <laughs> thinks they're unhealthy. <laughs> that's a healthy diet for you. So, so you've had um, <clears throat> just a glass of juice, that's all. That's lemon. it, yeah. Freshly uh, squeezed lemon. We'll have some prunes lemon. later. That'll be just about <laughs> the That'd it. That'd be nice. Yeah. So you already, Lovely. he loves prunes. And what time are you having lunch in your household? Uh, it'll probably be around about two-ish, I reckon. See? Two. Two is yes, the time. Yeah. It, is, two is the t- it tends is it? to be two, doesn't it? Most I'd... people sort of go for that. By the time you've done all your presents and then got yes. everything ready... Mm. And you have, have you opened presents yet? Um, I've opened a few, yes. A, a few? few? Yeah, just a few. How many did you get? Oh, hundreds. <laughs> really? No, yes, because no, what really. he does, he actually goes round um, to next door, climbs down the chimney, <laughs> takes their presents <laughs> and goes back to his house. And st- rips all the labels off. Exactly. <laughs> I, like it, I like it to last, because I think if you start ripping all your presents open at nine o'clock in the morning, it's over, and you're thinking, well, what do I do now for the rest of the day, you know? So yes. I like it to sort of just, just, just take your time and let it last through the day. Yeah, so because po- kids, when they're little, just rip the paper Oh, I know. Look at it's it and put it to one side yeah, and then it. keep ripping. And, and they don't appreciate what they've been given because they want the next one all the yes, time. Yes. So it all becomes a bit but of a But the older you get, as you will discover when you get to my age, mm. is that you don't get very many presents. So mm. if somebody says, oh, Uncle Steve, you open a present, you go, I'll save it for a little while. Because yeah. you've only got, like, three. Yeah, you, don't, you want to savour it, don't yes. you, really? Yes, I want yeah. to enjoy yeah. the moment. Um, yeah. I wish you could see this wonderful present that Amanda bought Steve, which oh. is all glowing in the studio with blue and green and red lights and Santa on his sleigh going around the chimney, little Christmas tree with children, not singing, but they should be singing, Christmas carols around it. It's absolutely stunning. And we turn the lights out. Ah, oh. very festive, very oh, beautiful. I remember Amanda mentioned it to me a few weeks back that she'd seen that and she was going to buy that for you. Oh, really? So, yes, I was quite intrigued to see it. So oh, it's lovely. I, well, yeah. I should have taken a picture. Yesterday, of course, we, I, I got the nativity scene from Paul mm. Savory. I've got a whole collection now. I've got a whole yeah. collection. Oh, I saw that on the website, yes. Yes. Yeah. 
As did everyone. Well, I've got a record number of hits on that. Mm. Yes, I'm very pleased about that. Now, for all those people who are driving, which many people will be today, the reason that we didn't just bring Chris on just to have pleasant jollities about, <laughs> the, about the festive season, <laughs> but, you know, m- more talk about his, his Brazil nuts, I think, could keep yes. us all going. <laughs> what I want to know is what the weather's going to be like. Is it going to snow? Is it going to rain? Is it going to be sleet? What are the weather conditions like? Well, for today, anyway, it's it's what you, it's really a traditional Christmas. It's green. It's a bit grey, yeah. um, and not too cold. It's not certainly not as cold as it's been. We're looking at around about three degrees at the moment. Rising this afternoon in London to when five. Will I see you exactly what again. I was going to do. <laughs> I was doing the three degrees. I do <laughs> beg your pardon. Prince Charles will be on the phone. Don't. <laughs> We have had some rain overnight as well, uh, mostly light rain, but through the day we're going to see the cloud breaking out. So th- this afternoon, when you all go out for your uh, late, lu- w- late walk after lunch, mm. um, it'll be, there'll be some sunshine around at least. So it, it, quite a pleasant afternoon to come for Christmas Day. Right. But uh, no snow today, Steve, I'm afraid, so it is going to be a green Christmas. Right, that's OK. Now, Johnny's going back to Essex later. Road conditions? Uh, road conditions uh, in the southeast uh, are OK, but it's when you start going a bit further north, up towards the Midlands uh, and then up north, uh, where things get a little bit more tricky because it's still frozen ground up there and the temperature is still below freezing. Mm. So there is a lot of ice. So if you are today planning to travel further north, uh, do take heed of that information because uh, it is pretty dodgy up there still. Right. Now, going into the new year, yes. you said to me the other day, it's going to get colder. Yes. Now, I've been wa- watching this and the, the weather charts up until Christmas were very, very kept changing every day. One minute it was cold, the next minute it was mild. But the charts for new year have remained pretty pretty on target that they're not changing too much and and the forecast for this is that really the cold weather is set to come back across london and the southeast i'm looking probably around about tuesday night wednesday onwards and we are actually looking at the potential of some further heavy snow for london oh, oh lovely so it looks like it certainly wasn't a white christmas it could be a white new year because last mm. year we got the snow in february didn't we yeah mm. um and at this stage the the, the indications are that you know we could be in for quite a bit of snow it's, it's actually been a very long time since we've had snow at this time of the year, isn't it? Yeah, it's been uh, a good 15, 20 years mm. that we can actually... Uh, certainly this run up to Christmas with the amount of cold weather and the snow that we've had, not only uh, up north but across the whole country, uh, mm. because the whole country has really suffered to some degree with this cold weather. Uh, it is pretty unusual, and um, certainly looking into January, we might be in for a, a longer cold spell. The, the, the one that we're looking at to come for the early part of the new year could run into January, so... Yeah. Uh, it could be tricky when, when, when London goes back to work on the 4th of January. Better get my Ugg boots out. I don't mm. want to be caught up in that. I but as a, I'd just like to say, though, that you know, it is very difficult, Steve, to predict snow. Yes. And uh, I, I admit I haven't completely got it right this week. It is difficult. Things do change. And it only needs a temperature degree to be one side or the other that can, it can turn it to rain or snow. So yes. just keep an eye on the forecast. Well, right? I heard you yesterday on James O'Brien, and I thought your description of freezing fog and your explanation of why it snows and why it doesn't snow was sensational and oh, you deserve thank you. two applauses. Oh, I, uh, yes. Well, James was quite rude about he was. that to me. I yes. agree. Oh, he was in yes. filthy mood he yesterday. He didn't think that I was giving the correct explanation and I thought, well, what do you want me to say? You know? Yeah. <laughs> snow, snow, fog's fog. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, listen, have a lovely, lovely Christmas, Chris. Yes, mm. and you, Steve, and you, John. And, and uh, uh, to our Amanda and Johnny, the other side of the glass as well. Yeah, well, yes, she's unfortunately just fallen under the table. Oh, dear. She's unfortunately been imbibing a little bit too much this morning. Neither so. of them are upright. The last thing I saw from her, she sort of waved and then she's just sort of sunk behind the desk. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, things will go downhill from now on then. Well, certainly couldn't <laughs> go anywhere else. Listen, have a lovely Christmas. Yes, thank you, and you. Talk to you very soon. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Chris Lowry, LBC's weather expert. I've had news from my brother. Oh, yes? 
Lunch will be at 1pm. One. One. Eat your heart out. It's in three hours' time. Eat your yeah. Oh, 3 hours and 20 Well, put it this way, if that turkey's not been in the oven since nine this morning, there's no justice. So, at, uh, at one o'clock... You'll be sitting down. You don't have a starter, though. You'll go straight into main course. I have no you? idea what we've got. Oh, I think you'll go straight I think main. I think it's a turkey. Eggnog? Eggnog. Sorry? Oh, Eggnog. no, definitely not. No eggnog. He says, can you wish Marion, Amy and Matt a happy Christmas as they're listening and say, Ho- hope Matt gets over his hangover soon. <laughs> The whole family's plagued with this, honestly. <laughs> the amount of Alkies in our family is just embarrassing. But when you were Bad young... Bad enough having to work with them without having to go home and see them again. When you were young, I bet you went out on Christmas Me? Eve. Yes. I was sitting at home doing tapestry cushion covers. Yeah. Making all sorts... I had a crochet frame. You I was in, making all sorts of things. You were out somewhere. You were... I Actually, the truth be known, Dale and, I, Dale and I were always working. Yes, I always worked that night as well. Work it was a Christmas, big night. Work New Year's Eve. It was the night you weren't double money. Of course you did. <coughs> that's <coughs> why I worked. As soon as you went into Christmas Day, boom, yeah. the old money. Yes. And that's why I'm I couldn't, New I Year's couldn't Eve. do it now. I do. I couldn't... Yes, I know you do now, but I, I but couldn't do it now. Well, younger, young. only a Just little bit slightly younger. younger. Yeah. Moments. But, but we did used to do that when mm. I worked, and so now when somebody says, can you work Christmas Day, it doesn't make any difference to me. The only thing I worry about is getting all the stuff back to the car. Yes, all the presents. It's just ridiculous. I've got to take all this stuff back to the car. The car's loaded as it is. Now imagine all the people that are actually—they like people like to travel on the twenty-fifth of December. I don't mind travelling. I should day. be singing. If you see somebody driving down the road in a pale green Bentley singing his heart out, mm. it's me. It's you. I should be singing Doolally. Heart the Herald and everything else that goes. <laughs> also, as well, think about the people that are getting on aeroplanes. And if you leave London, I couldn't and give a stuff about people yeah, getting on aeroplanes. They're not singing with me. Because there's yes, because there's people getting on aeroplanes <laughs> who are celebrating Christmas in London, and then they can be in New York to mm. celebrate Christmas later on today. Yeah, Happy Christmas. <laughs> you're so <laughs> you're such a, You're so cruel. No, I like it. Listen, I've only got 16 minutes of the program left, and I've it's got true. so much to get in because with all the recent snow. London has never felt more festive. You can visit the LBC website to see our Christmassy capital snaps. Throughout December, we've been opening our audio advent calendar, and they're all there from our 36-year history, including a few from me. I heard one of you the other day. Yes. It's quite nice, actually. I haven't heard any of them. I did. I heard one bit. It was good. No. Anyway, uh, to get all the essential information you need to enjoy the Christmas period, best of Nick Ferrari in 2009 and our film critics' favourite films, you go to lbc.co.uk which is good news, so enjoy that one. Plus, we've got the How Low. It's the Plasma, 50-inch, and the Home Cinema. I want one. Finishes on the 4th of January. I want so. one of those. Me too. 50-inch. Lowest you need 50-inch. Wonderful. God, dear, Absolutely I wonderful. Keep you happy for ages, wouldn't it? That. Watching things on a big... Like your own cinema. Yeah, yeah lovely. Absolutely fantastic. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence. To play, you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So the bid say... One pound eighteen pence. Okay, you text LBC one one eight, and send that to treble eight two one. Competition ends at six pm on the fourth of January. Must be over sixteen. Entries are limited, and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Lovely, isn't it? Lovely. I did mention Dillis and Chiswick, didn't I? Yes, I did. Yeah, from yeah, Anne we did. and Bryn. Yes. Anne and Bryn, Dillis. I'm just checking. And have I mentioned Luke and his mum in Ealing? No. My auntie Jan in Roehampton? No. Susie and Charlie next door? No. Live next door to me. What, next door here? No, next door to me. Oh, next door to you. Yes, Susie and Charlie. No. We Susie. don't know anybody who lives in fact, next door. Susie used to li- work in this building. Really? Yes. Gino, Fiona, Sean, Luke, and Susie Abby. Pote. No, no, not, oh, no, right. not Susie. Oh, Pote. another Susie. Susie Pote never worked in this building. No, she didn't work in the other building. She worked in the other building. Susie Bruce used to work in this building. Who's Susie Bruce? Susie Bruce used to work on reception. Oh, right. She oh, lives right. next door to me. All oh, right. And, of course, last but not least, our old friends, your old friends. Yeah. They've been to all of your concerts. They are the famous 
Gloria, Joe and Michelle. Absolutely. The Feldmans. Absolutely. Merry, Merry Christmas to you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Do you know, we've had so many... I cannot get through all the texts, all the emails... Well, you've got to. ...or all the phone calls. I you've can't. Got to. Do you I've remember got... when we used to take calls years and years ago and you used to say to me, right, John, we've got a screen full of calls, you've got to answer all those questions in 11 yeah. minutes and we did about 10, 15 calls in Cannot that be time. done. Cannot be done. But we pick all the important ones out, or as many as we can. 13 to 10. On the tube. At a party. In a cab. On Oxford Street. On the Thames. On a bike. Because sore throats don't stay at home, Strepsils now comes in a handy tube. Get that soothing Strepsils relief anytime, anywhere. Strepsils Cool Handy Tube. First aid for sore throats. Always read the label. It's essential you raise brand awareness without stretching your marketing budget. How? Advertise on LBC. Call 020-7054-8770. Christmas. LBC 97.3. Steve Allen. I can't believe we've done four hours today. Four? I've not. No, you've not done four. No, we well, wonder where you've four. gone to. I was on my way. Sorry? It was, I was cleaning up. But Reindeer how long did it take? Reindeer, Reindeer poo. poo. Everywhere. Sandra and Gordon from Tooting, where the sun never sets, say happy oh. Christmas to Amanda and all her team. Oh, I see. For producing such a good show. Amanda no, not and all you, her though. No, nothing to do with me. me. No. And we know says, Sandra and Gordon. We're not too sure who the two old men are who <laughs> keep burbling away in the background, but we'd limit their appearances. <laughs> Cheeky devil. How rude. Cheeky devil. How rude. You know, next time we do a show, yeah. make sure they don't get a ticket. Next time we go to Tooting, <laughs> you watch. You wait. We can sort you out. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Happy Christmas, John, Johnny and Amanda. That's from Lucy, Alistair and Oscar. Lovely. Uh, Trish Thanks says, if you need to borrow my van, give me a bell. Lovely. Um, one that says, is the rumour you're going to be nice to Katie and Danny next year true, or have I been dreaming? You're drunk. You're going to be nice to Danny. I'm not going to. She hasn't done anything wrong. To, she's she's boring. been fabulous. She's boring. She's the best mentor. She's boring. No, she's <laughs> wonderful. No, she's it's dreary. Oh, she's she's dreary. I don't care. I don't care. Lloyd says I've been listening to you since the seventies. No, you haven't. The eighteen seventies. The eighteen seventies. radio. And uh, uh, don't forget, for those who aren't happy this Christmas and need to talk to someone, Samaritans are still open. Yes. Oh, that's nice. That's wonderful. Uh, and Paula says, "All the very best. Eat, drink, and be merry." She used to work at Shiseido. Ah. She turned up at through the gigs. I don't know if you met Paul. You might have met her. Must have done. She's lovely. Absolutely lovely. So, happy Christmas. And uh, another one here. This is Adrian and Deborah in Hendon. Uh, lunch at two. Anything else is just too late. Lunch at two. See, I'm eating at one. Uh, but I hope my mum's still Unfortunately, listening. Unfortunately, I'm not eating at home. Turn, better turn <laughs> the oven up. Yeah. apparently we're eating at two. Yeah, but that's ten, eleven, twelve. That's three hours away for one o'clock. Oh, but you have breakfast. You have a nice bit of toast. What? When and then you have a nice breakfast. Cup of, you, breakfast. you can stop on the motorway. Stop on the, on the motorway? Dover. You're joking. <laughs> yes, on the way to Dover. By, to Southampton via Dover. You could always get a boat, couldn't you, from Dover to Southampton? <laughs> yeah, right. You can imagine, can't you? Do you know, we've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of text messages. Hundreds. Almost almost a record, I think, for this Amazing. Almost a record. And the calls? It is a record. Yeah. In fact, I've just looked at the total there. That's how many. That's how many texts we've had. That's a lot. It's a phenomenal it? amount of texts this morning. It's a record number. But I must mention uh, food and drink. Oh, Tom yes. Parker Bowles is inviting you to his New Year's Eve party. He's going to be joined by Rachel Lowski, who'll be on hand to answer the question on how you make New Year's Eve memorable. Okay. <laughs> don't make me say it, for God's <laughs> sake. Please don't make me say it. Uh, he'll also be having cocktails mixed on air with James Bishop. And they'll be looking for your top party drink recipes. 
So that's Sunday from four, Tom Parker Bowls, for a food and drink New Year's Eve party special. Sounds lovely. Nice, isn't it? Yes. Like that idea? You can a cope with that. Nice glass of carver with a drop of cranberry juice in it. And really? a, a, ra- a fresh raspberry. It's a lovely fresh drink. raspberry. <laughs> a fresh raspberry fresh from Waitrose or from Tesco's or wherever you really? shop. Really? Yes. Oh. A fresh raspberry, oh. ladies and gentlemen. How lovely. And you said, you made a statement earlier, and I'm going to read oh, it. Here we go. Here's your bit, a bit more trivia for you. Yeah. Why is Christmas Day celebrated on the 25th of December? Now, you said something It's the earlier. winter solstice, isn't it? It isn't, actually. Oh. It's not, believe it or not. Is it the end of but something? You, well, it's that we're actually celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Well, not in December, today. we're not. No, well, he, no, but... It's been hijacked. Well, the thing about it is, is that there is no date in the Bible. It doesn't state no. in the Bible anyway But they worked it out, scientists worked was. it out, that in fact it was July, July, September-ish. It was, I thought it was July the 17th. Yeah, July 17th, yeah. Says, but the first recorded date for Christmas to be celebrated on this date was in 336 AD. I was there. <laughs> you were indeed. It was a Wednesday. And you knew, you knew very well that it, the Roman emperor was Constantine at that time, and he was the person actually celebrated that that, yeah. was, that was before christ no, no just after christ yeah. a few years later pope julius the first of rome officially declared that the birth of jesus would be celebrated on the 25th of december and it has been ever since funny isn't it probably keeping you awake yeah a little bit yes all <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking was i just get for some moment i wandered away from you for, for a <laughs> second well, you know, that's thinking, why i do it so I've got you to can get doze off. Car and I've got such a long drive. It's about sixty miles. Yeah, especially if you go by Dover. Exactly. If you go by Dover, it's two hundred and twenty <laughs> miles. <laughs> so you go. Let me just nip back quickly to some of my uh, emails and texts. You can give me another question, actually. Once I've done. I will. That. Yeah. Wait a minute. Happy Christmas from my cab driver. That's uh, Steve the bouncer. We used to work together down at uh, Cheeky Pete's in Richmond. Yes, I remember you mentioned. Long, that. long time ago, uh, and uh, Richard Ford. He says, uh, one of her, uh, your uh, producer, Amanda Redmond's first uh, jobs in media, was reading the news on Jewish Spectrum. Really? Uh, Is he that worked, true? We worked very hard on her pronunciation, but we got one complaint from a listener who said Amanda sounded too Jewish, which is rather odd as she isn't even Jewish at all. Gave us all a good laugh. I wonder if she remembers it. She's just crawled up from under the table, Richard, to wave <laughs> again, really? and then slumped back in the corner again. So, very Jewish. <laughs> she does say hello, Richard. She I've does got, say hello. She's shouting well, in fact, she doesn't. She goes, hello. <laughs> That's what she did. <laughs> That's because she's pulling up the top of her dress because everything's falling out again. Do you know, I get more Jewish listeners than anybody else. Yes. Heart three quarters of Bushy listen to this programme. And all my customers at the office. Yes. Most, a lot of them are Jewish. A oh, lot. I love it. I, I love, love it. Too. it. So, love we it. must say, Happy Hanukkah. Yes. So, there you go, Richard. She remembers. So, uh, oh, she's worked everywhere. Every, every, every few days I work with her, I discover other, some little thing lurking under a stone. I think she also worked in a club in Soho. Was it the Pussycat Club or something? I can't remember what it was. <laughs> something like that. Anyway, she went under another name, I think, when she was in there. Yes, Pussy Galore. Deirdre. Deirdre Redmond. Deirdre Redmond. Deirdre, honestly, she doesn't I couldn't think of like a, a Deirdre. I couldn't think of another name, actually. It didn't fit. Pussy Galore is a fabulous name for Amanda. Gary says, I did get as far as waiting in the queue to speak to you and John. When you close the lines. Ah. But I did get to speak to Amanda, who was the first person I've spoken to today, and, and very cheerful she is too. She's drunk. <laughs> yes, extremely. <laughs> he said, was Amanda at Hornchurch? Well, physically, mentally, she was off with the pixies. Was but she there? Were you there? She was, yes. Oh, yes. Didn't... Yes, yeah. you did. 
She sat next I took to her, you. Yes, I drove her there. Yes. That was a... Ma- who did you think it was? <laughs> I can't remember. Sure. We were, she was very chatty. Hopeless. Hopeless. <laughs> yes, she was very chatty. I did drive her there. Of course <laughs> yeah. I did. I love the way you can't remember these things. <laughs> no, it's very difficult on Christmas morning. Listen, we will sort out some live shows for the, uh, for the yes, new year. Yes, definitely. Yes. I'll have to go and get some new clothes, though. Amanda says, love the show. Know how much you love your scented candles. Come and see me at Penhaligon's at Brook Street, where <gasps> I work. Get the first of the sale goods. Actually, I just got my order the other day. From Penhaligans. Really? Yes. I, I went, I, I bought my mum, I go to that Penhaligans, that one in Brook Street. Oh, do you? Yeah. I which, bought my which is Brook Street? It's is that... the little street that comes off Bond Street, isn't it? Isn't oh, it? right, that I don't one? know that yes. one. There's a little Penhaligans there. You the just go up the steps and it's really tiny and it's gorgeous. And I bought my mum uh, a little present from there a couple of years ago. Oh, right. And I often buy things he's, in there. He's been out shoplifting again, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> and it wasn't in the sale, I hope. <laughs> paid full price. It's even worse. That's the trouble now, you see. The sales are starting, so all the yeah. stuff you've paid full price for, tomorrow they're going to annoy me, and it's all going to be cheaper. Yeah, so Hang on, what have you bought? No, that won't go down in the sale. No, that won't go down in the sale. Because that's priceless. Yes, that's priceless. You're my, my beautiful chocolate father, father Christmas. Christmas. Your Jo Malone candles will not go down they in the sale. They won't change, no. Oh, no. The champagne? No. No. You'd be very surprised. Well, that will be gone by tomorrow anyway, so there's no oh, will it? I'll drink that tonight. Alone. Oh, right. I should come home for Christmas. I'll light Supposed the fire. to last fire. till next year. What, the champagne? It becomes vintage. <laughs> you have to lay it on its side, and it's upright at the moment. I know some people like that. Uh, Mary and Richard in Hastings. Say happy Christmas to Amanda and, of course, all of your team. Merry Christmas. It's Merry Christmas to everybody. And, um, can I repeat this joke? Probably cannot repeat this joke. Of course um, How bad is know. it? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe um, not, then. I can't do it. If no, it's fine. I can't. If ever I no. hold back on something... No, don't. I can't. Don't. It's Christmas Day. Juliet is an East Coat. Juliet is an East Coat? Yes. Well, South, South Rice Slip. Right. So that's night, isn't it? That's nice. Lovely. Yes. The, the, Merry Christmas. The old saying, after dinner, rest a while. After supper, walk a mile. Oh, right. And when is supper? Because if dinner is seven... Yeah. Supper must... Supper's something you have just before you go to bed, isn't it? Yes, supper is. You'd have a light supper that could be cheese on toast or... Sardines on toast. Oh, God, no. Pilchards on toast. Sardines on toast. Are Mm. you mad? I always love it. We used to have pilchards on toast. Oh, God, I feel sick. Very nice on a Sunday. They always say that if if your partner is a little bit overweight, two-mile walk in the morning, two-mile walk in the afternoon for a week, and by the end of the week, they'll be so far away, you won't care. (laughs) (laughs) Such an old joke. (laughs) It's such an old joke, but I'm a fairly elderly person, I'm afraid. (laughs) Ageing by the minute, let me tell you, on this programme. So we, we we have to go now. I've got somewhere better to go. We've got nothing. You can't Frankly, do... they're only paying till ten. Now tomorrow is what day? Uh, Boxing Day. And here's your trivia about Boxing Day. No, here we go. Boxing Day started in in the United Kingdom eight hundred years ago in the Middle I Ages. I was there. You were there. Weren't I was you? there. And it was the day that you gave people presents in boxes. But originally, it was where the arms boxes that were kept in church. Boxes of arms. <laughs> you go down. They say, "I'll have two lefts." <laughs> two right. Like interesting. <laughs> two right arms today. I don't and think an Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually the arms boxes were the yeah. money that you put in for the poor. A L M S. A L M S. In fact, there are arms houses everywhere, aren't there? And the 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 poor would be on the twenty sixth of December, which is St Stephen's Day, of course. Mm. They would open the boxes and give them to the poor. Yeah. And that's why. Sometimes the poor didn't want them. What, the coins? Yes, they did. They were starving! My favourite line was last week, when somebody came around knocking on the door saying, uh, I'm I'm collecting old clothes for the the starving in Africa. I said, if they're starving, they certainly can't be if my clothes fit them. (laughs) That's so cruel. Be huge. Huge. (laughs) Enormous. They might be able to cut them down and make two things out of them. Or three. Yes. Or three. You could probably live in some of mine. I'd probably clothe the whole village with just one of your suits. (laughs) Yes, that'd be quite nice, actually. But listen, uh, on LBC, it's the great Ormond Street Carol 
concert. Looking After that, it's that. James Max. He'll be here with fun and frolics and cracker pulling mm. and sprout recipes and stuff like that. Julie Peasgood is just completely on the floor now. There's no hope with her whatsoever. She thinks it's Boxing Day already. She does. She's going to raid an arms box. An arms box. That's why they used to call them arms houses. Mm, that's right. just houses for arms. Your head and your legs didn't get in, but your arms were okay. They're actually quite beautiful, some of those arms houses. They are lovely, lovely, aren't they? I'd love to live grids. one. Mm. There's some on a station I pass when I come in the morning. I think, I'd love to live there. There's some lovely ones in Highgate, and there's some lovely ones in Free and Barnet Lane, which go up. Really, really beautiful set back off the road. People buy them now? Oh, yes, they do. They're yeah. very small, they though, aren't they? Apparently. Very small. But how much room do you need? Me? Well, you need a lot because Quite you've got that to Quite a bit of room. Fit, I've got to fit, fit in that home. in. I've got the nativity, nativity scene. And my Christmas present. And a new chair. And your Christmas present I haven't even opened yet. My Christmas present will last you exactly one month. But it doesn't have a sell-by date on it. I feel like I'm doing Mission Impossible, ladies and gentlemen. Your mission, Steve, should you choose to accept it, is to leave this studio <laughs> in about 35 seconds' time and go home. Have a nice Christmas. John, thank you very much indeed. A merry, merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas to you out there as well. And uh, I'm delighted to report that I'm not here tomorrow. Ray, Ray, You get a bit of respite. You don't have to go, oh, not Steve Allen again, please, God. But you do get me... Sunday when... morning. No, I'm... well, Sunday morning you get from five till eight, the Steve Allen best of in conversation, and then I'm here from eight till eleven. So I'm on air for six hours on Sunday morning. Wow. And the best of is on tonight wow. from... From seven o'clock. Goodness me. So it's the best of the best of the best, okay? Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you to all the team, even though the producer's now being lifted out of the studio. Airlifted. Uh, airlifted. <laughs> Have a great, great Christmas. Love you to pieces. Back with you Sunday morning. It was the 